These realms belong to us. No invasion, this, our endless march. No conquest driven by greed or malice. This is the light pushing back the darkness, and it can end only one way, in war. This is us taking back that which is ours. Once these foul lands were whole, some were paradises and we the blessed. Since the coming of the Dark Ones, they've been ruined, corrupted, ravaged. Still, we seed them not. We walked that path once. We fled or hid away. But with the Tempest, times changed. We have won allies to our side. Storm-souled warriors sent from the heavens. Stout Warden, swift elves, and stranger beings still. Now, we fight back as one with fire, fury, and faith. We heal the lands with toil, with pain, with blood. We slash and stab, gouge and tear, rip and bite, even if we march on broken limbs, even if the walls we raise are soon toppled, even if we sing our songs of war with slit throats. We will fight to the last. For the great wheel must turn, even if it grinds our bones to dust, even if our rendered flesh greases its axle, even if a river of blood stretches out behind, turn its shell on and on until one generation bleeds into the next. Welcome to the garage, you tools, for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and have a few laughs along the way. And bringing you hope and hard work and never-ending faith. I'm Dave Whitek, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris Walker. Chris! Hey, hey. how's it going? What's going on, man? Good, not too much. Ooh, Cities of Sigmar! Yeah, it's here. And we and we and we get, managed to get it all recorded and put together, and we got a dropping on the the first day the pre order. Wow, we never get stuff out this quick. Mm-mm. But this book, dude, oh my god! All right, That's cool. Okay, well, before we get into it, let's let, let you know. I'm I'm already off. Look at me off and running. I'm hyped from the opening reading, but let's do this. How okay? many pages? It's a massive book. This book is bananas. This book is a hundred and hold on, I'm looking. Hundred and sixty pages. Yeah. Hundred and sixty pages. And you know, we always talk about how the lore is about forty usually, and sometimes if it's a little more than that, it's it's pretty long. The lore for this book is up to page sixty eight. Mm-hmm. So you got all that going on, plus you've got all these, all these. There's some painting guides in here. All these pictures of all the new models. Yeah, uh, Daughters of Cain is 104. Yeah, 157. The only one that might be longer would be that stupid Stormcast. Book. The Stormcast book is probably longer. Yeah, but most of them are right around 100 and something. So 150 mm-hmm. surprised me. But okay, you know what? Before we get into this, let's thank all our sponsors, right? Yeah, Kazark Superstore, Kazark Superstore, Kazark Superstore, Kazark Six Squared Studios are good friends in Canada who mailed me back my toiletries bag when I left it in Gen Con. And wow, okay, yeah, no, I mean nice. we we packed up and I had my little bag of my stuff in the bathroom and Harrison still had to shower up before we left, so I said just yeah. bring it out with you and he forgot, and it's not a big deal. 
But say. they texted us like we were 15, 20 minutes out, but I was driving, and our first stop was like two hours down the road. And I'm like, I'm not <laughs> driving back. Could you please throw it in the mail for me? Yeah, yeah. So luckily, Kevin is a, is a kind-hearted man. Nice. And he mailed it back to me. And, of course, don't forget Grognard Games in both Roselle and, where's the other one? Batavia, Batavia Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. That's right, because there's always something happening at Grognards or yep. Grognards. Yeah. Batavia's got a lot going on too, man. I'm mm-hmm. I follow their the, the the Batavia store. They got the um, the Facebook thing, and it's like, oh wow, there is so much happening there. Yeah, it really is. Well, there's a lot of new games out, so yeah. I mean, people are there playing. They've got game stuff every night of the week. Every night you go in there, and there's people gaming. It's never a dead evening. Right. It's bananas. All right, what else? Uh, Patreon sponsors. Want to thank the Patreon patrons, those people who make this show and every single episode and thing we do on this show possible. That includes our associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, and Old Man Yeti. Our right. ex- executive producers, Scotty Milne and George Stradone. And our newest Patreon patron, Fear the Squirrels. Cool. Fear the Squirrels. Sounds good. Thank you all for becoming... Sponsors. I want to thank everyone who has been a sponsor and has had to cancel. I've thanked everyone who's currently a sponsor and everyone who's thinking about being a sponsor. We really appreciate it. It really keeps the lights on here. For sure. Um, we're going to save voicemails till next episode, mainly because uh, I forgot to, I mean, I, I checked them and then I forgot to have them pulled up and ready for right now. And this show's mm-hmm. already going to be like three hours because there is so much to talk about. So we're just going to do voicemail next show. But if you want to get on the voicemail for the next show, uh, you just all you'd have to do is call one seven five seven G H show six. That's right, one seven five seven G H show six. You call that number, you leave a voicemail, it gets on the air. Try to keep it family friendly, like the show is. Um, that's about it. Should we? Yeah, call. call. Yeah. So, um, you know what? Let's talk a little bit about the book before our first break. We always sure. jump right in, and I know a lot of people skip up to the first commercial break, um, mm-hmm. because they, you know, you know how it is. Um, <laughs> people really do that? I, I I mean, I've been told by a couple of people. They're like, ugh, your whole beginning of your show is just your patrons and your Patreons and your sponsors, and then you go right into a commercial, and it's just like, eh, I just skip it. And I'm like, well, you know, it, it, these are the people who make the show happen. I mean, yeah. they deserve to get mentioned right Plus a flipping the way. Plus the voicemails. Come Plus on, the can't voicemails. Miss can't miss those. Exactly. The voicemails are the best. Um. Okay, this book. Now, I, I, I'm a I'm a man of two minds about this book. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um I love it. The lore is fantastic. Look at the opening reading. Right? Yeah. Look at the opening reading. All of these opening readings, um they always are like third person. You know, the oryx come through the land. Here come the here come the ratkin. You know, oh, the lands of the elves are so beautiful. This is not somebody talking about somebody else. This is us. Yeah. They are, this is personal. And right from this opening reading, you feel that. And and as you get into this book, it really is, for, for the massive numbers of bodies just ground up in the, in the Dawnbringer Crusade mill, there's still because the, that's what's happening. Yeah, they're kind of like bummed about it too. Yeah, but they're also understanding what needs to happen, and and mm-hmm. they even said that's in Harbingers, right? It's like we got to do something. We're gonna have a big, we're gonna have a big move out. We're gonna do something big. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm waiting to see. And so it's like, it's nice to, you read this book after Harbinger's. And I, yeah, honestly, it feels like Harbinger's is going to get forgotten because everyone's looking for this stuff now with all these new hot models and none of that was in Harbinger's. But it's all talking about the big new push. Um, and I love it. And the new models, amazing. Yeah, they're makes, super. They're super cool. I mean, that's what I think. That's the best part of this release is the miniatures yeah. are crazy good. But the, the characterizations, the the lists of the various cities, the moving the story forward, mm-hmm. the the lore in this is wonderful. The new units are wonderful, and then we've got the Dwarden and the Dark Elves. Yep. Now I like that all three of them are together in the cities of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. I don't like that they're not really integrated. I don't like that it's basically yeah. not. There's nine Duarden entries, and it's the nine models you could make from the kits that were made during Eighth Edition when the dwar when the dwarves got a new book. Yeah. So you got three characters. You got the two double kits or three double kits. You got a uh, Hammerers Longbeards, Iron yep. Drakes Iron Breakers. And um, gyrocopter, gyro bomber. Yeah, they don't even have their own cannon anymore. No, it's just those six and three characters: the cogsmith, mm-hmm. the the lord, and the and the runesmith, or whatever. Right. And I mean, they got some. I mean, it, I get it. They're letting us still play with our toys. I just wish there was. Yeah. Some, and you know what? I don't even mind the dwarf models. The 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 dark elf models are starting to look a little old, especially yeah, they're, I when mean, you, they've been around for uh, twelve years, may, longer, maybe longer. A lot of the, dude, a lot of those models were there when I started playing, and that was yeah. at the end of sixth. Well, the dark elf spearmen and the they came out with one or two new kits, like for the the guy on foot could be made in like three different kits now: spear, sword, and and thing. But most of these things are really old kits. They don't hold up next to the new kits. Yeah. I tried to make excuses for him, and Harrison's like, "Shut up!" He's like, "Come on, are you really <laughs> going to tell me?" I'm like, "I like, and I don't, I don't dislike the models, right?" But they don't. Well, they had, they have to justify the, uh, the cold ones too. Yeah, they have to like come up with like this new lore. Yeah, for the for the cold ones that the. The, the uh, their writers, writing. right? Like they, they just, don't have they don't have that anymore, you know. Exactly, and mm-hmm. I, it's just I appreciate they're letting me play with my toys, and I appreciate that the lore says it's humans and dwarves and elves, but it just feels like an also ran. Yeah. So the kit that's out right now, you can you, know, you can make bleak swords, dread spears, or dark shards from it. Yeah, so it's the crossbow, okay. the 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 sword or the spear. Okay, so it's a different kit that's, than the one. That's the newest kit, but they only made like one or two new kits. Yeah. Everything else is back from 6th and 7th edition. It really is. Some of I'm the trying stuff- to see, I'm trying to see what the, what the oldest dark elf kit in here is. I wonder if it's the so Dark Rider. The Dark Rider Warlock kit is pretty old. Yeah, I mean, you know, and the Executioner's. St- I don't know the. Uh, the Executioner Blackguard is a combo kit. Yeah. Uh, they redid the War Hydra that it could also be the other thing. The Charybdis, yeah. God, that was ages ago. Yeah. Yeah, the Chariot. I mean, when did they come out with a new Chariot? That's got to be ancient. Yeah, the Drake. So it's the Drake Spawn or the Scourge Runner Chariot. You can build Black either Art one. Black Art Corsairs, the fleet. Aren't those all old models? Black Art Corsairs are, are old. Yeah, 
I mean, and I. But I, they're plastic. They're not. They're not. He, yeah. They're not fine casters. Here's the thing. No. I, I, I want. <laughs> they're part <laughs> of the story. Yeah. They're supposed to be a part of it, and even if they're a small part of it, even if it's just a small amount, this just feels tacked on. Yeah. Well, and I, you know I, what I, really I, you sells know, it, do, though? You don't, and I, I have the book in front of me. I know you don't. I have um, a book here. I have a version of it. Right, right. But what I'm saying is uh, the, the, the pictures of where they show you all the new models. Uh-huh. Okay? I looked at this, and I went through it, and I stopped, and I had, you know, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay. So you got the you know the beautiful it says the bringers of the dawn and you got all the individual new models and all the empire models are in here the big sprawling yeah. pictures empire against ratman okay then they've got Talia Vedra they've got all these other models you go through models empire well, models yeah. empire models empire models empire which em- models which empire models are you talking about the new ones uh, yeah the new ones yeah so the cities of sigmar I'm sorry cities of sigmar okay yeah, cities empire. of sigmar cities everything is cities yeah. of sigmar so far now I'm just looking sure. at this now I'm yep. talking, you know, there's the two-page big spread right at the beginning. So uh-huh. there's two pages, two pages of cities models, two more uh-huh. pages of cities models. That's four. A page of cities models with a nice spread with one of those dramatic pictures they do. Yeah. Cities models. Cities models, dramatic picture. Cities models, cities models, cities models, cities models, cities models. Full-page spread of a battle with all these cities models. And here in the very back, on the top right corner, on page eighty-five, <laughs> yeah. is a unit of twenty iron breakers and a gyro bomber. Oh, and there's another unit of of them back, even farther back. So there's even more than I thought. Another five are back there. Okay. Then on the next page, the last one, the giant two-page, big picture, all the stuff. There is not a dark elf model or an elf model. And mm. there's no dark elf models in the model gallery at yeah. all. And there's one picture that has iron breakers and a, and a gyro bomber. They, they are obviously not pushing this at like you know what I'm saying. This yeah. is all about the human part of cities of Sigma. and that's what the book really focuses on mostly too. And it just mm-hmm. it's if I had one complaint, and I I don't want to start negative, but it's gonna be super. <laughs> Here's the thing. I want to get this out now because I don't want to be yeah. talking about it later because yeah. there is so much good stuff to talk about. Well, here's the kind of the kicker, too, is that they refer to, they also refer to some of the high elf units in this book. Yeah. And they don't mean to, but it's that they do refer to it. They, they refer to, like, the Skycutter Chariot. Well, because those, but those were included in older stories because they were part of the yeah. old armies. So but they're, they're I mean, they're in this book. Yeah. There's but, a reference to a Skycutter Chariot in this book. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Well, because they existed, and the book is talking about the history. It's not saying they're still using them currently. I guess, yeah. And that's what I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying. They they cut out so much, but they cut out. It's like they cut, okay, we're going to lose just this, but we'll let you keep this, but we're not going to really do much with it, and that's yeah. the problem. Well, I mean, they just released that Regiment of Renown, Remember? They, which was a Dwarden Regiment of Renown. Oh, that's, that's right, they, yeah. Right? They, that, that's, they just came out with that. Was that? Was yeah. That, wait, wasn't that Fire Slayers though? No. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, that's right. No. Was not Fire Slayers. It was There's regular Dwarden. Yeah, I don't. Regiment of Renown. It's right here. It's uh. Da, 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 da. Find it. Start. Start collecting Greywater fastness. You can still buy that. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. But there's also uh, the Regiment of Renown. It's like the Rune Smith. What's his base? 
Okay. His 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 army or his huh. collection. Yeah. Is that the what? guy from the Harbinger story? Yeah. Huh. Okay. I know. I mean, and that's good though. Like integrate right? them. That's my point. You you've got them here, and they just they're they're. Yeah, I mean, they don't um, really. Unless, unless I'm not seeing the mix here. Mm-hmm. If I were to start this army, and I—I I mean, I—I I sold all my dwarves, and it's actually one of the saddest things I ever did with this game. I—I I, I miss. I'm sad that I sold that one. That was my first army. Yeah. But I sold my dwarves. I have Barnett's Dark Elves. I could put some of them in here, but I'm looking, making a list. Going, why do I want to add these guys? Like everything I need is with the humans. Mm-hmm. You know, unless I'm playing a really big army or something themey, I just feel like that's just an also ran. So, that's just me. But that's the only complaint I have. <laughs> Man, this is awesome. Yeah, All right. A lot of cool stuff in here. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's let's do take our first break. We got the complaining out of the way. We got the ads <laughs> out of the way. We're going to jump right back into this when we come back. And we uh, there's so much. There is so much cool lore to cover before we even get to the rules. And there is so much new stuff. We'll be back. Yep. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. Yes, we are. Scions of the God King. And once again, they really managed to just sort of get this opening, just encompass everything in an opening quick statement. For every shining hero in the realms, there are a hundred downtrodden souls, tired and frightened. They do not have the luxury of hiding away. Those who wish to survive must fight daily for the privilege. These all too mortal warriors are pitched into a grinding, endless war against the darkness. They fight on using nothing more than honest iron, temperamental gunpowder, and a burning faith that has more to do with hope than certitude. And they are the backbone of Sigmar's armies. And I love this. It's just, you know what? They fight with Dwarden and elves, and it's basically there is, it says there's never a shortage of volunteers. Yeah. Because everybody wants to take this stuff back. It is the big propaganda. In fact, there's a part where they actually say there's borderline propaganda going on mm-hmm. um, with these Dawnbringer Crusades. Um, what's really scary in this, it says even if you make it there, even if you get where you're going, only one in ten are actually going to found something and survive the the initial yeah, forming of the city. One I think it's kind of cool. 
how it kind of goes through the procedure of how they do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the now they do talk. Now there's a little info in here that's interesting though, because yes, there's no shortage of volunteers, and everybody's running forward to do this, and everybody wants to do it, but everybody also knows it's going to take centuries. Yeah, maybe millennia. They, they are they? not. Nobody going out to this battle is going to see the fruits of their own labors. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're all working through it, and they and it, it talks about how they fight and they have tight commands. They give orders, which is great. It's like okay, I call it the Great Wheel, right? Yeah, they refer to it in this book. But the thing is, every other every other type of every other you know army in this book they're all supernatural creatures they've all got some super thing that they do humans don't have any of that they just have lots of guys and very very tight military precision that's their bonus military precision we get a lot of guys and we're doing a lot of stuff and it's crazy that that's that's what they're going out there with they seem to be like the most proact one of the most proactive races too you know oh absolutely because they seem to, I mean, like a lot of, I mean, we've we've looked at all the other books, right? Yeah. And all the stuff those books seem to have in common is their hatred of these Dawnbreaker Crusades and how they're going to exploit well, I mean, them. Not the bring order. them down. So the, but they all have something to do with the Dawnbringer Crusades, right? They're all worried about it in some way, shape, or form. So it's, to me, it feels like these Dawnbringer Crusades are pushing the story forward, and that's where mm-hmm. the all the impetus for this you know, for this lore building is going from. Yeah. And, and it's, God, you're, you're, you're right. It is pushing the story forward. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the other races, unless they're, they're allies. Unless they're allies. But even yeah. the elves and the dwarves, they help. It's a yeah. good thing that we're fighting evil and all, but they mm-hmm. still, for the most part, they're, you know, the elves are pretty much, they keep to themselves. I mean, they are pretty insular. You know, look at, look at, in fact, we'll talk about Settler's Gain in here. Yeah. You know, Whereas it's the humans that are constantly just shoving out, saying we have to take this all back. Mm-hmm. Um, here, the grand conclaves ruling each city know full well the insanity of that which they attempt. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Even if their urban populations were to boom, they would not. St- they could not sustain the punitive depletions Sigmar demands of them. Nonetheless, they signed the death warrants of hundreds, if not thousands, of citizens with each crusade they authorize. They just they're they're sending out so they're. There's so much to conquer, and they can mm-hmm. never slow down. And that's that's something that comes up in here, because when we get to this next part, Islands of Sanctity, they talk about how the founding works. I know that you had just mentioned that, like yeah. the steps they take. Mm-hmm. And one of the things it says is even if they get there, even if you are you get your city founded and it survives and you built your walls and you've got something here that's good, you don't get to build up. You don't get to, you know, you don't get to stockpile and and set up and 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 make sure that this was going to definitely hold. the minute you've got anything extra, you start piling it up to send out a new crusade from your yeah. new place. It the, nothing ever gets to stay, gets to rest, mm-hmm. gets to build. It's just as long as you've got enough, keep moving. Um it's a plan. Yeah. I think it's cool. It's also cool that it's to me they they say it's almost like it's a it is sort of a volunteer army still with this coin malleus. You know, you have to oh, get yeah. it. You have to. You have to sign up for it. Although right. it also does mention that there it are, does. you know, 
people get bamboozled and shanghaied and yeah. all kind of stuff. You know, press, press gang. Press get, yeah, all that kind you of know, stuff. All that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sure. for the most part, yeah. people are wanting to do this, and they all have their different reasons. And there are good reasons in here. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk really quickly about um, but the, the whole idea of this. Um, it talks about how the opening phase of Sigmar's reclamation focuses on fortification. Yeah. And that's it. The places that have survived, the actual big cities of Sigmar, are fortresses. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're huge cities, and they're and they've got, but they are cities that are built up defense upon defense upon defense, yeah. and they're constantly under siege, as we've seen uh-huh. in the past books. Right? I mean, what the cities I've been attacked, like Excelsis, got attacked. Yeah. Right. That got, that was in, that was one of the big. They're beacons battles. of evil. It's like chaos yeah. wants to tear these things down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, here's something, and I know this will come up later, but I love how they're even marking through in the different cities and not included in the cities. Because, by the way, you get to choose from one of 11 yeah. cities to be from. Right. But Anvilgard is not on the list. Now, I know Anvilgard is no longer called Anvilgard. It's called Harcuron. Yeah. But it is not even listed here as a city of Sigmar. No, it's not. Like, Take they guys. made a deal, but she basically owns it. It is no longer a city of Sigmar. Yeah, so if you had a Anvil Guard army, sorry. And Bill, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, what's now you have a Harakuron army, I Har-Kuron? guess. Harakuron? Apparently, well, apparently there are Anvil Guard rebels. No, it's Harakuron. It's not Anvil Guard, but if you're supposed to be someone <laughs> in Anvil Guard, they're waiting in Harakuron. Uh, okay, so the founding of a settlement always hinges upon a site of power. They've got these geomantic yeah. sites, parts where the magic, the magical ley lines intersect, and this is a wellspring, a magical node. Mm-hmm. Something and, cool is out there, and they're marching towards it, and they're going to build a city around it, yep. basically. Uh, the first of Sigmar's cities were constructed around the realm gates, because that's where they burst through. Mm-hmm. And once you had the realm gate secured as yours, you built around it to keep them out. And if you're going to have a constant watch around it, that becomes your first cities. Mm-hmm. And these big major cities, they all have a storm host attached to them. Yep. Right? It's like a huge chapter of Stormcast Eternals is there yep. pretty much 24-7. Um, well, if the city survives long enough. As you, well, as so those are, those here. are like those are like the major ones. These, yeah. these smaller ones that go out, they don't have stormcast with them. They do have stormcast with them. It even says, but once they secure the place, if, once it looks like it's basically okay, you're here. The stormcast yeah. take off. The stormcast right. well, go on their next job. Yeah. If when they return, you've managed to survive and fortify and survive on your own, then yeah. they might set up a storm keep there. Right, but you kind of gotta. It's like you kind of gotta earn a storm host. It's really yeah. kind of crazy when I'm looking yeah. at it. You know, they kind of allude in here that sometimes they go out and they don't have stormcast with them. They just go out. Like, oh, some don't. Yeah, but yeah, there yeah. are many that do, and the ones that do, it did point out that the stormcast once they get there, stormcast mm-hmm. don't stay for the uh, right. building walls segment right. of the of the party. Right, right. They That's get right. you there. Yeah, they, they leave actually, and do they, other work, and while you're building the walls, when you come back, if you've managed to do that, they'll start a storm keep. Right. They actually mentioned that once they've got it secured, then they draw up like lines of supply, and then like the Dwarden come in. Yeah. And start building the walls and start building the keeps and the houses and all that stuff. Yep. First, first they big, uh, they you know, well, first once they get to that the geomantic power sites, because that's not what they look for. Those are the nexuses. Mm-hmm. First, they get those those. 
that, well, I forget what it's called, but it's uh, it's one of the, it's you can actually buy it. It's a piece of terrain. Yeah, the but, metalith. Yeah, and it's the thing that, it, yeah. that goes over there. It brings up the water and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that powers all the stuff. And once you get all the the basic foundations built, then you try to cleanse the land. And, and they literally cleanse the land with blood rituals. Yeah. The, 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 the flagellants go out there, and they're actually spilling their own, the blood of the faithful on the ground to mm-hmm. cleanse it. And it works. Right. That's the, that's the, the book cool actually says that there's nothing that works, actually yeah. works. There's nothing that works as well as that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, the cleansing aqualith. Uh huh. Oh, that's the aqualith. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And then, like you said, over time, Dwarden architects and masons start to show up, and then they start building more advanced defenses. And then you can start building other things. And um, it's it's the big as it continues to build. The interesting thing is, as it continues to build, once again. All of this has to happen while still taking anything you have that is extra and prepping it to send out on a new crusade. Mm-hmm. It it gets it gets nutty as they go through this. Um, what else? Okay, so we start off uh, taking the coin. So they do talk about the coin malleus here. Mm-hmm. Once a city has grown large enough to have assembled a grand conclave of two hundred and forty-four democratically elected delegates. The mustering of full crusades is never far behind. So I forget, I, I can't remember, because somewhere it was mentioning how many citizens to a delegate. Oh. But once you get 244 delegates. Is that in here? I didn't see that bit. What? Hmm. What, how many? The c- citizens per delegate. I didn't know that I, well, was I didn't in see here. it here, but I, I was, I, oh, I, I might have been maybe? in one of the Black Library books I was reading or gotcha. something like that. Okay, well, that's kind of cool. But that's anyway, cool. Because, you know, what are you going to just, you know, you're not going to have 244 delegates for 1,000 people. That's true. You know, you're going to have delegates from each segment of their city. So it has to get side. It does have to build up. Right. But it's that thing. But it, it, it will it will get to this point quickly if the proper defenses are in place and they're able to hold their own. Mm-hmm. Then it will build up pretty quickly. Um, of course, I say this and they've been doing this for hundreds of years and they have 11 cities that they've held so far. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, once again, it's not easy. But once you get 244 delegates, you start sending out. And that's the, that's like the newest that's the their some of the newest uh planning of that. Um mm-hmm. the official line is each city's lord general distributes the coin malleus via his officers and that is claimed by honest citizens wanting to contribute to Sigmar's vision. This is something romanticized to the point of nausea by myriad Sigmarite <laughs> texts, artworks and chansons such that they have become borderline propaganda. Young there men you and go. women depicted fresh-faced with fire in their eyes, marching from the city gates in the finest armor towards a distant sunrise, sometimes over a carpet of slain orcs, mutants, or skaven that are somehow far smaller and less intimidating than they should be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because this is it. And you sign up, and it's like it, it's like volunteering for the army, I suppose. Yeah. You go get trained, and you get armor. and Yeah. yeah it's not, it's, it's also, I think that's kind of cool that it's not... They they don't just like take people and just throw them out there. They actually train them, give them armor, give them weapons. Like it's legitimate. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of like that part. It's well, yeah, like there's leg- definite training that ha- yeah. it, that's yeah. the one thing that I do appreciate mm-hmm. is uh, this is a legit enterprise. It's not like yeah, just scaping, just like throwing people to the to get killed. You know? Yeah. And so, but they go out and they, they you know and they and they're gonna face. All sorts of toils and travails throughout mm-hmm. this because they've got to first get there. It's not like you're traveling a couple of miles. Yeah, 
You are going to a whole new nexus of area. This, these places are spaced apart. When you're mm-hmm. going out to form a city, you are on a months-long journey yeah. to a place. And you got to take everything with you. Yeah. Um, and they do talk about how they started to get that plan put together later, mm-hmm. which is actually really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, now... They say the most common motivator is not just faith in Sigmar's plan. After all, should a settlement should the settlement be successfully established, all those who have taken the coin are duly enabled to claim a plot of land for themselves. Now, when you set up the core of the city, everyone's going to take their plot of land mm-hmm. inside the core of the city, right? So I've yep. got my house, my area, my property. Now, of course, we all know that these cities build into these huge megaplexes, right? Yeah. But these huge megalopolises that they're building, every time we read this, we all know at the heart of the city is where all the rich people live. Those are the founding fathers' homes. You get in there as one of these people that you've made it and you've claimed your plot of land and you you, you, you have uh, a little bit of uh, hopefully maybe a little political savvy or if not, at least just some good common sense. Mm -hmm. You're one of the founding families of the town. Right. Your great 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 grandchildren could be leaders of the town. Like there's a there's a chance if you make it that your family will be set, which is probably why so many people sign up. Yeah. What if they kind of like took inspiration from like, you know, like the settling of like the American West out of this, you know, like go west and get your plot of land and so on and so forth. It you could know? be. Mm-hmm. Uh, revenge is also a powerful motivating factor. A lot of these people know that that was the home. Oh, we're going back to the place where my people came from and were yeah. wiped out during the age of chaos, and I'm going yeah. to take it back because f those guys. Right, and I think like this is like where you'd get like a maybe like a Dwarden led crusade too, where they're going to go out and they're going to retake. Oh sure, you know some kind of hold or something, or even an elf led one. Same kind of reasoning, you know. Sure. But this is this is what happens here with this whole idea of taking the coin. People will take the coin, say goodbye to their family and loved ones, head off to their future. Yeah. It is done, Papa. Yesterday, I took the coin Malleus. I knelt before the altar of the wheel and spoke my oaths of service as accurately as I could, for my head was ringing from the previous night's fire malt and saw my name etched into the pages of the Tome Valoris. Today I am a Dawnbringer. To be exact, I am a Fusilier in the 89th Regiment of the Leaden Bulls. My comrades are a rough-and-ready bunch, as desperate as I for battle and glory. Their snoring serenades me as I write this. In a few short days, the Heartfire Crusade will depart Hammerhall Aksha, marching east into the Capillarian Wilds to found a new settlement in Sigmar's name. I know how you love to fret, so I shall not tell you not to worry. I will say only that I have a fine pavise of tempered iron oak to shield me from harm and a guild-approved firearm with which to assail the enemy from afar. Know that you are always in my heart and that I will send word to you and Jara whenever I can. She's a strong girl, but I know she was wounded as I by our parting. I trust you will help her understand why her mother joined the great cause and the dream for which I now fight. Your loving daughter, Edmira. All right. 
So, uh, next part coming in here, Into the Wilds. Okay, um, I like this part because one of the important things they talk about is the reclaimed. Mm-hmm. Okay, there were factions that made it that never retreated to Azir, who never yeah. fell to chaos, who never turned into savages. They just kept fighting. And um, That's kind of neat, right? Yeah. And they're, they, 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 Sigmar shows up during the Realmgate Wars, and they join them, and they fight, and they come to the cities. And it says that for the first time in generations of strife, they, are allow, they can allow themselves to feel safe. And that's crazy to me. The idea that it, hundreds of years, your entire people were just living on the run. Yeah, well, how long was the Age of Chaos? Was it? I think it was two years. I thought it was two. It's somewhere. It's either two or five. I thought it might have been two, but it could be five. Okay. Yeah. But either that, that's. I mean, think of. I mean, these people. It says in this book. It says somewhere in this book. If you live to be thirty, and oh, I know, talking I about that. actually, yeah, if you yeah. live to be thirty, you are a wise old, you know, person. Yeah. You are an I old. That, man. I thought that was kind of weird. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, lives are short. Thirty yeah. is old. I mean, and that's not that crazy. Look back at you know. Go back. Three, four hundred years, you know, mm-hmm. 40 was old. People died by the time they were 50. I should yeah. have been dead a long time ago if I lived back then. Yeah, well, people died because they've got a bad tooth. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, they didn't have medicine and stuff, but that's, <laughs> yeah. and life was hard. Yeah. And these people made it and they came back and it's like the first time they can feel safe. But sadly, it says the damage wrought by the age of chaos was not so easily undone. Um, and more. Then one settlement has fallen as a result of bitterness between Azerites and the reclaimed. Okay, mm-hmm. most have put their differences aside, but the reclaimed feel abandoned, and rightfully so. You know, they didn't make it in time for the gates of his ear to close. They couldn't make it, or they stayed to fight, and yeah. and they were abandoned and left. You know, their their biggest champions closed the doors and left them. Well, they, some of their champions got taken away from them yeah and turned into stormcast like and oh man they have a right to feel bitter and yeah. honestly the azurites just kind of look at them like they're a bunch of uh, savages mm-hmm. which honestly not that far from the truth at times right. Right. but the azurites do look down on these reclaimed and i think mm-hmm. that is what and i'm not saying it's all their fault the reclaimed uh, have a right to be angry but you also now that you're back and they're you know they're working together maybe we wish they work had, together. And I wish they had some sort of way to bring that into the game, the reclaimed. It would be cool if, if, yeah. if there was a faction, like you could play something. These guys, you know, or a keyword. Mm-hmm. These guys are, uh, like, reclaimed. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, aren't, hold on, I thought, aren't I the, so. I thought one guys were basically made of reclaimed. One unit, one, t- it was not just a unit, but they mention it. Hold on, let me, let me find it. Uh, give me just a second. Because I like the. The, the wild hunt core hunt hunters, them. The wild core hunters. They they don't have, uh, they don't have a keyword for reclaimed. But mm-hmm. if you read the lore for the wild, those are the guys who know the know the, the land and they're sure. out there doing. And that's mostly made up of reclaimed. So yeah, I sure. suppose you could call you know that much. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. It would be cool to have some, some yeah. of that. You know, some in like the, like favored opponent chaos. You know what I mean? Some like. Yeah, something. Like Remember that, when you used yeah. to have hatred? Remember yeah. that rule, hatred? I missed oh, yeah. that rule. For those of you who don't know, hatred basically gave you like plus one. You got rerolls to hit, or you got rerolls against a certain, a very specific mm-hmm. enemy. Mm-hmm. Dwarves had it against Skaven for a while. Yeah, uh, 
Dark Elves had it for High Elves. High Elves. You know, and it was like that first round of combat, the just that first round when you met up with that unit and fought that first fight. Right. You would get bonuses because of hatred. Yeah. There was one faction that hated everyone. That was Eternal Hatred? Oh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> that was the Dark Elves. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Sorry. They, Dark they Elves got, they, hated they got everybody. every turn. Yeah. So they got, but it was the first round of combat only. If you okay, went past yeah. it, they didn't. But they had they had hatred for everybody, but they had eternal hatred for High <laughs> yeah. Elves, which yeah. was re-rolls every round. Every round, yeah. So it, they got it first round only for everybody. Right. But for the High Elves, they had it every turn, because, boy, mm. those guys did not like each other. Right, and like high elves got to reroll panic tests when they fought against dark elves or something stupid. Yeah, they yeah they didn't get as good of a of they a, got a, they got the short end of that stick. They did have the always strikes first though, which really dark elves dark elves had it too. Not all of them, some of them had it. It wasn't it wasn't an army wide rule like high elves were. All right, so let's talk about let's see what else says. Uh, okay, the first cities proved themselves reliable were. Uh, at the word of the Grand Conclave of Azerheim, required to extend their influence into the lands around. So this is what happened. We start up these first cities. These are the ones formed around the realm gates. Yeah. Okay. And the ones formed around the realm gates right, during the realm gate wars, now it's like, okay, we've got to go out. Most of these first largely improvised hosts foundered and failed. And just because they basically just put a bunch of stuff together and said, okay, what do yeah. we need to start a city? And people just grabbed some stuff and took off. Okay, now this might be my favorite section is the living fortress. Oh, yeah. This is where we learn about the main character or the new named character and one of the coolest characters in a while <laughs> uh, where she comes from and what's happening. So um, you don't expect like they, they had to figure out a way to send out these things in a way that was going to be successful. The, the Crusades, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and it says that, um, you know, and, and now it's talking about how, uh, oh, what is this? I'm sorry. Okay. All this stuff is happening, and we're, it says a new power is rising, one that could spell doom for Sigmar's efforts to reforge civilization. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you're like reading this, and the turning point comes at the Battle of Glossom. They're out there under the command of Marshal Braithwaite, and it was going through this place, and they got we're going through this uh, swamp, a swamp, swamp area where they could only go about four wide. Yeah, so they're going across and four across, and of course they get ambushed from the left and right by the cruel boys. Yep, and when Braithwaite falls to a barbed harpoon, the mercen- now, mercenary captain. This is who we, we had a mercenary captain, which means yeah. you started off as a regular old mercenary mm-hmm. and made your way up to mercenary captain. But here she is, Talia Vedra. He dies. She grabs up, and she's not about to lose it. She takes control. Right. Comes up with this strategy. Yep. So and they like, yeah, so they get like the carts, the wagons, pre-built palisades, and they start using them as like shields and defenses and mobile is the key here. They fashioned wooden shields and portable barricades. Her handgunners she paired with spearmen. So the 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 oh the handgunners the spearmen would be up front holding the shields because that's what they had and the gunners would be behind the shields mm-hmm. with their gun extending past the front, which is the forerunner of the what we have now is the the unit, which is such a cool unit. That's neat. 
Uh, even the cannons were unlimbered, sighted and defended with massive wooden barriers. Uh, they took everything out. When the next attack comes, she, yeah, they were ready. Yeah. yeah. And they were only, they could only be four or five wide. They just basically improvised a wall. They put together wherever they came up. They just held that shield. They made a shield wall. Mm-hmm. Um, then they would move it, but she had it. Everything she made was made sure it was completely mobile. Everybody had to be able to carry everything. So when you knock them back, you grab your stuff, you get up, and you move forward as far as you can until you have to stop again for the next wave. And this is how they progress. Just yeah. this never giving up attitude. Can you just even picture that? <laughs> you're ambushed. Your leaders are killed. Suddenly someone stands up and starts just ripping apart everything you have and reworking it all. Like you're me- yeah. remaking a Lego project or something. Yeah. Get it all together and use this where you can just slowly move it along by hand until you're out of the situation where you could p- kind of pack up and put things back more for marching. Um, it's crazy. And, of course, they get home and... <laughs> The well, uh, they, they, well, they get to where they're going. Yeah, they like, made it unbelievably. Yeah, they they are successful. Yeah. So, word gets back to the academy marshal of her tactic, and they called it the Castellite Formation. Okay. Everyone's excited. They, they you know, they, everyone has always had ideas of how we could move stuff, but she just took it and did it, and it worked. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Oh, if it works, we'll just do this for every crusade." Yeah. And then she even said, she goes, you know, that worked in the swamp. That wouldn't work in the desert. That yeah. might not work in the ice. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you, you, can't, you can't just take this for everywhere. Yeah. And they said, ah, what do you know, you silly <laughs> woman? You're a mercenary captain. You don't know nothing. Yeah. So, I well, mean, thank, thankfully, it works. Yeah, it Mo- did work. Most of the time. It works most of the time. But it does say that's that... Good, that not, that's good no, enough actually, for them. It doesn't work most of the time. It just works more than it yeah, used well, yeah, to. Yeah, more than it used to, yeah. Uh, it, it says the cost in sheer human labor has become almost untenable. That is a theme running through this whole yeah. book, is just the sheer numbers of people giving their lives to keep moving forward. Yeah, you think... I, see, I was kind of worried about that, too. It's like, I mean, how many people do they have? Like... And we're not talking like Skaven-like numbers. They don't have that many people. No, but I mean, they're humans and they're mating and they don't have a mating season. There's constantly new babies being born and everybody's doing their part. And yeah, but they're but they're talking about like they don't really talk about that so much. They talk about they, but they talk more about how there's less resources than what they need. You know, well, like, there's never enough resources. That's the I point. Guess. You know, I guess, I guess. It's just oh, so. Since you get the Castellite formation, now mm-hmm. a far, as you said, a much larger proportion of Crusades are getting there. Yeah. Okay? Which is great. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, once the all clear is given, every man, woman, and child is put to work hauling, unloading, digging, clearing brush, stamping dirt, filling holes. Uh, just working. Got to build that city. Yeah. So that's the job, you know, and 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 it's breaking labor. Yeah, and here's where they mention the next part is the dispossessed masons come in. Oh, right. Like, yeah, to like build the next phase. You these these 
These who construct their domiciles from the first brick to the last are given a princely three hours full rest inside. Mm-hmm. You get you work and you get a three hour rest break. And I'm assuming you get a food break in there. You have to stop to eat, but your 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 sleep break is three hours. That's mm-hmm. when the real work begins. After all the fighting and the marching and the struggles to get there. Yeah. This is your next thing. Bananas is really what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Um, you know what? Let's take a break. Okay. We'll come back and we'll talk about Akshi and all of the uh, the major cities of Sigmar and Akshi. And then we'll move on to Gairan and then the others. Nice. All right. We'll be back. Yep. By the God King, am I tired. I always thought the stoker's life had made me strong, but after five days' march, my body feels like a sack filled with broken glass. Marching with this piece is like dragging a barn door, and that's before you mention all the other kit we have to lug. Cases of musket balls, mander oil stoves, entrenching spades, ramrods, gunny false and delights at our exertions, the black-toothed old devil. My fellow fusilier, Saskia, calls him Hellbreath, a name well-deserved, though thankfully he spends most of his time up in his crow's nest on Rungo's shoulders. It's just a shame that the ogre smells significantly worse. Gunny tells us that we do not know our own fortune. That his old man took the coin, he went off to war armed with nothing more than a broken musket and a pair of iron knuckles. The way he tells it, the conclave simply gathered up whatever dregs of humanity were close at hand and hurled them out into the realms alongside a bunch of grumbling Dwarden and elf folk who didn't care to take orders from jumped-up academia graduates. He says, We will thank the God King from the bottom of our souls when battle is joined and we're blasting away at the foe from behind a wall of polished iron oak. Then Vuselier Willem started to recount the noble charge of the doomed Griffin Spears and Gunny threw a bottle at him. I shall leave you here, Father, for much-needed sleep beckons. Tomorrow we pass the land of Ringwall strong points and venture out into the great wilderness beyond. Our first engagement took place last night. The thundercrack of cannon fire stirred me from my dream. Then Sergeant Gorat was planting his boot in my gut and screaming at me to get on my feet and start fighting. It was remarkable how endless hours of drill took over in an instant. I have no memory of loading my weapon or of hauling my shield into place in the gun wall. All I can remember is the mindless bellowing of the skin eaters as they came hurtling out of the darkness. Blood splattered faces illuminated by muzzle flash and detonation. It was only a raiding party, thanks Sigmar, and our defenses were firm. We lost 20 souls, but killed at least six score in return. Actions all, our blood was up. And those few reavers that reached our line, we took on with bayonets and trench blades. Willem tackled a fiend twice his size to the mud, whereupon three of us leapt atop the giant and stabbed him until he stopped thrashing. As Hish rose in the sky, we gathered around the campfire beneath the shade of a cargo metalith and tried to eat with trembling fingers. Talk soon turned to Hammerhall Aksha. The majority of my section are fellow sootbacks, mostly from the drudges. I recognized the finger-bite burns and a few poorly concealed gang scars. Saskia's accent even speaks of the old town, though why a noble's daughter would be part of this rabble escapes me. The stories of home filled me with longing. I miss Jara more than I can say, but looking upon the sketch of her you made for me eases the ache a little.
And we are back. Hey. Okay. Akshi. Now, we've talked about Akshi before. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the Great Parch. That's yeah. the con. Now, Akshi is bigger than this. I don't, I, and I think Akshi is bigger than even this is, it says this is the continent known as the Great Parch. Yeah, so this is Akshi like, this is, is like more than this, isn't it? Is there more than this in the map? On, on in, like, is the, this on, all of Akshi is my question. Yeah, well, the part that we've ever seen. Right, but I'm asking, mm-hmm. I think it goes out past this, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This There's is con- just this one continent. Correct. Okay, so. And we're just fighting over this one continent. Who knows what's going on in all the other places? I love that the fact that you've created a world that, much like 40K, you can just expand to anything. Right. You know? Um, but the Great Parch, you know, it's, it's, it's desert. It's fire. It's it burning realms. Temp- people's tempers are high here. You know, this is, it says the actions are particular, were particularly susceptible to Korn's malign influence. But also can be and regularly have been harnessed by the preachers and captains of Sigmar's empire who apply the torch of fanaticism to their spiritual kindling. So that hot bloodedness that can lead you out to war can also really get you hot for Sigmar. Yeah. And really just out there pushing the realms. Okay. Now, the greatest of the cities are Hammerhall Aksha, uh, Hammerhall or Hallowheart. And Hellheart, Tempest, Eye. Tempest Eye. Yep, those are the three big ones. And there's st- and there's also Harkiron. Well, it was Anvilgard was brutally seized in a coup led by the daughters of Cain and renamed Harkiron. Yeah. Through their mutual hatred of chaos and uneasy ceased fire exists between the empires of Marathi and Sigmar. Mm-hmm. But that is not like even on the map. That is a definite Cainite temple marker. Oh yeah. Temple city. That is not a city of Sigmar anymore. No. And I'm just like, man, oh man. Yeah, and if you look around the, around the map, there's lots of other things. There's like some militarized cities. There's a couple of magma holds. There's that kind of stuff. Where where did Harbingers take place mostly? They were all tra- hammering to, tra- uh, uh, traveling to Hammerhall, right? I don't remember. Because they came from the mountains, and I'm trying to look at the mountains here because they have the Forge Anathema, Brazen Skull Volcano. That's some Dwarden stuff. That's Fire Slayer stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they got the adamantine chain, and then they've got these uh, Skaven Warren cities here. Yeah, and I remember, didn't they say? Because remember, uh, in Harbingers, they were driven out of their holds by Skaven. It said, but then they were being fighting all along the way with the Grots. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they said. I, I thought they didn't say it was the Grots that got, that drove them out. That, that was the Skaven. So I'm wondering if that's that area. Just because now I'm looking at a map. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't either. But, I mean, there's so much cool stuff looking on the map, and there's so much story going on. Mm-hmm. All right, so various cities. we got Hammer Hall Action. We've talked about that. The City of Smoke and Majesty, okay? Yep. Uh, it's the Storm Rift Realm Gate. It's the giant gate. You can march armies right through it, you know? And it connects Akshi to Gyran. Gyran. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, so what they do is they kind of, kind of symbiotic with each other, right? Yes. So, it, like, they use the magma and lava from Akshi to keep the wildlife and vegetation at bay in Gairan, and then they use the water that's found in Gairan to civilize Akshi, basically. Yeah. Uh, it, it literally says they could not exist without the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they, they have the two things that eat, you know, the heavy industry on one side, almost no nature, and then all the nature stuff on the other side. 
Yeah. Um, it's kind of a cool concept. Yeah, it, it works. It's weird, but it works. Uh, it was a really clever idea. I like it a lot. Mm. Sorry, I need a sip of water there. Mm-hmm. Um, they say Hammerhall Aksha is the greatest melting pot in all of the realms because it's got... Dwarden and Knight and you know Sylvaneth are there. Fire Slayers are there. You will see everybody there. Reclaimed are there. And that, and that, are there. Yeah, and that city is still expanding itself. Yeah. So every time, so like the the outer walls, they're like you can move them. Yeah, the boundaries expand with each season, fueled by volatile realmstone and mortal sweat. The cog forts mm-hmm. of the city crack the earth as they advance outwards. Mm-hmm. Followed by Mason clans and Wallwrights who erect new fortifications over the impoverished bulwark districts. Yeah. Oh man. So your goal is to, like have your house that's outside the wall. You're like, oh boy. At some point, they're gonna build the wall on the other side of your house, and now your house is gonna be protected. You're like, sweet. <laughs> and now it's gonna be worth a lot more too. Yeah. Right. So now you're not in the bulwark section anymore. You're in like the. You're inside the city. You're inside the city now. It's kind of a. I think that's kind of cool. It is There's, cool. The, see, even these mega cities are still growing. They're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. They have to. Yeah. They're ta- Remember, they've only they've got ten since the Realm Gate Wars. They have about ten percent of the contested areas of the realms are under their control. Mm-hmm. Which means that ninety percent are under the control of chaos, or just the the you know the the wild things that live out there in the realm. Yeah, you're right. So you've got to keep building because you you still you're still so insignificant. Mm-hmm. You know that's what that's the crazy thing. These giant metroplexes are just such a small drop in the bucket. You know. Yeah. Um, now, because actually, you know, is fired by the you know the. It's, uh, you know, the it's the realm of fire. Uh, that magic gets everybody hot-blooded. Military pride is basically obsessive levels in there because that's, that's, that's the stuff that gets your blood boiling, that, you mm-hmm. know? So they're not only, you know, quick-tempered, but that, that gets channeled through to this. Uh, the bravado has even transferred to the elves and Dwarden who name Hammerhall Aksha home. The fires of defiance lie within their breasts also. Humans who reach the age of 30 are viewed as formidable elders. That's right there. Yeah. That's it. See, but that's that's what Hammerhall Aksha's like. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it's 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 a city of industry. It's a city of growth. It's a ci- it's, Is it hard there? Sure. You know? Yeah, but you could be. They probably have like a middle class there, like I'd artisans rather, I, and yeah. blacksmiths and engineers exactly. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather be there than out in the wilderness. Heck yeah! Now, what else? We've got Tempest's Eye, and uh, that uh, twin spear mountain lances skyward until cosmic energies glimmer around its summit. Upon its flanks stands Tempest's Eye. Founded by the warrior aristocrats of the Tempest uh, of the Tempest Lords, the city is widely famed for its arcane observatories and oris. Um, you know what I like about this place? Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, they build up all around this tower. It's all this magic. It's all this stuff, but it's all this height and towers and aries. And they've got gyrocopters and gyrobombers from the Dwarden. They've got Caradron overlords have sky vessels docks over here. Yeah, this, like, is where they, this is where they mentioned the elven sky cutters. Yeah. It's like, huh? Um, 
And while Tempestai has long kept Korn's worshippers, um, you know, have they kept them away? You know, because oh, they're much higher. Now they have a new threat. Fleets of Skaven blimps have penetrated Caradron <laughs> blockade, launching murderous torpedo bombardments against the city. The Skaven have blimps. Yeah, war blimps. And fueled by warp stone. We know that the Grots have blimps, or yeah. have ships. Some kind of scare because like because like those are the ones they captured from the Caradron overlords. I really want to see some of that stuff. I want to see some of that in the game, <laughs> even if it's like I know they don't have things, but I mean, so you you make it a zero one choice, yeah, you know, or make it unique where you can only have one. It's not. Or it's, a, or it's maybe it's a named character that rides around in one. You can't have an army of blimps. No, but they have them. Yeah, make it a unique a unique unit. Yeah. yeah. Some some warlock engineer has a blimp. That or we get uh, uh, not what Aeronautica we get Aeronautica Sigmarius or something like that. There you go. Aerial combat. They actually had rules for aerial combat on a white dwarf a while ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Tempest's eye is up there and it's getting attacked in that in the sky by Skaven and possibly yeah. goblins. Uh, and then we've got Hallowheart. Once infested by Zinchian spawn creatures, a mystical aura suffuses Hallow Heart, and magic is said to crackle in the air to the point it's a constant hazard. <laughs> um, they have this some of the best like a mages, hive, doesn't it? It does look like a hive. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's got some of their best mages. Well, remember they said this this crater was once infested by Zinchian spawn creatures. So yeah, yeah. Um, but the mages have turned the tide in many battles. Mm-hmm. Action passion boils within them, and while the eagerness of their spellcasting often breaches the bounds of sanity, the onslaught they unreach has seen entire armies blasted to drifting ash. Yeah. And those are the guys from Hallowheart. It's very magical. They work a lot there. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, they did have to clean out all the weird Zinchian stuff, and there were a lot of mutants because of that, and people started to get malformed. So they got, you know, they got the Hallowed <laughs> Knights in there. There have been purges of Hallowheart. Oh, yeah. By the uh, Hallowed Knights in the Order of Azir. Though This is a place that is constantly under watch for signs of mutation and corruption. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the main cities in Akshi, Hammerhall, Akshi, or Aksha, yeah, and all around them, Hallowheart. and all around them on the map are the the new Sigmarite strong points. Yeah, and any one of those strong points, if it can hold on long enough, could become a new city. Now, right. Also on the map are the fallen strong points. Oh, there's a lot of those. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Um, you can play any of those three cities. Right. And when you get to the rules, the cities are completely playable, which is awesome. Uh, let's talk Gyran. We know the realm of life. Yeah. Um, you know, um, the importance can be seen in that relationship between the two halves of the cities. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's part of it is this is the realm of life. You've got the Sylvaneth living there. They don't like industry. They don't like smoke. They don't like cutting down trees for their mm-hmm. wood. Um, but they need that stuff, you know, a lot of times to, to defend. So this is where you get into a realm that's very different than the realm of Akshi. 
Um, and they've got the water gyranus, which is you know is, is cash. Yeah, you have to. You need it. Yeah, it extends life. It's kind of like the spice from uh, Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how good it is. But they actually use it as currency. You know. Yeah. Now Hammerhall Gyra, we just like I said, we talked about Hammerhall. Actually, Hammerhall Gyra is the other half. Um, you know, floating aqualis, drifting waterfalls, soaking the earth and stuff. It's just, it's a gorgeous, beautiful place. Be cool to see it in like a, like an MMO, right? Where you could like oh, yeah. play and you could like walk around and stuff like that. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Now it is the, 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 the and they're they're experts in agriculture and stuff like that, right? Yep. Um. But you have this stuff going on because. The much like in the realm of beasts, which the whole continent is just trying to crush everything, um, the the plant life here, yeah, it's trying to reclaim everything. Is growing rampant, and it's it is it's trying to eat it. You know, the, you got ivy tearing through the walls of the cities, destroying defenses. Mm-hmm. So they basically had to dig a moat that runs out of Hammerhall, Aksha, and is just yeah. lava. Just fill it with lava, and it just it runs yeah. and keeps that border. <laughs> it's just a moat of lava that just keeps the border from yeah. getting uh, taken down. Um, now, like I said, they do have a, a, this. You know, a, they do have a lot of agricultural expertise. It says, and that leads many Sigmarites to regard the uh, people in Gyra as simple warshy farmers. Uh, that ain't right. They call them bug munchers, don't they? Yeah, they do call <laughs> them bug munchers. Um, the Axians call the Gyrians bug munchers. It's kind of funny. The The city is constantly under siege, right? Everything yeah. is constantly trying to get in, including the land itself. Like, this, the, everybody here has to be a great fighter. It's just this, the, the, their contribution to the symbiotic relationship of these two cities. Yeah. Did you is, watch the, um, the Warhammer Plus thing about... Uh, uh, the Stormcast. You mean the uh, Lore Masters? No, no, no. The uh, the thing where uh, it's the, the it's the character from oh, dark uh, Black Talon. Yeah, Black Talon. That show's it's, great. Yeah. So that that a lot of that takes place in Gyron. Yeah. Oh, I like that show a lot. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was fun, and I love I love the opening credit sequence. I just I mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the show. Yeah. The animation's a little weird. Um, it's a little, it's a, just, it's a, it's a bit odd and choppy at times for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like the show itself. I think it's great. Yeah. So if you're curious what Gyron looks like, go watch that show. Yeah. There's, like, there's a bunch of it in there. So um, they're coming out with models for all those guys too. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that cool? That is cool. Yeah. Um. Then inside, uh. The realm of uh, life also is the living city. Yeah. So that and, city was basically created by Alariel. Yeah. Alariel so, made the city and she kind of joined. Yeah. It's pretty much made out of like trees. Yeah. In like a matter of days, she yeah. molded the city from the clay of the Everspring Swath, raising, uh, raising ramparts of impenetrable iron oak and spires of stone that reached to the canopy of the Tyrian forest. It's like. Yeah. So yeah, she has a place that's made for all races, mm-hmm. all peaceful races. Right. 
You have Sylvaneth, men, elves, Dwarden, Stormcast, all there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's you know the living city. Um, it's, that, that's pretty much all there is to say about it, really. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's got then, like it's actually got the shortest little. Um, it's got the shortest entry of all the cities. It's like mm-hmm. a paragraph. Yeah, it makes me sad. Yeah. Um, there are the yeah, Phoenicium. The Phoenicium. They talk about the city of the Phoenix, um, which is so weird now that that's not a thing. Yeah, it even mentions it here. Stronghold of the Phoenix Temple. It's like okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Walls shaped from ancient amber, formed after the Titanic mountain erupted, not with lava but sticky sap. Yeah. And yeah, they formed that city. And I mean, can you be from the Phoenician? No, that's not. That's these are. Yeah, Phoenicians in there. Is it one you can pick? I didn't think, think so. so. Maybe it is. Hold on. Let's look. No. Is it not? Nope. It's not really a city of Sigmar. It says these are jewels in the darkness. There is oh, a center of culture and learning and stuff, but I don't believe it's a city of Sigmar. It's not on the map as one. If yeah, I mean, there's 11 cities, and one of them is not the Phoenicium. No, in fact, there... It used to be. Oh, no, you know what it is? Least, it is listed as... Yeah. It's, it's marked right there. Yeah. Greywater, Fastness, Living City, Hammerhall, Gyra, the Phoenicium. So which one? Hold on. I must have read something wrong. Mist Haven. It's not in there. Huh. Greywater, Fastness, Living City, Hammerhall, Gyra, Hallowheart. Wow. Tempest Eye. I don't see it. No. So you can't come from the Phoenicium. No. Oh, well. It doesn't have an entry yep. in in ha- Havens on the Edge. So, But it yeah. is in here. They do mention it. Yeah, that's really weird. And it's on the map. Yeah. Founded a city... Uh, uh, the elves who founded a city atop the remains of the old pay them little mind. It was their magic and those are their phoenix allies that slowly melted the exterior of these walls to put the city in a golden mist that persists to this day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's really weird. Maybe they're saving it for the some other thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Then there's Greywater Fastness. Yeah. Which is the opposite of the living city. Yeah. Um, so basically they just use dynamite and explosives and that kind of thing. They just clear the land. So just, you know what I mean? They just burn and it's it all actually down. caused a problem because yeah. as they were expanding, they were, as you say, just clearing the land ahead of them yeah. and the spirits of the land got mad and basically yep. went on all out attack and it became them against the land around them. Literally yeah. everything outside the gates wanted to kill it. Right, uh, and Lariel had to step in and stop it. <laughs> yeah, she stepped in. She basically said, "Your city can't grow any further." Yeah, and no one's going to attack you, but you can't grow any further. Yeah. Also, the can't path leave. out of this city. Yeah, <laughs> the path out of this city to the other city you want to go to. There is a road. Yeah, if don't you go stray off, off the road, you might, you will die. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't want to live there. I got to believe honestly, I wouldn't want to live there. (laughs) 
and they're sending out Dunbringer hosts. So they got oh, to yeah. go down that road. I'm sure, but they don't. If you look at the map, there ain't too many um, strong points around it. Honestly, no. I love that people call the sound of all their cannons going off as the Greywater welcome. Yeah. Because you can play from that city. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. So there's those. Um, And then there's places outside. You know, the cities of Gur are known for their rough and ready sensibilities. Uh, The cities of Shaman will always seek to solve their problems through technological advancement. The cities of Shyish are usually somber and dark. You know, it's just the cities sort of take on the characteristics of the realms they're from. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we have here? We've got Lethis. Um, Lethis has earned a special hate a place of hatred in the great necromancer's heart. Yeah. Um, what a what a loser. He's he's such a baby. <laughs> so there's a story in here where he finds out that they're they're using like the the wheels like underneath like big hamster wheels and people like volunteer to run on these wheels to power the city and they right. do it willingly because they know because they get promised that when they die they get buried with all the lethesian rituals and to keep them you know, safe to, from... to keep them safe from nagash and nagash hears about it and he's like oh that's not cool and he like unleashes like a, a night haunt host to go attack them and anybody who left their post and ran off their wheel, yeah, basically were fired instantly. Yup, your yeah. contract's null and void. Yep, it's like what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, stupid Nagash. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. They'll call them old bones in here. I like that. Yeah, but it um, they do sell a lot of those. Uh, a lot of amulets and stuff. Apparently, they do have effective ways to ward off spirits. Yeah, they actually work. Yeah, so... Except for the fake ones. Of course, there's fake ones. Of course, there are. The Vindicarum, city built high on the spiral crux of Shimon. Yeah. So there's um, a lot of dwarf in here. Yes. The people of the city... Uh, beyond the wall, known to the people of the city as the Iron Collar. That's the wall. Shanties mm-hmm. and shrines spill down the sides like an overflow of lava. When a dawner crusade march out, it is the tattered host of the devoted that lead the way. So this is, like I said, mostly shaman. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, with a portal of boiling quicksilver at its heart. It's yeah. not fire. It's, you know, mercury. Um. Now, they did have the Celestial Vindicators. Oh, yeah. Uh, they did, uh, at one point, um, basically call it the Purge of the Vindicarum. Yeah, they wiped out three quarters of the people. Yeah. They, they figured went, they were all cultists. Yeah. They, which, which, about, which about half of them probably were. So They found yeah. some cultists, and, they found a, but, well, they, but yeah. they went and executed them and then basically executed most of the people they knew just to make sure nobody got away. Yeah. And that got people upset, and that started a riot. Mm-hmm. And then they said, well, you're rioting against us fighting chaos? You must be with chaos, too. Yeah. And, yeah. It got really ugly really a little, fast. Got a little out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, 
but that's what happens. I mean, that's uh, I mean, this is and this is in the realm of beasts, you know. Vindicarum's came on, right? Yeah, Vindicarum's and Shemon, yeah. Or came on or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yep, Vindicarum, and then the next one is Excelsis. So we know a lot about Excelsis. This is the one yes. in Gur. This is the big one in Gur, where uh, there was that, you know, that that was like a, the focus of the Kragnos book. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm sorry. I was I was looking at Excelsis. That's why I was saying we were in Gur. I was I had already moved along in my head. Oh yeah, I, no I apologize yeah, yeah. for that. I don't know why I did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh so, wait, there's a little box here. What's up with the Gargoylians? Oh, so the little avatars, right? That got like created from the Illyrial's life magic, you know, right. the right of life. So they're like, I don't know. I feel like they maybe they were just like little, maybe little statues or like little icons that got brought to life by the magic. It's and said now they they're just kind of like beasts that are drawn yeah. to the scent of faith, that they're tiny manifestations of the realm's anger, yeah. and that they are chimeric creatures related to incarnates. There is truth to all three claims. Mm-hmm. They have a fierce hatred of chaos and will attack even a greater demon on sight. Yeah. So I guess there's there's like a bunch of these on like the new models. Yes. On the new kit in the new kits. Okay. Yeah, because I was reading in the in the in the in the rules and I'm like Gargoylians. and I'm like mm-hmm. what exa- what so these yeah they just started showing up okay yeah they're kind of like the little creatures in the you know in the, in the bottom corner of the page that's like gargoyle and a little snake oh, yeah. with wings and a little tail and yeah they're kind of cute yeah all right yeah so Excelsis. Right. Opportunists, all the citizens have attempted the impossible. Settle a major city in Gur. Yeah, this is insane because the ground itself tries to throw you off. The realm- yeah, well, the only yeah, the only reason this place exists is because of the spear of malice. Yeah, right, let's be honest. Let's be honest. That's it. Yeah. So, which is which is awesome. Which is so cool. Yeah, and that's it, basically the city of secrets. All that stuff is formed around this. Yeah, so I think so. The only reason like this city exists is there's a book, right? Isn't there a Black Library book? Yeah, City of Secrets. It's called, called City of Secrets, right? I, yeah, I'm thinking that the guy who wrote that created this city. I'm, am I wrong in that? No, I think they had mentioned the city before it, but he just put out uh, explain. You know, his his really fleshed out what it was like. But this yeah. was a list. This was a city listed from before. The Spear of Malice is a big giant stone column of uh, celestial ore that fell from the realm of heavens. Yeah. It's to, so a lot of times they say that they think it's like basically the core of the old world. The world that was. The Spear of Malice is like the mm-hmm. part of it. Well, it is part of it. And they but, can use bits of this stone they find mm-hmm. in it to, to read the future. Yeah, they, they call them glimmerings. Yeah. And some of them are just small and weak things that just give you a little nudge in the right direction. And mm-hmm. and they like they say how their fishermen use that. Yeah, you can get just a tiny little one, and it'll just point you toward where the fish are biting that day. Yeah, maybe it's like you know? it gives you like a little vision, or maybe it like spins around and points in a direction, something. Yeah, and you know some of the larger ones can give full on you know prophecies and stuff, but a lot of the right. smaller ones use. But that's why everybody uses because the stuff is worth it's it's. It's it's weight in aqua gyranus. It really is. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know because people use these all the time. Different mages, mm-hmm. different wizards use these. Everybody wants it. It's it's 
you, if you're here sitting around this place, you know that you're going to be under siege constantly. But right. it's if if you survive, you're rich. Yeah. You know, so that's, I mean, well, not everybody. That place has got all sorts of poor people, too. That's the thing. Tons of poors live in, in all of these cities. Right. And a that's lot a of major, people struggling. That's a major reason why they joined the Dawnbringer Crusades, because they can get... You know, they can get out of of these. They have a chance, you know. You have a chance to settle something new, have something of your own. Right. Uh, We move over to um, uh, the realm of light. Settler's gain, yeah. Yeah. Settler's gain. Uh, Built among the airy, expansive landscapes of Zintil, the city of Settler's gain is a true wonder of civilization. Its heart, almost exclusively inhabited by Lumineth, is surrounded by the, quote, simple districts, areas yeah. of dense human habitation that sprawl around the spokes of the, this great wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, the luminous- it's such a weird place. Well, Because there's like, there's like Luminate there, there's like regular cities of Sigmar folks there, and then there's actually a storm host. The Tempest Lords are in there. Well, yes, and they are there because it is technically a city of, of Sigmar because yeah. it's his people in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was set up with Teclas. And it's the it's the first elven city to allow humans to live there. And they're basically why? Because Teclas knows that if we can train these monkeys <laughs> uh, yeah. to, to control magic, like are they gonna be able to stand up against chaos? Nah, they're monkeys. But they'll slow it down enough so that we can survive and maybe get something done. That's right. the pragmatism that's actually happening here. Well, that's the same playbook he used before. Yeah. Right, he was he, you know, taught the, you know, the eight colleges of magic to yeah. the humans, and he just basically said, "Now we'll do it, but we're doing it here." Mm-hmm. And now they, do, I mean, they have taught magic to the other um, in the other realms. You know, they've yeah. got all those other, yeah. men. but in Settlers' Gain, this is where you can come if if you want to become, you know, you want to wield magic. They bring people in here. They start to train them. And once again, they know they're never going to get to what elves can do. Yeah. They don't have enough time and enough magical acuity, but they can do something. Right. You know, a crappy weapon is better than no weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, now, you know, it's run by these, those crappy wizards saved Teclas's bacon in the last time he fought in a gash. Right? Well, that was all part of the plan. Uh huh. That, that was part of the plan. Make it look like the Selenar <laughs> was trashed when he went and he brought up the reserves. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lumineth elders that are the city's yeah. mentors, they're the guys who are sort of, the Lumineth run the city, right? Or they ran the city. They sort of guided everything going to help and train and work with the humans. But now the elders have basically become the masters of the city, mm-hmm. uh, especially now that they won the trust of the Tempest Lords. Right. Um. And these elves call the city uh, Ilurai-Zen, or Ilurai-Shen. And so it's Ilurai-Shen, and many of these guys refuse to sully their tongues with the original prosaic name of the city, which was called Settler's Gain, because these human settlers had a lot to gain from the elves. (laughs) That's literally why they named it that. I'm like, oh, my. Yeah. Um, the thing is, they say that the city right now is kind of a powder keg. Humans are starting to realize they're a little bit being taken advantage of and looked down yeah. upon, and, and they're being kind of handled. Right. And so those who start to realize it are starting to be taken off out of, they, you know, 
Yeah, they get they get sent for re-education. Yeah, basically, spiritual excursion. So, um, I mean, it's a beautiful place, and it's mm-hmm. an amazing place, and it's it's kind of racist <laughs> place. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, 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 I want to go into depth there more. Are you know, starting to to realize it. Yeah, I want to like their rules. You know, they're yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, in Ulgu, you got Miss Haven. Miss Haven. Yeah, this is our only glimpse at the Realm of Shadow. <laughs> Which is, it, is the craziest thing. Okay. This is, this is what all we got. The Shadrach Convergence is a nest of land shards lodged deep in the oceanic heart of Ulgu. So it's like, it's like it is. It's in the ocean. Okay. <laughs> cool. It's like, it's like oh, it, really? It is. Okay. Appearing yeah. from its edge, no more than a ramshackle flotilla with a lighthouse ship glowing beyond. Uh, that's what it looks like. You know, fog. This landscape. Uh, uh, this is a landscape of ships as dense and tall as any other fortress city. The streets of the black, uh, its streets are the black waters, and its many flop houses and gambling dens, the bilges of decommissioned galleons. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a place of pirates and thieves. Yeah. I mean, we do have. I'm sorry, we do have Olgu in the Daughters of Cain book. Yes. And Miss Haven's right there, right in the middle. Yep. Boom. There it is. Um, the city's guardian, because it is a city of Sigmar. The celestial yeah. warbringers are there. Yeah. Um, but these guys are so into their, you know, arcane knowledge and stuff that they don't focus, you know, you know crime, just crime in the city, you know, like mm-hmm. shoplifting and stuff. No, I'm, I, I'm not. They're not. They're not looking at that. They're yeah, more, they don't. They don't care. Yeah, which and you know, which and to the criminal element that basically runs the town. Thank you very much. They're saying, you know, mm-hmm. um, because. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of criminal enterprise, and the Stormcast are there to make sure that the city survives and doesn't get busted. As long as you're not drawing too much attention to yourself, they don't care. Yeah. So I wonder how successful like their Dawnbringer Crusades are coming out of here, you know? That's mm-hmm. a good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then why did... I don't know. Why did... I just have another... Like, I just wonder why Marathi wanted... Uh, Anvil Guard so bad. Why did she just take Mist Haven? It's right in her realm. Yeah, but that that's claiming lands that belong to Malarian. He gave oh, her the land yeah, she's I guess, allowed. I guess, she's yeah. not allowed any other lands. That's true. All right. Uh, is there anything from the timeline you want to talk about? Eh. A lot of this stuff is repeated from all the other stories. It is. Yes, it is. Um. um. The only part that I really marked was talking about how um, to, the, to fight another day part. You know, when Sigmar withdraws and it says, they leave behind a great number of their people, those forsaken tribes who will be preyed upon by chaos for hundreds of years or else forced to join their persecutors if they have any yeah. hope of survival. It is a bitter wound to the followers of uh, to the followers of Sigmar that is yet to heal, a slow-burning resentment that lingers in the hearts of the reclaimed <laughs> and those who descend from them. You just keep hearing how much they have this resentment. I'm wondering what's going to happen with that. Mm-hmm. If that's going to, if something's going to happen in the story, or if it's just some good storytelling that's not really going to be world shattering stuff. Yeah, this is my. The, I like this is where I mentioned that story before, though. The trial by treadwheel stories in here with the, yeah, the, 
The great necromancer is enraged by this slight to his perceived right to do as he pleases with the essence of every mortal who passes beyond the veil. He's mad because they're making a deal so with the Lethesians yep. so they don't... <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the supplicants are expected to continue their trudging sentences all the while. Those who abandon their contracts and seek shelter due to the mind-shredding cries of the Geists have their posthumous protection against Nagash withdrawn. <laughs> Boo. So, yeah. Just bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the book does go into some detail on the fortress city armies and the Dawnbringer Crusades because the armies mm-hmm. are a little different. Yeah. Uh, basically, you know, you're inside a city. It's fortification and defenses and stuff like that, whereas the Dawnbringer Crusades are taking a lot of that and moving it out, and it's a very different sort of work, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worth reading. It's it's good. It, there's good stuff in here. Uh, but then it brings you up to the heraldry of the free cities, and you got your 11 cities you get to choose from. Hammerhall Aksha, Tempest's Eye, Greywater Fastness, Lethys, the Vindicarum, um... Misthaven, Settler's Gain, Excelsis, The Living City, Hammerhall, Gyra, and Hallowheart. Yeah. You get to choose from all of those cities. That's crazy. Um, that's so many choices. And they all have different rules. Yeah. Um, okay. You know what? It's going to be break time. And when we yeah. come back, we're going to talk about the lore for some of these new characters because there's some really, uh, there's some stuff in here I definitely want to uh, to talk about because they do give a, a, some good information on all these um, different new units that we're going to be playing in the, in the game now. Um, cool. It's all worth reading. Uh, the Elven Alliances and the Dwarven Alliances, uh, the dwarves are given two pages, and it's basically dwarves are dwarves. <laughs> yeah. You know, Iron Breakers are there. They got the Dispossessed, and then they got the Iron Weld Arsenal, and... Uh, you know, that's not that much to it. And then no. there's four you know, kind pages of, kind for of, the elves. So, you know, kind of just bugs me. It's like they, they've made entire army books on fewer units than the dispossessed have. Yeah. <laughs> they, but they can't work this in. But okay. they can't they can't get the dispossessed their own battle tomb. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, there is only one thing I want to point out when I'm reading this stuff about the Elven Alliances, and you can read this stuff. It gives you background on all these different models. But honestly, I just don't. I don't even see. Like I'm writing lists, and I'm like, I, I have these things. I could put them in, but why? Like I want to play all this human stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. There is Although one... I don't know, man. Some of the some of the dwarf Dwarden War Scrolls are kind of interesting. Oh, I'm I, I'm certain I'm missing something. I must be mm-hmm. missing something. I'm going to do all this complaining, and people are going to make fun of me. Um, so like the Hydra is nasty. Okay, but so <laughs> I just want to before we get into all the lore and the stuff yeah, for the yeah. for the humans, I just want to say, like I said, that the the dwarf stuff's two pages. You guys can read it. Yeah. I'm not trying yeah. to shortchange them. I love them, but there's nothing new to what they're saying. No. It's all the old stuff. Yep. The elves, the same. It's their old stuff that was in the book. The so only it's the Darkling th- Covens. That's it. That's all we have now. Darkling Covens. Well, their Scourge Pride of Tears are oh, in there, yeah. and, and the Shadow the, Blades and, and the, stuff. The Shadow um, Blades and the, and the Order of Serpentis. There's is something in, there. in here that I read. They're talking about the Executioners when they're talking mm-hmm. about the Darkling Covens. Yep. It's said of these secret warrior brethren that they openly worship Cain the Bloody Handed, the elven god of war, that mm-hmm. they are not truly elves but are in part Shadowkin from Ulgu. What's Shadowkin? Who knows? We that, don't know. Sh- I mean, that must be something that lives there. 
Um, yeah. I, I'm wondering if that might wind up being uh, an army. Wouldn't it be interesting if Malarian's army was like not even elves? That'd be kind of cool. You know? Yeah. What if it's this other Shadowkin, you know? Because mm. they're not truly elves. They're part Shadowkin, which I'm assuming means Shadowkin aren't elves. Maybe they're like symbiotes in like that. I inhabit, don't know. Like elf bodies but or something. But they have my know. interest. But like, so like Darkling Covens are basically all just like thralls to the sorceresses, basically. Yes. Right? The sorceress then, runs the show. Yeah. Then the Order of Serpentis is just these crazy warrior cults who ride around on lizards and dragons and stuff uh-huh. from this weird region we've never heard of before. It's new lore in this book. Yep. Um, and then the Scourge Privateers are just two units. It's the Corsairs and the Fleetmaster and their pirates. Yeah, they're pirates. They used to have mm-hmm. cool stuff and they did cool things and now they kind of have that and they, they usually are with a Hydra. Yeah, the Hydras are are way cool. Yeah, they're they're. I think they're going to be. You're going to see them. They're really pop, pop, popping up. Oh yeah, they're pretty good. I mean, you'll. I think you'll see them as allies in a lot of different armies. They're cheap and they're kind of cool. Nice. All right. Well, you let's know. take that break and then yep. we'll come back and then we'll jump into some of the lore for some of these things. Yeah. Okay. We'll be back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we are back. Yes, Hello. we are. Talia Vedra, Lioness of the Parch. Yep. Okay. She's like that new, she's that character who rescued that one Dawnbringer crusade from the swamp. And she has moved up now. She's got a cool origin story in here. She does. Okay. It's like a whole, it's like a whole page. You can read it. It's there is cool. no soul in all the great parts so in love with pragmatism as Talia Vedra. Um... It says she's the one who divided the cast life formation. We talked about that. Um, she has done a lot more. There are now images of her across the place. She is now like the head. Yeah, she's like the general. Yeah, she's the head 
general. Like she didn't just go from a mercenary captain to being included as a legit person in their military. She's like the head honcho mm-hmm. in the city. She's not the leader. No, but she's, but the, she's the general. Yeah. She's the military general right. in the city. Yeah. Uh, though much beloved of Donner propagandist is a figurehead for Hammerhall armies, she has little patience for debating matters of state at the vast oaken table of the ha- Heaven Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so apparently that is a position that requires her to be doing political things as well as waging war. Um, she doesn't like being there. At one point right. in her rise to power, she became embroiled in the politics of the vaunted chambers. For many of the delegates of the High Council wished the Free Guild's movement to align with their desires. They're trying to manipulate her into fighting yeah. in places that are beneficial for them. During that time, however, she uncovered not one, but four conspiracies against the twin-tailed city. This came to a head on the fabled Eve of Four Killings, a moment in time that could have seen the city collapse into anarchy. But then she's always had a weakness for gambling. Now the heads of the conspirators adorn the ornate throne memoriam atop her saddle. Mm-hmm. So those four skull, those skulls on the saddle are the four traitors in the, in the government yeah. that she went one night and just, just k- killed them all in front of everybody. Killed them all. And, I mean, civil war almost sprung up. They thought it was a coup, but she had her proof, and she's like, no, these guys are chaos agents. Yeah. You really want to defend them? Are you a chaos agent? They may not even have been chaos agents. They were just like, they were like not doing things in the interests of... Four conspiracies against the twin-tailed city. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It may not all be chaos, but they were conspiracies against the city. Yeah. Uh, since then, there has been a tense relationship between the delegates of the Grand Conclave and the military that serves as their right hand. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't care less. Right. Do the politics to somebody else. Yeah. Let her do her thing. She trusts her old partner, Ketrick Legion, to hold the line in her stead. Yeah. So she knows that it's... She knows. She's not stupid. Mm-hmm. You didn't get to where you are from being, to, by being stupid. She knows what she did was you know, could have caused, could have made things even worse. Um, but she doesn't care. Right. She, she's, you know, she is like, no, what's right is right. And these guys are not going to do this. And now if, if you don't want me, you know, killing delegates who are traitors, then I guess I shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, a controversial figure amongst her Stormcast allies due to her thinly veiled disdain for Azerites. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. It's just like she, she's, she is one of the reclaimed too. That's, Does it say she is somewhere? Uh, I thought it was. I mean, why else would you have disdain for Ezraites? I don't know. I was looking at that. I was like, I don't know what her. We don't know her full background. No, but it says sure she was we a will. Mercenary captain. I was just assuming, you know, yeah. that she was. Mm-hmm. Um, she has different weapons that she's taken. She has four different weapons she took from the traders. Right. Uh, that's cool. She's got the blade parched tongue, a bright college artifact, white hot with action magic that is cool to her touch alone. Yeah. The great axe justice wrench from the Duke Brutar. When with the cults unbroken, she uses the hammer of zeal and the weapon of the corrupt treasurer Venalius, a great heavy headed mace named Warmaker. She hates with a passion and has accidentally lost a dozen times, but it always finds its way back. Yeah. Uh, crazy. So yeah. I, and she rides a manacore. Do we mention that? And she's tamed a man, not tamed, but she has, yeah, 
dominated yeah. a manticore to ride, which right. is a rare occurrence. Yeah. So we, we were, so we're just talking lore right now. Yeah. But yeah, we'll get into rules later. But I, w- I just wish that I had one wish looking at her war scroll mm-hmm. that they actually had rules for those four weapons and you could pick one. But yeah, no, they don't. I, I was expecting I, 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 that too. I, I, and I'm I was, not going to lie. I was disappointed. I was disappointed by that. I was like, huh? I thought you were going to get to pick one of her four weapons and you didn't. And I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, right. Uh, especially because you can't pick any special weapons because she's a named character. So, yeah, so she just uh, like, got... She should have those cool weapons. You it's, just it's, told me about them. Uh, right, you just told us about these weapons, and they... Yeah. So we've now got Pontifex Zenestra, Matriarch of the Great Wheel. Yeah. Uh, she is, uh, like, basically the head of this cult of the wheel, you know? Yeah, so she's kind of, yeah, she's kind of like the cult of Sigmar cult on Barogan. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now it's claimed that Galmaraz has been actually touched her. Mm-hmm. She was touched with it. There's a legend behind this that she was blessed by the touch of Galmaraz in recognition of her victories across the Flame Scar Plateau. Yeah. There are those who say her power has a darker source and that she is not, in fact, a mortal being at all. Ooh. Yeah. There's been at least one occasion where an assassin's bolt had passed right through her, and another when a Skaven warlord's decapitating strike caused her no more than a summer breeze. Yeah. There is something strange and unsettling, both sweet and nauseating all at once, the smell that comes from the incense around her thing. Yeah. You remember the uh, the reliquary in the Bretonian army? Yeah. This is, this is, this is that. Kind of, yeah, except she's she, alive. Yeah, she's alive. She rides in a chair. A couple but, of dudes call her around it actually says here as to the identity of the skeletal figure upon the rear of her chair a -hmm. cadaver that bears much the same scars as she does Mm -hmm. none outside her immediate followers can say or at least none can divulge that's what is so So she doesn't dorian gray action going on she doesn't seem to be able to be hurt but there's a corpse behind her that has the same scar she has yeah it sounds awful dorian grayish yeah you know but then once again they fight twice as hard in her presence, all fatigue draining from their limbs. Her palanquin yeah. is so redolent with azurite energy that lightning crackles around it in a widening corona, rippling like wheels bo- with spokes of pure heavenly force. Right. But once again, like her rules don't reflect any of that. Yeah, it's... it's I mean, I mean, she, has a, she has a four word say, but okay. Yeah, I mean, it, she's got... I mean, her rules are cool, the model's cool, but yeah. it's not. Doesn't sound like this. No, it doesn't I mean, it, at all. She well, she does have some AOE stuff though, doesn't she? She does, yeah. And that that see that is there is that that's that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it basically says. They fight harder and do stuff around her. Yeah, I would think that you should be able if there's a unit within three inches, they should get a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hey, on, you know, pick a unit within three inches on a two plus. It does D three mortal wounds from the crackling lightning around her chair. That's yeah. all it needed, you know, and then it would have fit that. That would have fit. I mean, the Lord does, I mean, this, like the skeleton on the back of the chair doesn't have any rules at all. Well, no, but they just mentioning it because this is good story fodder, right? But usually, you know, we try to like bring in the rules and the lore and see if they match. Oh, up, sure. And it's like, well, I mean, I mean it, it 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 matches uh, in most parts. I mean, yeah, just because there's a cadaver on the cart doesn't mean it has to have rules. I mean, she's got an incense burner Gosh, on the cart I mean, that doesn't have rules. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you would think that's a pretty massive part of this model, and they just don't pay any heed to it. I don't, I don't know. I think it's a waste. Is of it? It's a right. It's at the back of the model. It's the skeleton. Yeah, I see that. But I mean, it's. I mean, that is, is 
I mean, it's a it's as major much as, thing. I think it's as much it's as important as the front of the model. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm just saying I don't see why. I mean, we've seen yeah. we've seen lots of things being carried around with 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 bones and bodies of of the dead on it, and that yeah. that doesn't necessarily get it a special rule. Is all yeah, I'm but, saying. Yeah, but I mean, they took pains to like give it the same look that she has, same scars, the same this, the yes. same everything, and which it is cool. Do it. It's interesting, and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> okay. Well, no, but that's the whole point. If we knew what yeah. it did, there'd be no mystery. I, I guess. That's the whole point. People want to know about it. Nobody seems to know. Mm-hmm. She doesn't answer questions. Right. Uh, flagellants. Those are. I think that's the oldest model out of out on, on this on this oh, list. Yeah, the probably. Our models. Probably. I mean, I don't know. I mean, not. You know, maybe the some of the dark elf models are older. But I'm saying, as far as models that came over, that's one of the few empire models that's still uh, in this yeah. army. I don't even think you can buy them. Oh, I think you can. Oh, there they are. They're yeah. out of stock. $35, they're out of stock. But they're like that one. I mean, you still have a steam tank. Yep. You know, steam you still tanks have, are get steam tanks are getting on a bit too. Yeah. They're still better. They did get a boost. They used to be that just big chunk of metal. Well, they got a plastic version, which yeah. is good. Um, but yeah, I think that might be that really that's the that's it. That's that old model from there. So yeah. Um, they are the spiritual heart of the expedition. They are the extreme examples of the God King's creed. The land upon which their blood falls truly is cleansed. For in the believing this to be the case fervently, through Sigmar's grace, they make it so. Uh, mm-hmm. No sound-minded marshal would openly admit it, but they there are a few better ways. There are few better ways to scour the realms of the taint of chaos than through blood sacrifice. <laughs> And this is what the flagellants do. They cleanse the land. They are Sigmar's faithful. They will do that. They will throw themselves at the enemy. They will do anything necessary in Sigmar's name. They are yeah, his they, madmen. They, they they will have no problem dying if you look at their war scroll. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they die in droves. Um, free guild marshals. The highest off battlefield office each citizen host is that of the free guild marshal. Yeah. Ah, uh, they could duel three veteran bladesmen to a standstill. Their greatest asset is their opportunism, their ability to learn, to adapt, and even to fight dirty in a way no Dwarden or Elf could ever conceive of. So long as the job gets done, it matters little how it's achieved. Once again, going to that whole idea of humans, they're, they're abil- you know, they don't have any special powers. They're just really kind of clever and know how to fight and get together in units and ranks. Yeah. And there's a foot guy, uh-huh. horse. there's a guy on a horse, a guy on a... Yeah. Those are the Cavalier Marshals. Mm-hmm. And then I like the Relic Envoys. The Marshal gets an Envoy with him. Yeah. Uh, a young warrior that goes back and forth delivering messages to ensure all parts of the battle line act in deadly concert or fighting in defense of their master when the battle rages fierce. So if they're by their master, they're fighting on his side. If they're, if otherwise they're with another unit giving, bringing, him his, bringing them his orders. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and the new model looks really nice. Well, they got a whole yeah. The new model yeah. is cool, and then his entourage is pretty sweet. Too. Yeah, uh, the collegiate game. arcane. This guy, the alchemite warforger. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, it's cool. Specialist wizard known as warforgers can exaggerate innate strength uh, through their magic. The resilience of the metals used by the god king's armies is multiplied many times over. When the enemy makes their charge, they find their own war gear transmuting around them into heavy, useless lead so cumbersome it staggers or slows them at the critical moment. 
Yeah. They walk around with a massive runic crucible. They walk around with basically, you know, molten metal. Mm-hmm. And they're create. They pull out when the alchemite takes one of the runic cubes from the cauldron. He changes not only the state of the artifact but also that of the battlefield. Simply by turning it this way and that, he can melt metal around him until it flows at his command. Um, you'll you'll see these guys yeah. on the battlefield because they're super useful. They're really cool. And For cities, really armies, useful. yeah, they're amazing. Then you get the battle mages. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, these are the old mage models where you could yeah. pick it and you could build any of these different varieties of them. Yeah, I think there's like five different ones, right? Yeah, yeah. and now... Each one of those different models you build actually has different rules. Yeah. yeah like Relicstone Orb, Ensorcial really cool. Skull, Ancient Grimoire, Eldritch Hourglass, or Ritual Dagger. Yeah. So depending on which one of those guys you built, he's got a they each have a special ability. Yeah. Um the free the free guild steel helms. These are your basic troops. They yeah. are your infantry units. Um they form defensive shield walls. They are the bottom of the pile. Um, yeah. they have, they at least have had hard training. Like you punch it. Everybody gets trained. They're not just giving you the coin malleus and sending you off on your way. Mm-hmm. They go in there and they go into boot camp. Yeah. You know, they are and given arms and armor and trained for the crusade to come. That's really, I, you know, I like that at least they're trying with them. Yeah. And they're actually, they're war trials decent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For for a for a battle line troop uh, of humans, it's not bad. Um, the vanguard of each battalion is headed by a steel helm herald. They carry the standard. Um, each banner is no mere flag, but it is blessed triply. Okay, so that flag bearer is important. And then you've got the battle priest. So these are some of these guys that that come along with this that you'll see in this in this sort of entourage thing. Yeah. Uh, free guild cavaliers. So, so these are knights, basically. Yeah. Um, swimming horses, a vendetta yeah. and salvaging the finest weapons and armor they could find, they took to horse and rode out, intending to avenge their fallen at any cost. That's who these guys are. Mm-hmm. These are guys, the free guild cavaliers. Um, it says some of them are elevated through, you know, the ranks through, you know, military conquest and stuff. But many of these guys are just the people who survived uh, uh, a stronghold falling. Yeah. And they grabbed a horse and a weapon and went back and joined up and said, I got a horse, I'm going to ride, and we're going to kill stuff. <laughs> Their war scroll is amazing. It's, it's pretty oh good. My, it's really good. Yeah. And then there's the Wilder Corps. Though rarely hailed as heroes, the men and women of the Wilder Corps save the citizen armies from disaster time and again. Uh, it's, it's, many amongst them are recent reclaimed who found it impossible to sleep in a comfortable bed. They want to be out in the, in the wilderness again. Yeah. They so these are the, uh, Underworld's war band they came out with. Is that, is this Underworld? Is that what yeah. this is? Okay. Mm-hmm. They train fierce war hounds. Oh, war, often, I'm sorry, war cry. It's a oh, war cry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they train fierce war hounds, often rewarding them with the fingers of slain orcs. So they develop a taste for green skin flesh. In addition to being trained to follow unnatural sense, they go for the groin whenever possible and have got quite the reputation as a result. Nice. Yeah, these are the guys, these are the scouts out there doing stuff. Right. Uh, the Free Guild Command Corps. This, we'll talk about these guys. It's, it's, just, it's basically a unit of, of heroes. Yeah. Uh, the Arch Knight, Exemplar of Blade and Axe, the Great Herald holding the Regimental Banner. 
accompanied sometimes by a mascot gargoylean, the war surgeon who's a battlefield medic. Um, so proficient have they become in their trade. They can perform medical miracles even under fire on the battlefield. Uh, the Whisper Blades, the Spy Masters and informa- Information Brokers, the Soul Shepherd, a Mortis Lector whose role is to guard the lost souls of the dead, keep them away from Nagash. Yeah. And then the Corpus Somnoli, which uh, is a little thing that goes with the Shepherd. These are really cool. Yeah, it's like six models. Yeah. And they're each basically a different hero. They all have a different special thing they can do. And it's, I, I think you're going to see people taking this. Oh yeah, I think this is going to show up a lot. I can't see. I I I wind up in just about every list I write mm-hmm. because they're very useful. Uh, the Fusil Major on the Ogre War Hulk. This is great. That's a cool model. Yeah, and this started basically there. The invention of the eccentric. Uh, this is an invention of the eccentric Major Dashaval, uh, made possible only with the promise of a great deal of meat for the ogre and a sphere of life water apiece for the gunners. Uh, because sometimes they would try to do this, and then the ogre would get mad or tired and just eat them. Yeah. Um, I, I bet you'll see a lot of these scratch built. Oh, possibly, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it worked, you know. Uh, if the actually, if the and if they can actually get them, like they train with them, they you know one stomp move forward, two stomp stop. If they can get the ogres to stop moving long enough to get a good aim, these things are great. They've got great points of uh, line of sight. Yeah, well, the guy on the top's got a sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, even second-generation city ogres, though, known for their ability to overrule the grumbling of their stomachs for hours at a time, are unpredictable allies. No ogre likes being clamored over by a mere thinling who should really be inside his gut rather than on his shoulders. <laughs> so they have to... A lot of these teams have some sort of a thing going. Yeah. You know, um, a life debt after the gunner saved an ogre is, is, is one that happened, you'll see. Mm-hmm. But once they get uh, a bond between them and work together, they, you know, apparently they're pretty deadly. Uh, Free Guild Fusiliers. These are oh, I love these models. Yeah, uh, they're basically they've got long rifles and wooden shields with some wrought iron around it to hold it together. It's iron oak. It's a big heavy board protecting you and allowing you to allowing you to fire upon your enemies. Yes, yeah, so they've got like a gun like on a pavise basically and there's a bayonet stuck to the outside of it too. Mm-hmm. And they're out there and I mean that's just pretty cool. Yeah. Uh it makes it looks nice and it makes for this is the stuff that they invented. This, you know, you've got the defenses you need for your uh for your your gunners. Mm-hmm. Uh and then of course there's the great cannon which is behind behind its own, you know, trifecta of of these uh these boards um it's a cannon we all know what it is the cannons are thrice blessed kept sound with regular maintenance to prevent clogging and usually give it a fond nickname they are stabilized by a stout harness of leather and iron that pin them down to the earth hinge shields are unfolded to bracket the frontal shield of the cannon's chassis um and then the great cannons act as anchors rallying points and logistical cornerstones for the army there's so much cool stuff in here. There, yeah. Everything is cool again. Everything is interesting and neat. Like, yeah, I'm think, so excited about this. I think you're just going to see a ton of conversions from people converting, like, maybe their old Empire Army into this. Yeah, like, I think you definitely will. 
Zach, you just you just need to like start converting your old handgunners and all your old cannons. Now you you know with the, I have the so much old Empire stuff. Maybe I'll sell it with new with old world coming out. People are going to want to play that Empire stuff. Yeah. Because I have old stuff, but none of that is going to be useful in here. I'm not unless, a converter unless unless you can figure user. out a way to convert it. Yeah, that's time and effort I'm not going to take because I'm not really going to probably build this army anytime really soon anyway. I'm still mm-hmm. painting my other two. Right. Um, the painting guide in here is really quite nice. Lots of, I mean, it's only well, wait, it's only I think six or eight pages. Yeah. But it gives certain things that I really appreciate. Um, because it's got, and it says there's more online guides for this stuff, but there's cloth, but then there's the cloth from other cities. They give you all the different banner colors, how they did the different colors of the banners from the different cities. Mm-hmm. They give you different types of metals, different types of leathers, and there's some really nice different types of leathers in here. Yeah. Uh, light skin, flushed skin, mid-tone skin, dark skin. Uh, horse variants, colors of hor- for your horses. There's just really, they've even got... Uh, some painting guides for the cannons, the light wood, the dark wood, how to paint the rope and how to paint the iron. So I just, I like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I, I love a good, I love these paint guides because they give you just a couple of simple colors and at least it's something you can go for. If you're not certain how to, you know, what color is going to do this, these are great jumping off points. Mm-hmm. So, um, Oh, you've only been going 20 minutes. There's no point in stopping, I suppose. We ought to start on the rules, huh? We could. Might as yeah, well. Yeah, we, we, already, we, we already talked about the Elven alliances and stuff. Yeah, so. and, and, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shortchange them, but there is literally nothing really new yeah, in there's the not, lore. Nothing, the only thing that's new in there is what we talked about before, about the, they had to have a justification for the for the mounts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so they now they're, the now they're the cold descendants writers. of the ancient Ulguin Empire of Narkath. Yeah, which is cool. Maybe we'll Man. learn something about that. All right. Battle traits. Pick a city of Sigmar. You've got yeah. 11 choices. Yeah. Okay? Um, if a unit already has a different subfaction keyword, you can't give it another. It, you can include it, but it doesn't get the allegiance abilities. Basically the same rules as always. Now here's where. Here is where. I think you're going to see some really cool stuff in this army, and that is their battle trait called Orders. Mm-hmm. You can give orders to friendly heroes. Okay, Orders are presented represented by order tokens. Each token has two sides. One shows the Cities of Sigmar faction icon. The other side shows an icon that corresponds to one of the orders. Okay, At the start of the battle round, after the priority roll has been made, you can give one order to each Friendly Cities of Sigmar hero on the battlefield. You pick an order, and we'll go through them. You put the order token with the icon for Cities of Sigmar face up. So you know what order you gave him. Yeah, they're secrets. But your opponent doesn't know what order you gave him. No more than three friendly heroes can have the same order at the same time. So you can only give the same order out three times in a in a bat in one battle round. Okay? Mm-hmm. Orders marked Cities of Sigmar order can be given to any Cities of Sigmar hero. Those marked human heroes go to human. Dwarden goes to Dwarden. Elf goes to Elf. Okay. Orders remain secret till they're revealed. Each order will state when it can be revealed and how it's resolved. A friendly unit cannot be affected by the same order more than once in the same phase. At the end of the battle round, all orders are removed from play, including those that were not revealed. 
Designer's note, an order is not a command. Therefore, a hero that has been given an order or a unit that is affected by an order is not prevented from issuing and receiving commands. Right. And it so, you can do all, so you can do all-out attack plus one of these orders. Yeah. A friendly unit cannot be affected by the same order more than once in the same phase. Does not say it cannot be affected by different orders. This also mm-hmm. is not limited to the one order given or received rule. Right. right. Or one uh, command given or received rule. So now you're, because you're going to, like most armies, I feel I feel this army is going to have five or six character or heroes. Yeah. You're going to max out on your heroes because they all have bonuses. So you're going to put out five to six extra orders mm-hmm. every every battle round. Right. So if you're familiar with like how Imperial Guard plays in yeah. that other game, this is... <laughs> that other game. Okay. This is similar to this. Shall we run down these orders? Yeah. All right. You want to read... Uh, let's do the city... Now, these go to anybody. All right. So there's two yeah, generic cities of Sigmar orders. One is advance in formation. Uh, so you just reveal it. Uh, all these are three-inch range, by the way. Yeah. Um, you add three inches to the move characteristics of friendly Sigmar units that start a normal move within three inches. Of the hero. Of the, the hero. order. So if you, yeah, so you can just get to move three extra inches if you. It's at the start of your movement phase, and it says in addition at the end of the phase, friendly castlight units with a fortified position ability can establish a fortified position even if they made a normal move. Normally they can't do that. That's gonna be big, I think. I think yeah. you're gonna see this order a lot. And remember, yeah. it just said you can't give it more than three because yeah. if I move that turn, I don't get to fortify. I have to. I can't move and fortify. Right. If this allows me to move and then still fortify, yeah, that's big. Yeah. Um, the other one is uh, counter charge. So this is at the enemy charge phase. At, at the, the end, end of the, the enemy, enemy charge, charge phase. phase. Pick a friendly citizen Sigmar unit more than three from all enemy units within three of a hero with this order. You get to make a charge with that unit. And you get plus one rent. Yeah if, yeah, if you successfully charge. So that's good for any units. Yeah. And any heroes can have them, and they can give them to any units. Yeah, so this reminds yeah. me of, remember, like, the old Empire stuff where they had the, the where you could, like, give, give or, like, do things with units that were nearby yeah. your, your main unit. You had, like, a parent unit, and you had two detachments. The detachment unit, the detachment that's right. rules, this is kind of like that. Yeah. All right, now um, there's like I said, two. Those are two universal orders. There's two mm-hmm. Dwarden orders and two uh, Elf orders. We'll go through those first. Then we'll hit the humans because the humans get three. Yeah. So the Dwarden get a total of the two, and then the two universals for four. Same with the Elves. Humans will have five total they can use. Yeah. First Dwarden order is form shield wall. Reveal this at the start of the enemy combat phase. If you do so, pick a friendly Cities of Sigmar Dwarden unit that has five or more models within three inches of this hero with the order. The unit forms into a shield wall until the end of the phase. While you have a shield wall, strike last applies to this unit, but it has a five-up ward. That's cool. So Dwarden can strike last and have a five-up ward. Okay. Um the other one is Grim Last Stand. Reveal this at the start of, the com- of your combat phase. Pick a friendly uh, city's Dwarden unit within three inches of the hero. Until the end of that phase, each time a model from this unit is slain by an attack made with a melee weapon, you can pick an enemy unit within three inches of that model's unit and roll a die. On a five-up, the enemy suffers a mortal wound. So 
start of the combat phase, any of my models die, I can roll a dice, and on a five-up, they'll do a mortal wound on their way out. Right. Only on your combat phase. And your, yeah. Yeah. The one Dwarden Order is in the enemy combat phase. Mm-hmm. The, the other one is in your combat phase. So yeah. they are only have orders that can be used in the combat phase. Mm-hmm. And the two elf ones. Okay. Uh, one is strike them down. Uh, it says the start of the charge phase. Pick a friendly city of the Sigmar elf unit within three of the hero. Unit makes a charge. If that unit makes a charge move this turn, strike first effect applies to that unit. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. Okay, and what's their other one? There was swift to disengage. Uh, you reveal this order at the end of the combat phase. If you do so, pick a friendly elf unit within three, and within three of any enemy units, the unit can immediately retreat. So you get uh, you get a charge at the start of the charge phase. So mm-hmm. both charge phases. Yeah. Pick a unit. And if that unit makes a charge move this turn, because you might have a way to charge out of order. In fact, you do because you can use the Cities of Sigmar counter charge yeah. order on them. Yeah. After you gave them strike them down because they're different orders. Yeah. Then they get strike first on the. Uh, uh, then they yeah they get that strike first on the charge and at then at the end of the the combat phase then they yeah. can make a retreat. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And at least you can use it during both things. The Dwarden Order is used at one point. Each one is right. going to be used only at one point in the phase. Yeah. They're not great orders, but that's, you know, whatever. I mean, it's 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 very Dwarden-y, and the Elf one is very Elfy. But I didn't. Yeah. Think, I think the Dwarden, they even got shortchanged on how often they get to use the abilities. <laughs> I mean, the Shield Walk rule is cool. Yeah, giving them a five-up, giving a unit a five-up ward isn't bad, especially once mm-hmm. again. Three Dwarden heroes, yeah. Three Dwarden order. You can give them three of that order, and then yeah. you can drop that on three different units. Giving them five up wards is no it's nothing to laugh at, especially since all the Dwarden, uh, all the foot units are you know uh, four and uh, a four plus and three plus saves. Right. So a five up ward on top of that is great. Yeah, it's really good. All right, let's see. Human order first. Return fire. Reveal this order when a friendly unit within three inches of the hero is targeted by a shooting attack. Uh, after all that enemy shooting attack has been resolved, pick a friendly unit that's more than three inches from all enemy units and within three inches of the hero. That unit can immediately shoot. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So, if so that's, the, that's the other unit of the detachment rule. Yeah. Right, remember that? Uh-huh. So, uh, so you got to... When a friendly unit within three inches of the hero is targeted by a shooting attack, then yeah. you can have them, you can pick a, 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 a friendly unit. It could be that same unit or a different unit because it doesn't say it has to be the same one. But after the shooting attack is done, that unit can immediately shoot. Yeah. So the, obviously you're only carrying this around units that can shoot. So, I mean, right. you'd be stupid to do it a different way since all of these guys. And what's interesting is you point out they're all within three inches, which is yeah. on the battlefield. Think, think about it. I'm giving orders to my troops. I have to be close enough to give them the orders. Mm-hmm. So I like how this works. I like it that, you know, is you get all these extra orders, which give extra bonuses to your army. But in order to do it, you have to be in your formations. Right. You know, you have to be, they have to be where they're supposed to be. Pull them out of their formation, and suddenly they can't even really give the order. Yeah. And there's several ways to do two orders to a unit. Oh, then there's several, a couple of units that just come with multiple orders. Yeah. Uh, Suppressing fire. 
Reveal this at the start of your shooting phase. Pick a unit within three inches after the unit shoots. If all of its attacks targeted the same enemy unit, roll 2d6 and add the number of models slain by those attacks to the result. If the result exceeds the bravery characteristic, it is suppressed until the end of the turn and the strike last effect applies to that unit that is suppressed. That's not bad. No, it's cool. If I shoot you and I kill a few guys, yeah, it's at the start of the shooting phase. So pick mm-hmm. a unit and then the 2d6 plus the number of models slain. You might pass their bravery just on the 2d6 if you're lucky. Uh, getting the extra, a couple extra models makes it easy. And then right. suddenly they're striking last. That's not bad. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and finally is engage the foe. Uh, start of your charge phase. Uh, when this order is revealed, pick a friendly human unit within three inches. Oh, it's more than three. Oh, no. Pick a friendly city Sigma human that is more than three inches from all enemy units that has not yet fought right. and is within three inches of the hero. If that unit makes a charge move in this phase, add one of the attack characteristics of the melee weapons until the end of the following combat phase. That's cool. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, so there's ways to combine that with like the all-out attack. And then there's a version of that with one of these guys where you get plus one attack, plus one, well, plus one to hit and wound with one of them, and then this plus one attack with this order. It's like it's pretty cool. It can't see that's the thing. You've got combos now. Before yeah. you couldn't layer things. Now you right. can. Right. Um Okay, so those are all their orders. Yeah. Now are you gonna remember all of them? No. Um, they're all limited in their abilities. They're not. They're, it's not. They're not godlike powers, but they are enough to give this army the little bit of edge and a little bit of boost and a little bit of annoyance that that they need against their opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that's what's going to be really just great about it. I love that it's going to be doing that. Just those little tiny things. Um, I also think you're gonna have to play this army right. You got You can't. You, you you've got to know what units are where and who's sticking together. I mean, you really have to play it like a military operation. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, you you're, can't gonna, you're just... gonna have. Yeah, you're gonna have like maybe you'll have like, I don't know, three different, you know, armies within one big force. You know, you have like a flanking force, a center force, and another flanking force. And because each... you're going to have to have your heroes inside of each of those little bubbles. You yeah, know? so like your center force is like, it's like a big unit of infantry with like a unit of shooters next to them and a unit of cavalry next yep. to that, you, you know, over there. And you can't just run the and... dude off. They've right. got to be within three inches of a unit. If your right. character goes flying off and running off to battle on its own, right. those orders are... Well, I mean, you can give the order to yourself. Yeah. I mean, because it's a, a unit within three inches of this unit. You are within three inches of yourself. I didn't say right. anything that said you can't. So right. the right. orders aren't useless, but if you want to give them to a unit, mm-hmm. you know, which is a lot of their point. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how often you'll be using them for yourself. Yeah. You know? um, let's see. When did we? We've been going on another half hour. Um, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll do command uh, traits, command traits, artifacts of power, spell lords. Okay, Dwarden, or uh, uh, wait, elves get three spells. Dwarden get three uh, prayers, three prayers, and humans get eight spells. <laughs> yeah, so good. 
And then we'll cover, uh, yeah, then we've got what, all the different free city bonuses. And then we get to our units. Right. So we've got a lot to cover here still, folks. We've got a long mm-hmm. way to go. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we'll get right back to it. Another 10 days march through sulfur fens and across fields of volcanic rock as smooth as glass. To say that we're exhausted did not even hint at the truth of it. From Hish's rising until nightfall yesterday, I was walking in a bloat leech the size of an ogre's thumb attached to my thigh, which I must have picked up as we tried to guide a column of steam tanks through a particularly treacherous bog. I was about to cut the damned thing off with my bayonet until Hellbreath knocked the blade out of my hand. He said to me that the moment you cut into a bloat leech, it burst in a spray of acid, which would have melted right through my leg. Instead, Gunny sent me limping over to the green priests, who stand guard over our grain carriages. I've never had much time for gyronite bug munchers, but I have to admit they know their business when it comes to healing. They mixed up some foul-smelling poultice and wafted it near my unwanted guest, and the slimy little bastard simply curled up and dropped off. I was still wincing and prodding the coin-sized hole in my leg when the bolts started flying and fusiliers were spitted by arm-length harpoons. Grenades came raining in from the swamps, spewing fumes that caused men and women to collapse, tearing at their throats. When horrific, leering faces emerged from the mist, Dalen ran for it, and his unit turned to flee. Thanks, Sigmar, for the green priest and their retinue, grim-faced men-at-arms with the sigil of Hammerhall Gyra upon their pauldrons. Leaping atop their war beetles, the green priests raised their staves to the high and began to chant. The clouds parted, and rain lashed down in torrents, washing away the foul smoke. We saw that the hiding faces were, in fact, shields held by orc raiders advancing on our position from the fens. The downpour seemed to dispel the panic threatening to run rampant, and gunnery sergeants began to shout orders, gathering fusiliers into makeshift squares. It was a bloody affair. Then, many of my comrades were impaled upon the green-skinned spears, but our cannonades ripped through them in return. Those ugly shields weren't much use against lead shot. It was only when hallowed knights from Gyra's Argent Sanctum came crashing in through the fray, though, that the oryx took flight, disappearing into the fog as swiftly as they had come. I fear that I may never sleep again. Last night, we bivouacked on the edge of an old battlefield overlooking a plain of rusted swords and sun-blackened bones. There was some consternation amongst the troops at Marshal Montaigne's decision to make camp at such an ill-omened spot. But we were so bone-tired that few amongst us thought to complain. And that was our folly. No sooner had we laid our heads upon our kit bags than the night was lined in deathly blue-white light, and thence erupted a great wailing and rattling of chains. Terror seized us as a mass of ghostly horrors soared across the battlefield toward us, empty eye sockets blazing with witch light. Slow to wake, Willem and Radigan were swept up in this ethereal storm. I shall never forget their screams as ghostly blades were thrust into their hearts. I feel no shame to write that we fled. Better shame than such a death. Only the Lethesians stood their ground. A founding foray of those black-clad soldiers had joined us no more than a ten days past. A compact with the city of bleak ravens had seen our one of our artillery batteries transferred to Shyish in exchange. We had considered this a poor bargain, fools that we were. Joining their voices in a sonorous dirge, the Lethsians slammed down their tower shields, bedecked with finger bones and reliquaries. 
These seemed to repulse the onrushing spirits who surged into the air, screeching in hatred. At a command from their captain, the Shyishians aimed into the spectral mass and fired a volley of silver shot. To our shock, it found purchase where our own muskets had not. The counterattack ravaged the night haunt specters, many of whom were blasted into motes of green light. Again and again the geists descended, only to be met with more disciplined fire, until at last they dispersed as nothing more than mist. And we're back. Hey. Here we are. Talking command traits. Okay. Uh, human general. Yeah. Uh, human's got a couple of cool ones. Divine champion. Uh, you become a priest if you're not already a priest. You know the hammer of Sigmar prayer below in addition to any other prayers. So only your general can be the divine champion with the hammer of Sigmar prayer. Yeah. Answers on a four. Range of 12 inches. Until the start of your next hero phase, add one to wound rolls. For attacks made with melee weapons by friendly Cities of Sigmar human units while they are wholly within range of the Chanter. Yeah. All units wholly within 12 are plus one to wound. All units? All human units. Yeah. Wholly within 12 get plus one to wound by melee weapons. Yeah. It's pretty good. The answer for four is kind of rough, but... Uh, still, 50-50 shot. That's that you're getting a plus one to wound. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, free guild only. Grizzled veteran. Wound rolls made for targets that only wound on an unmodified four plus. You can't wound on better than a four plus against a free guild general. That's kind of cool. I do I like, like that. that one. Yep. Uh, Master of ballistics. If this general issues all at attack to a friendly castellite unit in the shooting phase, plus one to wound for attacks made with missile weapons by that unit. Yeah. This is in addition to the normal effect of all-out attack. Yeah, so now you can combo that with some, and the orders. and Yeah. Uh, and then Fiery Temper, reroll charge rolls for the general. In addition, if you made a charge, you can reroll charge rolls for friendly human units wholly within 18 inches. If you... <laughs> you can reroll your own charge roll, and if you make that charge... Everybody around you is getting to reroll their charge rolls. These are all good. Yeah. So you can reroll. Yeah, if you made a charge, yeah, you have to make the charge move. Yeah. Yeah, you have yeah. to make the charge. If this general made a charge move in the same turn, you can reroll it for all friendly human units wholly within 18. Yeah, that's cool. Or you get the bonus to all out attack, or you get a no wounding you on less than a four up. Yeah. Or you get your Cities of Sigmar prayer. Mm-hmm. Plus one to wound. That's they're just I mean, there's uses for all of that. Yeah, the Master of Ballista combos well, it actually doesn't combo with Engage the Foe, unfortunately. So engage the Foe is in melee. Ah. But still. Alright, you want to take the yeah. Dwarden ones? Yeah. So the Dwarden have uh, some prayers. Uh, so at the start of the combat phase, so it's called Of Mighty Lineage, it says here, at the start of the combat phase, you're going to say this general issue a challenge. Yeah, that, yeah, these are not prayers. These are their command traits. Oh, I'm sorry, command traits. Yeah, okay, bad. I got confused yep. there. I was looking for yep, what the sorry. cost was. Sorry. Uh, start of the command phase, general issue a challenge. If you do so, pick an enemy hero within three inches of the general. Uh, until the end of that phase, the strike first effect applies to the general. But all of the attacks they make in that phase must target that enemy hero. Which it makes sense if you make a challenge. I challenge you. All my attacks go on you. 
Yeah. Strike first. I'm going master, to hit master you. Master Rune of Swiftness. There it is. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Insurmountable uh, resilience. At the end of the co- each combat phase, roll a dice for each wound currently allocated to this general. On a three plus, that wound is healed. Yeah. I mean, considering your generals, I think only got six wounds. Yeah. This I don't is think... my go-to. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the other one is Master of Ancient Lore. Uh, general becomes a priest. If he becomes, he's already a priest, he knows an additional prayer from the Rune Lore Prayer Scripture, page 105. Yeah, the okay. Warden King has six wounds. The Rune Lord has five. Yeah, what's the Warden King's armor save? Three up. Yeah. Rune Lord has four. And yeah. the Cogsmith, because he's a hero, five wounds, three up. Yeah. So, yeah, the I can heal up wounds after everything. I think that's the go-to. Yeah. The priest knowing an extra prayer, okay. You know, uh, the strike yeah. first thing is great when you want to fight. I'm, I, If I'm taking a general yeah. as a dwarf, as a yeah. dwarden, I'm taking insurmountable resilience. Yeah, I'm taking that, and then... That's three-up regen. That's what that is. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. And it's, at, it's every combat phase. At the end of every combat phase, uh, and it's a three-up for each wound you've suffered. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what um, about the elf that, generals? Yep. So elf generals, uh, unparalleled duelist. For each hit, roll for an attack with a melee weapon that targets this general that does not score a hit. The attacking unit suffers a mortal wound after all its attacks have been resolved. That's great. <laughs> That's pretty good. So we're in melee combat. Yeah. Every miss, not one, not roll of a one. Right. Every miss yeah. is a mortal wound on you. Yeah. Master Duelist, I'm running up and I'm trying to go up against every hero I can. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean it, would, it would really, because nothing really hits on twos in this game unless you're all out attacking. So now this like makes your opponent think, well, shoot, if I don't all-out attack with this guy, then I'm going to get, if I whiff, I'm going to get hurt, you know? Yeah, but, he, you know, it's the forcing you to fight. Yeah. The duelist forcing you to fight, getting going after you in combat, because I'm just trying to avoid this guy or shoot him. Yeah. I mean, and look if he runs up against a regular unit. Right. Oh, this unit, you know... I got 15 attacks. Oh, I missed five. Okay. Take five mortal wounds. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. Uh, what else? Uh, Secret of Warlock. Uh, wizard only. Plus one cast and unbinding. That's not bad. Yep. And Draconic Blood Pact. You have to be bound on a blood dragon or a black dragon. Okay. Um, if you, you can say he will draw power from their Draconic Blood Pact at the start of the combat phase. If you do so, he takes a mortal wound. But until the end of that phase, add one of the attacks characteristics of the weapons the general's mount is armed with. So plus one to the attacks for my mount? Okay, so, okay, I got to go look. I'm sorry. I hate to slow down this thing because we've still got 40 units to go through and all this stuff. I got to go look. Give me a black dragon? Yeah. All right, sorceress on black dragon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fearsome Jaws has three attacks. Fours by threes, two rend, D3 damage. So another attack is that isn't bad. Razor Sharp Claws starts off with six attacks. Fours by threes, one rend, two damage. So that goes to seven. I guess that's not bad because they're pretty powerful attacks. Who else? Mm-hmm. Where, where's the uh, Dreadlord on a black dragon? Yep. 
Uh, fearsome jaws and razor sharp claws. Same thing. So you're yeah, basically getting thing. an extra attack on those. On those, so you get two extra. Mm-hmm. It, uh, the, see, this one is even weirder because one is only for wizards and one is only for that the black dragon heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically, yeah, I take a mortal wound and he gets two extra attacks. I mean, I suppose because they have some rend and they're they're more than damage one. Maybe it's worth it. Yeah, but you're being silly if you're getting your sorceress in combat. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're only, you know, the only one you'd want to give it to, if you're even playing with these models, is the Dreadlord, who does have 14 wounds. Yeah, and a 4-up save. Yeah, so, I mean, he can take one to get a couple extra attacks, especially if you just want to get, you, you know, i got to get that last couple wounds in. Does he Does he get a 3-up save? He has a shield, or is that? I don't know. We're about to find out, though. Hold on. Where is it? Come on. My pages are not turning. I It's very dry down here, uh, which is crazy because it's just humid as hell outside. Yeah. Um, where is he? Does he get a... No. I don't see anything about it. No. Uh, oh, no, well. if he's got a tyrant shield, unmodified save rolls of six succeed mm-hmm. regardless of modifiers. Hmm. So I don't know. I guess not. Maybe yeah, I mean, just... not really, because what, okay. you know, unmodified save rolls of six work no matter. Isn't that just a six-up war? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's that's really weird, regardless of modifiers. Like, when would it be worse than a six-up? Like, what are they going to do that's going to? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. It's okay. It doesn't matter. But those are the enhancements. Once again, humans got all the cool enhancements. Yeah, I mean, these other stuff isn't bad. I mean, if you got to put something on a guy, if you're going to go and take one of those. But, again, and let's look at the artifacts now, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, human artifacts. Brazier of the Holy Flame. Roll a die each time a model would free from a friendly human unit, wholly within 12 of the bear. On a four-up, the model doesn't flee. So you you take a battle shock test. Yeah. And you, you fail your fail. battle shock. Then you get a four-up. Yeah. Uh, re-roll that works on a four up for every model that doesn't that that's running. That's not bad. That's pretty cool. You know, because um, you are going to have some break tests. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, Mastro Vivetti, Maestro Vivetti, no Mastro Vivetti's magnificent macroscope. Ugh, those names. <laughs> uh, what does this do? So add three to the range characteristic of missile weapons used by friendly. Human units, whether they're holding within a foot of the bearer. So the hero you're putting next to your shooting unit that's giving them the commands, he's yeah. the guy that you're going to give this to, obviously, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it passes just, out the yeah. magnifying glasses or the scopes to his guys. Shemtex Grimoire. Wizard only. Once per battle, start of the enemy hero phase. Conjure a storm. Roll a D3 until the end of the phase. Subtract that amount of that roll from casting rolls made by enemy wizards. Yeah, it's the Storm of Shemtech. Yep. Remember that spell? Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's once per game. Yeah, I don't like that, but I I I think I'd prefer Mastro Vivetti. My personally, I want the magnificent macroscope. Mm-hmm. Uh Sigmarite Warhammer. Pick a melee weapon, improve the rend by one, and add one to the damage characteristic. That's Yeah, you're never not gonna you double down on that. Things. Yeah, you, yeah. A uh, flask of Lethesian dark water. Once per battle, end of any phase. Sip the flask. Heal d six wounds. 
Yep, it's good. Uh, and the Glimmerling, once per phase, you can reroll one hit or one wound roll for an attack made by the bearer, or one save roll for an attack that targets the bearer. That's yeah, every phase. Every phase. That's a good one. It's yeah, small. It's a, one. it's a little, but it's a Glimmerling. That's exactly what it is. Right. All right, what, uh, what about the Dwarden Relics? What do we got? So they, so they have the Book of the Grudges. The Book of Grudges! You think this would be better. <laughs> uh, you would think so, because it's At the not start good. of Hero Phase, if he's more than three inches from enemy units, they can read from the book. If you do so, pick a visible enemy unit, roll a die. On a four-up, a grudge is found. Add one to hit for attacks made by all friendly cities of Sigmar Dwarden units. Until the next grudge is found. Yeah. So basically until the start of your next hero phase. Now, but here's the thing. If it only you, works half the time. But here's the thing. On a four-up, the grudge is found. So turn one, I find a grudge. Yeah. Turn two, I roll a die, and I don't find a grudge. Mm-hmm. Well, the first grudge is still going on then. Because it's not, it, it says until the next grudge is found. Oh, yeah, you're right. So it stays. It doesn't just stay till the start. It, it could, you could put something on the guy turn one and fail every roll, and that just that thing is on that, that unit for the rest of the game. Yeah, I guess so. But still, it only works half the time, which is annoying. Yes. I guess you don't have to use it. Once you get a grudge on somebody... You could just leave it until you, you wipe them out. You could just leave it there. You could just leave it there. Yeah, because you can say they'll read. Yeah, you can leave yeah. it on them. Yeah. But the thing is, if you try to move it, it doesn't move. The yeah, unit's it still there. You can at yeah. least keep plugging away at them. What's yeah. the next one? The okay. pile driver uh, gauntlets. What are we? What are these? Uh, at the start of combat phase, if he's within three of any enemy units, you can say it will strike the ground. If you do so, the bearer cannot fight this phase. However, roll die for each enemy unit within three to the bearer. On a four-up, strike last effect applies to that enemy unit until the end of the phase. Uh, that's like half of the old rule of dropping the rune stone. Yeah. The rune, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where you drop this, that was the model with the guy standing on top of the stone mm-hmm. and he would drop the stone. It's like, I don't move anymore, but guess what? I, well, he didn't get to move for the rest of the game. Right. But everyone around him got bonuses because he was like planting the flag type of thing. Yeah, it's like you didn't have ranks, you didn't have flanks or rear anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's the last one? Heavy metal ingot. Rock on. Yeah. Uh, ignore negative modifiers to save rolls for attacks that target the bearer if the bearer has not made a move in the same turn. So if you haven't moved, no negative modifiers. Yeah, it become but ethereal based. N- no, because you can have positive modifiers. Oh, you're right. You just ignore negative modifiers. So it's yeah. not quite ethereal. It's all good. So no, yeah. So you can all out defense, but just you're immune to rend. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Nice. I'm taking that one. That's a good one for the Duarden. Yeah. He's only got five or six wounds. Like, they have taking, a, yeah, an amazing ins- armor save, but... Yeah. Insurmountable resilience plus heavy metal Inga. You're never going to kill that guy. <laughs> nope. That that guy is... is He's going to just stand right next to Gotrek Gurnison, and they're just going to mow through everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you go over the exotic armaments the exotic of the exotic armaments. The Shadow Shroud... Ring. Oh, yeah. Once for battle, at the start of your hero phase, you can say the bear will use the ring. You do so until the start of your next hero phase. The bear is not visible to enemy units that are more than 12 inches away. That's okay. I like the name that, better that, than that, I like the thing. Is that like... They, did they have a dark... They had a ring, right? The dark fire ring or... They did have some sort of... Yeah, they had some sort of thing that kept them invisible. 
They had the cloak of mist and shadows. Right. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, what's that? Venom, Venom, Venom Fang Blade. Uh-huh. Pick one of the bear's melee weapons. If the unmodified wound roll for an attack made by that weapon is six, the attack causes D3 mortal wounds to the target in addition to any damage. In, in addition play. to. Woof. Sixes. Some of these guys have. Okay. But it's on a wound. It's on a wound roll, which I don't like. Yeah, it's on the wound. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You can't have everything. It's doing D3 per. It is, though. That's nasty. And you, let's if see, you get lucky. If you put it on the Dreadlord, yeah. his exile, his paired exile, okay, his, yeah, his exile blade gets five attacks. Mm-hmm. Paired blade is six. Lance of Spite, if he takes the lance, is four attacks. So He's got to pick one of those, right? Yeah, he's got to pick one. But mm-hmm. he, he does have plenty of attacks, so the odds of getting yeah. a nice six. I mean, he and he, he does. I mean, you're talking the, these elf characters. They hit wound on threes, bro. Yeah. So you have a bunch of attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not great. I'm I'm trying yeah. to look on the bright side here. But guess, yeah. guess what? Guess what? I'm not picking in my army anyway. <laughs> yeah. These, my, these dark elves. Yep. So yeah, okay, yeah, the anklet of epiphany. You're all. Wizard only adds six inches to the range of spells cast by the bearer while the bearer is wholly on its range feature and or is contesting an objective. I don't mind that one. No, not at all. Because the sorceress has some cool spells. Six inches to the range is a lot. Yeah, it is. That is a lot. That's pretty the, good. Like the just the foot sorceress. Yeah. She's got she's got a cool spell. Yeah. No, she does. Uh, okay, so next we're going to do spells, and then we've got the 11 cities and all their little bonuses. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Spells. Uh, humans spells. get eight. Let's talk about the humans last. I- I'm getting to this decision where we're going to talk about them last because that's the stuff everybody wants to know. We'll kind of get through the dwarf and elf stuff. Yeah. Um, because it's it's there, and we should mention it, but really saving the best for last year, so... Why don't you start off with the uh, elf wizards and see their three spells? So elf wizards, so their their lore is called the lore of dark sorcery. Be- yeah, because they the dark elves. Yeah, so they don't. Okay, yeah. So they have sap strength. Uh, I like this one. Uh, cast of a six, range of eighteen. I like that range of eighteen. Yeah, not successfully cast. Pick an enemy unit within range. Visible caster. Stretch one from wound rolls for attacks made by that unit. They're That's minus nice. one to wound. That's not bad. Yeah. And then the sorceress herself has a, a spell which I believe is minus one to hit. Well, there you go. Now, yeah. Bing, bang. All right. And then Umbral Hex. So kind of shadowy. Uh, a spell that has cast of six, range 12. Uh, pick an enemy within range, visible. Until the start of your next hero phase, each time a battle shock roll is made for that unit, 2d6 must be rolled instead of one die. Okay, that's that sounds pretty good. If you can force a battle shock test, that's great. So many people can stop a battle shock test when they need to. That, that yeah. I just feel like that's not the best spell. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, if you know you can make them do it. Now this last one, you're you're gonna know what this one. This one is Tenebrial Blades. A, a, bla- a blast from the past here. Uh, spell cast range of seven, range of nine. City of Singer Elf unit. So this is only on a Cities of Sigmar Elf unit. The other two you can cast on enemies. Yes. So this one is, uh, so starting your hero phase, start your next hero phase when making save rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by that Cities of Sigmar Elf unit, the target's save is dash. 
So unless they've got a plus one to their save to make it six, they don't even get a save. You get nothing. So you got to be wholly within nine inches. But yes, that is amazing. So that's like Mind Razor, right? Yeah. It's Isn't that bananas. pretty much it? Yeah. yeah, it takes away your save, or it just yeah. makes it dash. Yeah. Well, Mind Razor was, what was the one where your, was it your leadership became your strength or something like that? I remember that remember. one? It was in the I, old. I, yeah, I know they. Ha- I don't remember what it was though. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't play it enough. So. Right. I mean, that's a good one. Seven. Okay, so they've got a couple of good spells, but like mm-hmm. I said, I don't. I don't know how much I'm taking of them. But there are combos you can do with this. Like you said, you've got the yeah. other wizards who can do other things. See, I like the sorceress as the wizard for this army. Bring her in with the humans. Yeah, because she's cheap, and uh, she's got, you know, a good okay good spell. See, and, and you, you convince me. Like I said, I know that you like some yeah. of this stuff. I just kind of yeah. looked at it all and said, why do I want this instead of the cool new stuff? Mm-hmm. So let's see. Sorceress. Yeah, Word of Pain. Cast on seven, range of 18. Pick an enemy. Uh, D3 mortal wounds. And minus one to hit by attacks yeah. made by that unit. And it just says minus one to hit rolls. Yeah. Period. For attacks made until your next hero phase. Mm-hmm. That's a great spell. Right. Minus one to hit in shooting and in melee. Okay, yeah. and how much yeah. is she? Like ninety points or something, right? Yeah, I'm checking her, checking for her now. Uh, sorceress, sorceress, where is she? Why am I not finding her? Because I have trouble reading these stupid lists. Sorceress, hundred points. Yeah, there you go. That's that's really cheap, and that's yeah. really good. Yeah. Huh. Rune Lord's 100 points, and Battle Mage is 100 points. So she's the same as a Battle Mage. Mm-hmm. But she's, yeah, she's good. So uh, what, are, what do we got for dwarves don't have spells? Dwarven have the, they got the runes. For the priests, they got their rune lore. Yes, yeah, so they have Rune of Unfaltering Aim. Uh, rune of Unfaltering Aim and Prayer, that's have three, range of 12. These are all answered on three. So yeah. that's not, you know, they're, all, they're all decent ones, you know? Yeah. Pick a friendly Dwarden unit within range, visible. Add one to hit rolls for attacks made with missile weapons. Okay, so this is for your uh, Iron Drakes. Yeah. And, I mean, I spoke your, 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 oh, your gyros. Gyrocopter yeah, your bumper, gyros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus one to hit on that's not bad. No. They're, uh, gyros hit on threes. Mm-hmm. Um, gyros got better. I, I In my... Uh, Stormcast list. Uh-huh. I was running. I was running three gyrocopters. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. They got better. Um. So they've got that. Uh, oh, the Cogsmith has a gun that hits on fours. It could go to threes. Uh, the Iron Drakes they hit on threes, so they're hitting on twos then with their mm-hmm. with their Drake guns and their Grudge Hammer torpedoes. Yeah. So okay. What else? What else they got? So they got the Rune of Oath and Steel, uh, range of 12, and it's a cast on a Sigmar Dorn unit. Subtract one from wound rolls for attacks that target that unit. That's so you're minus even. one to wound that unit. So if they're in, yeah. if they're in a spot, that's, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the last one, the Rune of Wrath and Ruin. What's that one? Yeah, so range of 18, which is nice. cool. Now this is a goofy one. So if answered, pick an enemy unit in range and roll uh, Invisible of the Cat, Chanter. Roll six dice. For each roll of five plus, that enemy unit suffers a mortal wound. In addition, if a unit suffers three or more mortal wounds, 
when his prayer is answered. That unit is ruined until the start of your next hero phase. While it is unit is ruined, ignore positive modifiers to save rolls for attacks that target that unit. So all-out defense doesn't do anything if you're ruined. Oh, okay. So if yeah. you do at least three mortal wounds with the rune of wrath and ruin, then you've put down wrath and ruin. Yeah. And so they can't get bonuses to their save. Correct. Huh. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Now here's what the humans get. Okay. So those aren't bad. I mean, considering they don't have too many units to, to, to affect, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's cool. Uh, spell Lords. We start off with the fireball. On a six, range of 18, pick an enemy unit, roll a die for each model in the unit, and each six is a mortal wound. Mm-hmm. Uh, fireball is useful against hordes. Yeah. You know? Because it's one die for each model in the unit, and that goes on a six. Mystifying Miasma, we know that one, goes off on a five, and it's got a two-foot range. That's, That's basically the board. Yeah, it's pretty good. If successfully cast, pick an enemy unit. It, within range, that unit can't run until your next hero phase. And minus two to charge until your next hero phase. Yep. That works. I like that one. Uh, Paul of Doom casts on a seven, range of 18. Pick an enemy unit. Uh, they can't issue or receive commands until the start of your next hero phase. Mm-hmm. Lots of debuffing the enemy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like humans mm-hmm. are all humans. They can only do so much, but we can mess with the enemy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Faz protection. If you that you, that should be that should be uh, a spell you recognize. <laughs> uh, cast on a seven range of eighteen. Pick a cities of Sigmar human unit wholly within range, and they're basically ethereal. Yeah. Ignore modifiers positive and negative to save rolls. Um, the reign of Jade. Casts on a seven, twelve inches. Human uh, cities of Sigmar human model. Pick one model wholly within range and visible. Roll a die for each wound currently allocated to that model. On a five up, that wound is healed. Not bad. No. I mean, if you got a bunch of wounds, you got a character mm-hmm. that's got 12 or 14, they've taken a bunch. I, I'll throw this at it. Right. You know, you might get lucky with a bunch of fives and sixes. True. Uh, Transmutation of lead is another. This is all, these are all names from the old spells from the old world. Right. Uh, cast on a seven, range of 12. Pick an enemy within range. Roll a number of dice equal to the number of models in the unit. For each roll that equals or exceeds their save, they take a mortal wound. So this is that whole, that, that we literally talked about that. That they, you know, he, uh, the, the one, uh, the new dude, he can cast the spells that turn their armor into lead. Yeah. So if you've got that two up armor, then I roll a die. For every model in that unit, or, or you know, three up armor saves some of these you know awesome units get. Mm-hmm. All right, so I roll a die for every model unit, and, and a three up is a mortal wound, or a four up is a, that's. I mean, that's transmutation of lead is if you've got a a big unit of heroes with lots of armor. Yeah, this is a really good spell against them. Yeah, that's the spell you have to take if you take in that that uh that guy with the with the. Yeah, the, 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 the metal, the metal guy. Yeah. Right, and I think that's interesting that, that when you pick that, that's the, that they tell you you have to take this spell. Mm-hmm. If you take this guy, he comes with that spell. Um, but yeah, they and yeah, if they're on the the Luminarch or the other thing, they've all got special things that it's like, nope, you have to take it. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind that. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, 
Twin-tailed Comet casts on a 7, range of 18, pick an enemy unit within range. Draw a straight line between the caster and one model in the unit. Until the end of the turn, each friendly human unit the line passes over has a bravery characteristic of 10. Then the enemy unit you picked suffers D3 mortal wounds. Right. So that's cool. It's a comet. You're calling a comet down. It's doing D3 mortal wounds, but they see that twin tail comet in the sky and their bravery all jumps up. Yeah, it's super cool. It's, 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 it, you know, if you, it's cool if you, because you're probably going to have a bunch of units in this game oh, for yeah. this army. So you could possibly cast something. With 18 inches, you could pass over several units. Uh, wild form is the last one. Wisson's wild form. Okay. Cast on a seven. Range of 12, pick a friendly human unit wholly within range. Until the start of your next hero phase, you can charge if you're within 18 inches and you can roll 3d6 to make that charge. Until the start of your next hero phase. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. I like that one. It's, it's basically a, a lot of the stuff that can fly and go fast just automatically has that. So giving it to these guys is... Is pretty good. Oh yeah, um, lots of good spells here. Not of and none of them cost too much to cast. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of them cast on a seven. But yeah, that's a, that's a little tricky. It's not too bad. I mean, seven is average. You're getting you're getting basically you got a better than fifty percent chance of hitting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a five and a six. Uh, I could see. All of these being useful. Every last yeah. one of them. Yeah. Uh, there's always a situation for them. And if you got enough wizards and enough extra stuff, you will have all the spells. Yeah, it's excellent. Second. I need a sip of water. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Ooh, got to stay hydrated. Okay. <laughs> now, the last of the Army-specific rules. We've come to the end of the Army-specific rules, folks. Army rules for the different free cities. I'm going to try to keep this quick because we still have a ton to do. But, I mean, all of them, you know, you have so many options here with 11 cities and 11 sets of rules. Whatever whatever army you decide to build, man, like there's something here for you. Like, I personally love the very first one. I love Hammerhall Aksha. Okay? Mm -hmm. You get two special rules with Hammerhall Aksha. Of course you do. Yeah. The first one is when you're giving orders to all your heroes. We talked about the orders rule. Every hero can get two orders, but they they have to be two different orders. So if you're playing Hammerhall Aksha and you have six heroes, you're getting 12 orders automatically. That's crazy. Yeah. Also, if you command a Hammerhall Aksha army that has an Aventus Fire Strike... An allied. Oh, and they do that sometimes. Some of these cities talk about if you have these allies because yeah. they, those people are in the city. So if you have an Aventus Fire Strike, at the start of your hero phrase, you get an additional command point. So double the orders, and if you take Aventus Fire Strike as an ally, you get an extra command, too. That's great. That's really cool. Yeah. Because an extra command is sweet. If you take Tempest's Eye... Friendly Tempest's Eye and Allied Caradron Overlord Sky Vessel units can retreat and still shoot in the same turn. So Tempest Eye, you can have Scott, you can have uh, uh, the Gyros, 
so that if you take Tempest Eye, your gyros can retreat and, and shoot in the same turn. Yep. And if you ally in KO tank, tanks, they can retreat and charge. Yeah, or retreat and shoot in the same that's turn. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good rule. Yeah. I mean, if you want if 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 you are going to play uh uh you know, a, a bunch of ships, if you're if you if that's what you want to do, I mean I can see people bringing in those those KO ships are devastating. Oh yeah. You bring a couple of those in on Tempest Eye and some you know, you got a couple of guys on the ground and then just tons of guys up in the air. Mm-hmm. Just boats and gyrocopters. Just here, deal with this. Uh, and you said the gyros are good. Yeah, they're pretty good now. Yeah, so Tempest's eye. I wonder if there's any. I, let's take a quick. I just want to take a quick look at the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Steam tank is battle line. If you have a steam tank commander, I'm looking if anything else becomes battle line. Black Guard Corsairs can become battle line. Black Guard can become battle line. I'm looking for. Oh, these are on the other side. I bet you that. Gyrocopters and gyro bombers. Uh, gyro bombers are single. Gyrocopters can be units of one or three. There's nothing that makes them battle line. I was just kind of hoping that if you if you're in Tempest's eye, mm-hmm. maybe those things become battle oh. line, uh-huh. and then you could just have an all flying, almost all flying. Yeah, because you could take a general who's on a on a on a on a, a dragon or something like that. You could have an mm-hmm. all flying army, but nope, they didn't give us that. <laughs> All right, what's Hallowheart got? Uh, if you cast a spell or attempt to cast a spell with a Hallowheart wizard, you can say they will harness wild magic. Roll three dice instead of two for that casting roll. However, on an unmodified roll of 10 plus, you take D3 mortal wounds at the end of that. Yeah. N- what? I know. Why would I take that? Unless you got lots of ways to heal up. That seems... Uh, uh. <laughs> Imagine doing this with wild magic, with wild dice right. too, well, or, pri- or primal dice. Yeah, I mean, if, if you roll three dice instead of two, the average on three dice is a ten. Yeah, I don't know. I, that seems I, I, when that Hello Heart don't do it for me. But they, it says mm-hmm. they're reckless. That's that. That's their lore. So it works to the lore. But I'm just like, and the game wise, I'm like, nah. <laughs> uh, Hammerhall Gyra. If you're picking a Hammerhall Gyra get, uh, army, if the battle pack you're using has restrictions on the number of reinforced units you can include, you get an additional Cities of Sigmar reinforced unit in your army. So if there's a yeah. limit on reinforcements, you get an extra. In addition, friendly Hammerhall Gyra human units have a bravery characteristic of 10 while they have 10 or more models. That seems really good. It seems, yeah, not bad. I mean, because mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot of units of 20 guys, right? Mm, yeah. And then you get an additional reinforcement in your army. So you, if get, there were, five, you get five instead of four? No, res- because if, if, it, if, it, if the battle pack remember. you're using has restrictions on the number of reinforcements you can include, you get one more than the restrictions. Yeah, I'm, Res- try, I'm trying to remember what match play lets you have. Match play like, gives you four. Four, yeah. Four reinforcements. You can only double reinforce on battle line. Right. So... You're probably getting less than four if there's some sort of restrictions in the mm-hmm. in the battle pack. Yeah, but then you're getting that one extra, which is a big deal because it gives you that extra ten man, you know, that that extra reinforcement in a unit to get that ten bravery. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take the living city during deployment, instead of setting up living city unit or allied Sylvaneth unit on the battlefield, you can put it in the hidden paths, put it off on the side. You can set up one. For everyone you have on the battlefield, so like like most of the other ru- rules for you know if you're going to put stuff up in the sky or in the ground, 
You got to mm-hmm. have one on the table, and then you can put one on the side. Yeah. At the end of your movement phase, you can set up one or more of these reserve units on the battlefield, wholly within six inches of the edge of the battlefield and more than nine inches from enemy units. So they're coming in off the edge, but you can still, I mean, they can't drop anywhere. I mean, you're, but yeah, I mean, you're scouting with, like, Sylvaneth hammer units, you know what I mean? And, I mean, it's within six inches more than nine from the enemy. I can mm-hmm. get on the side really close to you or in the backfield if you're up, oh, yeah. if you're up close. So that's, especially, with, especially with like the new GHB tactics, that could be really handy. Uh-huh. Uh You want to take a couple here, Grey Water Fastness? Sure. So Grey Water Fastness, uh, you can use all out attack command up to three times in your shooting phase. And the <laughs> in first addition, two the first times, two times, yeah. uh, you reduce all out attack in your shooting phase. A command point is not spent, so you use one all out attack command. You can issue three times. Well, no, not even. You can it, issue it three times, and the first two times, you don't pay a command point. Right, so one command point. So if point, I only issue, issue it twice. It no, I, think, I think you have to. No, it doesn't. You can use it up to three times. Up to. You can do it once. You can do it twice. You don't use it a third time. You don't spend a command point because it says oh. the first two times you receive. Oh, that's different than the other, the other rules that are similar to that. I mean, that's what it says. In addition, the yeah. first two times a friendly Greywater Fastness unit receives all at attack command in your shooting phase, a command yeah. point is not spent. Mm. Yeah, that's different because sometimes it's like it's, it's like the orky ones are like you issue a command and then and you, you can do get, it and you, can, yeah. and you get to do it two other times, but only the first one counts as a command. Yeah, this well, is, it says you pay for yeah. the first one. Right, this right, one right, says right. you no, don't pay it. for yeah, the first I, two. I get it. Yeah, that's I get it. Really, that's really good. That's pretty cool. If you're taking a shooty army, which if you're playing Greywater Fastness, you're taking a shooty army, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I like oh, for that sure. one a lot. Yeah. yeah. What about Lethus? Lethus has a double rule as well. So they have Raven Priests. Um, friendly uh, Lethus human heroes are not wizards, become priests. Uh, in addition, friendly Lethus human priests and friendly allied Stormcast Eternals priests know a prayer. Called Morda's Embrace. Oh, so that's the second one. It's the prayer. It's yeah. not a second rule. Sorry. So, yeah. So Morda's Embrace is a prayer that's ready of four, range of twelve. If answered, pick an enemy unit within range and visible to the chanter. Ward saves can be made for that enemy unit until the start of your next hero phase. That's that's pretty good. If that's pretty you're neat. taking priests. Um, well, well, any or any, if you're taking any, heroes that aren't too many wizards. Yeah, any hero that's not a wizard is just is a priest. And a Stormcast priest, too. Yeah, and a Stormcast priest this, knows that prayer. Yeah. This could be the army with no wizards, where you take uh, Nullstone yeah. objects. Yeah. Because we talked about that, right? Is That's yeah. this army. I'm not making yep. stuff up yep. in my head. Yep. Yep. So I take just a ton of priests. If I play Lethus, I don't play any wizards. Right. You know, you could do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I'm just saying it's one way to go. Because that was in here. I didn't. I didn't make that up, right? That is in this army. The, what? The um, the rules for. Oh, maybe it's not. Am I thinking of another thing? Do I have to go and edit now? God bless America. What? Um, if you don't. What was one of the books I was reading, and it said if you don't take any wizards, then you can take nullstone adornments. Yeah, that's in the that's in the general's handbook. The, oh, the, that's in the general's handbook. Okay, that's what I was reading. I thought I was looking for it in this book. That's why I was getting. I'm like, I know oh. I read it. Did I? Oh no, yeah, been, no, you're right. I have been reading so many books lately. 
<laughs> that I'm just like I, I was, they're starting to run together. Okay, I apologize. Yeah. So yeah, no, you good. could if you were going to do that with the general's handbook, you could take Lethis and then have some of those nullstone adornments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think being a wizard is better in this edition, but if you don't have any, it's something cool to try. Yeah. Uh, Vindicarum, what about this? So Vindicarum, uh, unyielding faith. Uh, friendly Vindicarum units can receive the rally command while they're within three inches of any enemy units, which is interesting. In addition, when a friendly Vindicarum Flagellant units receives a rally command, you can return one slain metal to that unit reach five plus instead of each six. So you can rally them even if they're engaged because they're within three. Right. Which is good. And yeah. flagellants good. get on a five. Yeah. That's not bad. Oh, once again, and uh, uh, you know, Vindicarum, there's a lot of uh, flagellants and those types there. Yeah. This one, wor- they, all of these work to their lore. You know, whether mm-hmm. they're great or not. You know, mm-hmm. is to be seen, but they all fit to the lore. What about Excelsis? So Excelsis is uh, has rule called Fearsome Breeds. Uh, you add one to the wounds characteristic of friendly Excelsis monsters. In addition, in addition, each time a friendly Excelsis regaled Cavalier unit fights, after all its attacks been resolved, pick an enemy unit within three inches of that unit. Roll dice for each model in that Cavalier's unit. Reach level four plus. You take a mortal wound. So, so all our monsters like, get plus one wound, and the Cavaliers can... They do mortal wounds just for... So a unit of basically. five would get five dice, because it's yeah. the unit of... Okay, not bad. Yeah. So, they're, yeah. so they're, they're, they're Cav is, uh, they're, is... Those are the guys who are there for revenge. They want to get right. back. So, th- yeah, those guys are doing a little extra damage. Okay, mm-hmm. that works, too. Yeah. If you want to take a Cav monster army, I mean, you were saying how much you like the Hydra. Yeah, so they would do really well on that. Yeah. An extra wound is an extra wound, man. Mm-hmm. All uh, right. Settler's Gain. Uh, okay. Uh, has, what do the wizards expert, get? Expert Instruction. Uh, add one to casting rolls for friendly Settler's Gain wizards. In addition to the start of a hero phase, you receive an additional command point. If the model picked to be your general, it's within three inches of any friendly allied Lumineth Realm Lords heroes. So they want you to ally in Lumineth Realm Lords. This is a weird thing about this book. When yeah. I was reading this, it's like, okay. They're telling you that elves and dwarven and humans all work together in the free cities. Mm-hmm. And that's true. And then they give you, you know, we, I've already talked about what they give us for, for dwarven and dark elves in here. It just seems mm-hmm. underwhelming. But then it's like, yeah, but there's Lumineth Realm Lords living Settler's Gain. So bring them in as allies. I like how they're trying to bring in all these different order armies and make yes because in this place they interact with them so we'll give you a bonus you know if, if you're not a guy who's going to mix armies <laughs> mm-hmm. if you're not a person who brings in allies there's a lot of rules in here that mean nothing to you right but if you're a person maybe like you chris who has mm-hmm. every army right and say like, well why don't i just ally them in and give this a try yeah, exactly. I just think it's cool. I'm just I'm really enjoying how they how they do that to bring all that in. Let's uh is this the last one, Mist Haven? It Mist is. Haven, yeah. Yeah. So Mist right. Haven uh, has shadowed approach. Uh, at the end of your hero phase, you pick up to three different friendly Mist Haven units that are more than twelve inches for all enemy units. Each of those units can make a move of up to D six inches, roll severally for each. If the unit has a mount, it can make a move up to two D six inches instead of D six. Units can finish this move within three inches of enemy units. 
So at the end of your hero phase, you can get right up in these guys' faces. Yeah. If you're close. And, and it's uh, once you're all stuck in and everybody's nearby, you sort of, you know, your special are, but the whole point is to get you up there, right? Mm-hmm. Show up out of nowhere. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're just on top of them. You can also use it to get away. That's true. It says two d six and two d six, and it you can finish within, but it doesn't say you have to finish closer, does it? No, you could leave. If yeah. you're within, if you're in combat, and you don't no, want you to be can't in combat. If you're in combat because you have to be more than twelve inches from enemy units to even use this. Oh, you're right. You got to be at least a foot away. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. I mean, but I suppose if you need to get across or you want to move, oh, they're coming after this guy. I don't want them to get this guy. Mm-hmm. Let me move him behind this other unit. Yeah. You could move some things around, but yeah, they don't. That's not what they want. I got you. Uh, yep. All right, so I'm going to go past all the path to glory because we're not. We're, we there's so much path to glory we're not worrying about right now. Once we get our path to glory stuff going, then yeah. we'll start looking at that. We'll just do a couple episodes of that. Um, do you want to just run through some of the grand strategies and battle tactics? I kind of don't really. I guess we should just do it, and then we got to take a break. We've been going for almost a half hour again, and I want to. Sure. I, I need to get some more water. Yep. Uh, we've got uh, exemplar of the Academy Martial. Uh huh. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If you complete at least four battle tactics, in each battle tactic you completed this battle was Came from, from the, this book. Yeah. yeah, from this book. Yep. Okay. Uh, reclaim for Sigmar. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If there's at least one friendly cities with Sigmar unit wholly within each large quarter of the battlefield. I've always liked that one. Yeah, it's, it's like so cool. you, you don't just have to survive, but you got to sort of be spread out everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I'm moving around and taking it. I've always liked that one. Yeah. You got hold the high ground. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If there are any friendly units within 12 inches of the center of the battlefield and no enemy units within 12 inches of the center of the battlefield. That's a big... That's a yeah. two-foot diameter yeah, that's a, circle. That's a, that's a, that's a tough a one. That's a lot of board. Yeah, and banners held high. When the battle ends, each player totals the number of standard bearers and units with a totem keyword in their army that are on the battlefield. If your total is higher, you complete this grand strategy. That's another one that could be rough. I yeah. mean, unless you plan for it and you have a lot of characters with the totem keyword or right. a lot of things with that, you could that could go badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, battle tactics. What do they got here? Let's see. They got uh, oh, so you if, and you can do the one, the exemplar of the academy. If you do four of these, um, bring arms to bear. Pick an enemy unit. You complete this if it's destroyed and was suppressed as a result of a suppressing fire order. So you got to suppress it and destroy it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, raise the banner. Pick an objective controlled by your opponent. You complete it. If you control the objective and a friendly free guild command core that includes a great herald contests it. So you don't just got to get an objective. You got to get it with that unit. Right. Okay. Uh, Black powder bombardment. You get this one if three or more enemy units were destroyed in your shooting phase this turn. That one does not sound easy, at least not anywhere earlier in the game. That's Uh -uh. That's tough. These are all pretty tough so far. Uh, mount the charge. Pick an objective controlled by your opponent. You complete this. If you control it at the end of the turn and every friendly unit that contests it has a mount and made a charge move this turn. That one you can do. Yeah. If they're holding it and you just charge it with all of your... Yeah. But you have to have a bunch of mounted units. Mm-hmm. You know, which is, you know, affecting all yeah. sorts of other things. And that kind of... That's army composition as well. 
Strike without warning. You get this. If three or more friendly cities of Sigmar elf units made a charge this turn. That one you could totally do. Yep. If you have those units. <laughs> yeah. If you take those units. And, of course, yeah. So we got... We got three that seem. Uh, we got three of these orders are general orders. Uh, one is only for uh, you have to have free guild command. Uh, one you have to have elf, and here's one for the Dwarden Iron Might. Yep. Complete this if uh, at the end of the turn three or more friendly Dwarden units fought this turn, and no Dwarden units were destroyed this turn. Right. That one seems the most doable, but yeah, uh, none of them are super easy. Right. That's they're, just interesting, right? It's, they're all, it's kind of, even, they're all tricky. They don't even they don't all seem that hard except for ki- killing three units with guns is seems hard. Yeah, that one does. Some of the others don't seem they, but they're very specific. I have to have mm-hmm. very specific units doing very specific things. Yeah. You know, it that's you know, I'm in a contest but only with mounted units, you know, and get in there and take it. It's just it's right. weird, very specific stuff. They do have a core battalion that is unified and gets the all out attack or unleash hell command. They got slayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to have a major on an ogre, uh, three units of fusiliers or steel helms, mm-hmm. and one cannon. Now, you can have an extra fusil major on a warhawk, but those five units, you got to have a cannon, three units of fusiliers and, or steel helms combined, and a guy on a warhawk. Yeah, so it gets a unified and slayers. Eh. One drop. The one drop part is nice, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get that all-out attack or unleash hell without spending a command point once per battle. Not bad. I mean, yeah. it depends on your breakdown, but we got to we gotta go, and then we're going to come back, and when we come back, we've got all of these units to talk about, and I'm going right. to try not to read every little stat, but there's so many cool things that they can do, and then Chris is going to start pointing out, yeah, and if you <laughs> mix it with this, you get this, because that's that's what Chris is good at. Finding the combo is his job. So we will be back, and then we will uh, we'll get into the units. Let's go. I just found out that the Acclimators brought word from the City of Secrets. Two great expeditions have departed, the first major venture since the Siege of Excelsis. You've got to admire the stones on those gurish meat men. Mind you, they do have the power of prophecy to guide their way. Rumor is that neither expedition has a confirmed destination. Rather, each is guided by augur rocks harvested from the Spear of Malice, which they say brings visions of tomorrow. Seems like madness. <laughs> like as not, they'll be swallowed up by some nasty great behemoth before they make it a dozen leagues. Seems the Shadow Folk were the only sailors that could pass through Cole's fleets unseen. They had sailed long through the night and apparently had a little fun while they were at it, if their blood-stained decks were any guide. A strange breed, these Misthaven folk. Pale and wiry, hoods pulled down low. Didn't look like they even carried blades, but you could tell they were sizing us up. They reminded me of ravens observing a dying man from afar, waiting for the right moment to peck out his eyes. Still, they brought us what we needed. Fresh water, specifically drums of glib water from Clarundu, Ice cold and thin as a breath of mist. It's just a shame that one sip turns the most pious soldier into a silver-tongued charlatan. The general had to ban dice games for as long as our supplies last.
I do not know if the tales of the Battle of Hakon's Rise have reached Hammerhall, but if not, they soon shall. Here, the leaden bulls met an army of the Gortide in battle and slaughtered the skin eaters to the last. My arm was burned red raw and my face stained black by finger bite smoke. I fired my gun so many times my shoulder was all but wrenched from its socket. One moment, my section was pouring fire down upon the foe. The next, it was upon us, a hideous behemoth, skulls bulging from beneath its blister-red skin. It crushed poor Simeon's face in one claw and ripped the innards out of Geister with the other. It would have had me next were it not for Marshal Giltzia. Down she came from the heavens atop her griffin Trueheart, banners fluttering behind her like some saint from the murals of the great cathedral. The marshal's blade sliced the skull fiend's head clean from its shoulders, and she glared down at me, sprawled on my back in the dirt. Back on your feet, soldier, she said, and then she was away. God King, keep her safe, for he alone knows where we'd be without her. And we are back. Hello. Hey, okay, uh, let's start with the coolest new model. Uh, Talia Vedra, the mm-hmm. lioness of the parch. This girl has 15 wounds and a four up save with an eight bravery, which for a human is all great. Yep. Um, she starts off with a 14 inch move. As she takes damage, it goes down to eight. Um, weapons of office. So, like uh, you said, you boo. don't, yeah, that's the four different weapons. Doesn't matter which you pick. But, I mean, for a human, she's got really great stats, you know? Yeah. Six attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. Her manticore is brutal. Mm -hmm. Three attacks with the jaws, starting off at a two plus to hit and going to five as he gets wounded. Mm -hmm. But sort of twos by threes, two rend, three damage. His stinger has two attacks, fours by twos, three rend, and starting off at D3 plus three damage. So she Mm -hmm. can deal out... What is it? Uh, 12, 12 plus 9, nine. is 21, 21 plus 4 to 6. If it is 6, that's another 12. So she the potential to deliver out about 33 wounds. Yeah. She could drop a Mega Gargant. Yeah. Pretty close. Yep. Um, she can fly. She got that 4-up save as a 6-up ward. And then she's got some really cool rules. Uh... While she's three inches within three inches of any enemy units, uh, she can issue rally commands to cities of Sigmar human units within three that are within three inches of enemy yeah. units. Doesn't say the same units. It doesn't say where. It just if she's in combat, if she's engaged, mm-hmm. she can issue the rally command to friendly other engaged units. In addition, when she does, when it does so, you can return one slain model for each four. Instead of six. Yeah, that's cool. That's, I mean, and that goes. I mean, where she goes, people follow, right? She's yeah. Everybody, everybody believes in her. That's her lead from the front rule. She's an unparalleled tactician, okay? Uh, when orders are being given, this unit gets two orders instead of one. Each order must be different. So mm-hmm. does that mean she gets three if they're playing, oh, Hammerhall yeah. Aksha? Oh, I she is so. from Hammerhall Aksha. That's oh, why, yeah. oh, because she is, she automatically gets two. Mm. I mean, you normally wouldn't, but that's her keyword, and that's their rule. But I wonder if she gets three. Yeah, I don't know. Because well, it doesn't It doesn't say they get an extra. It says they get two orders instead of one. She already mm. gets two orders instead of one. Does she get three? I bet you they FAQ that. Yeah. Also, well, uh, she's got Paralyzing yeah. Venom. 
you can carry out the paralyzing venom monstrous rampage below with this unit instead of any other. Oh, so he's got a special rampage because of that scorpion tail. Here we go. Pick an enemy monster that made a charge this turn and is within three of this unit. So you that you have, you can only use this if you were charged by a monster. Okay, right. Yep. On a three up, it gets strike last because of the paralyzing venom. So yeah. if someone tries to charge your monster with theirs, you can make them strike last with the potential to do as we said. <laughs> 30, 33 wounds or something like that. Wounds, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, think twice cool. about it, about attacking her. Mm-hmm. How much does she cost? She's cheap. I mean, for all of that stuff, I I didn't th- I did not uh, three forty, three hundred and forty points for for that. For I mean, now granted, she only has a four up save, a six up ward. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, but she does have 15 wounds. There's a lot of different ways to get wounds back, as we've seen through this stuff. Um, she's the most expensive model in the army at 340 points. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> no, not at all. And then she gets followed up by Pontifex Zenestra. Yep. Who has no rules for the skeleton in the back, and that upsets oh, Chris. Boo. Um, she's got nine wounds, nine bravery. She is the highest bravery of any human unit, I think, except maybe the... I don't the mm-hmm. don't the flagellants have like a ten because they're they insane. Eight. Oh, they have an eight. Okay, so she has a nine. Yeah, I think she's got the most. A lot of these guys are mostly around six, six and seven. Yeah, six and seven. Your basic grunts have uh, fives actually. So, ugh. Uh, only a five up save, which is rough. Um, up close, her combat skills not. Super impressive. She gets uh, her scepter. Uh, she gets one attack, threes by threes, no rend, one yeah. damage. Uh, her, her, her. The guys who carry the thing, same thing. They each get an attack. So there's four more attacks. You know, mm-hmm. nothing super strong there. But this unit can dispel an endless spell at the start of the hero phase and unbind a spell in the enemy hero phase, just like it was a wizard. And they get plus one to unbinding rolls. Yeah. So that's not bad. She's not a wizard, but she can just dispel stuff. Uh, oh, she does have a four-up ward. Okay, there you go. So yeah, that's decent. Makes it way better. And then her Vessel of Sigmar rules. Yeah, go with this would... prayer. Yeah, this is cool. So it's a prayer to answer value three. Uh, if answered, uh, and if soon is not within your territory, pick no, two if it of is the effects within your below territory. to apply. Hmm? If it is within your territory, you pick one effect. Oh, pick, yeah. If it's not, you pick two. So (laughs) if you get out there and get fighting like you're supposed to, you get two prayers because that's the way that works. Sigmar rewards the faithful. It's one one prayer, but it's two effects. Yeah, so you say the prayer, yeah, but you get extra effects because Sigmar rewards the faithful. It's pretty cool. So what are the three effects you get? So uh, friendly cities of Sigmar units have a ward of five plus while they're wholly within 18 inches of this unit. That's incredible. It's pretty good. I'd be using that pretty much every time. A five-up ward across the army makes yeah. this army so much better. Yeah. And then uh, the other effect could be uh, add two inches to the move characteristic of friendly human units on the battlefield. Sounds good. A lot yeah. of these are human. I mean, the the marshal yeah. on the griffin is human. Yeah, right. And he moves He moves 14. Mm-hmm. 18. And then she has a another thing she can do called cast out evil. 
Uh, roll a dice for each enemy wizard and priest on the battlefield. On a 2+, plus, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Yeah, see... Uh, when does she do that? Well, it's a prayer, so you... Oh, is it? Yeah. I mean, this is a prayer, so when do you say your prayers? During the hero phase, right? Oh, I see. There's you, four There's four possible effects. No, there's three. You've been... There's ha- Hallowed Ground, Great Wheel Turns, and Cast Out oh, Evil. Cast it, Wrath oh, of Azir okay. or something else. Okay, so I got it. So I, was, I didn't think Cast Out Evil was one of these. Oh, it is. A spell. Okay, because it's in the next paragraph over. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's three to choose from, and you yeah. get one if you're in your own territory, but you get two if you're out there fighting. So right. you're dropping a ward save on your peeps, and they're already in battle. So mm-hmm. now you're just dropping D3 mortal wounds on all the wizards and priests, all of them. On the battlefield. On the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. She's pretty cool. And she's not even 340. You can literally go out with these two characters, I think, for under 500. Mm-hmm. She's a buck and a half. Mm-hmm. So for, for 490, you can have both of these maniacs on the battlefield <laughs> if you wanted to. And yeah. honestly... I mean, I'm not a huge taker of named characters in a lot of my games, but even Zanestra for 170, the mm-hmm. buffs that she gives, I don't necessarily need to take the Linus of the Parch out there. You yeah. know, I mean, she's great, but man, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, there's Flagellants. Basically, the only thing that's special with them is uh, when they're killed. By in melee, you can pick an enemy unit within three. And basically, when these guys die, the unit they're fighting roll a die for every one of them that die. And on a five up, they do a mortal wound on their way out. On so, a five up, yeah. yeah. Which is, and then you can rally them back. Yeah, rally them back. Absolutely. And yeah, depending on if they're within three of that enemy, you can rally them back on. Uh, on a four, because they're a human unit. Yeah, if they're near Talia. Talia. They don't have to be near Talia. She's got to be engaged, like within three of an enemy, and they have to be within three of an yeah, enemy. Yeah, yeah. So they're dying. They're doing fives on the way out, and then on four pluses, she's putting them back. Yeah, and then they die again and do more five ups on. More five up, yeah. And yeah. Uh, those guys, by the way, flagellants are. Where are they on this list? Why am I not seeing? Oh, 10 for 100. They are battle line if Zenestra is in the army. Okay. So you take her, and you can take a flagellant army, dude. <laughs> yeah. You really can. Mm-hmm. 10 for a hundo. You could take that thing where you can you take a a living city one, Uh-huh. You take, and you take, what, five units of 30? <laughs> well... Uh no, I know because you can get five Be- reinforcements, right? No, in Living City. Hold on, you next are your reinforcement. Uh, no, li- uh, no, you're talking now. Living City is the one where you can go on the uh, oh, outside. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, what's the what's the extra that's... reinforcement? But that's only if you're playing a thing that limits your reinforcements. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you're playing match play, right? Right, but what I'm saying is. It's only if you're... It says if your battle... Where is it? Who has that? Uh, Hammerhall Gyra. Oh, okay. So, Gyra. Okay. If the battle pack you're using has restrictions on the reinforced units, 
then yes. you get an extra. So if there's right. restrictions on reinforcements, you're probably there, not getting all four. Which there is, and that's that. The restriction on re- on reinforced units is you can only have four. No, no. If the battle can, pack is using restrictions, right. and that that's that, that's matched play. That's the battle pack you're using. You're using the general's handbook. Oh, I misunderstood that. I thought that meant that if they said you don't get four reinforcements, you get no. le- you get only three, or you can't no. double reinforce if there's no. limits like that. No. Okay, so you just get five. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was totally my mistake. Yeah. So you'd have five units of twenty for a thousand points. You'd yeah, have because that would be five reinforcements. Yeah. Yeah. So you would have a hundred flagellants. A hundred flagellants, five units of twenty, marching alongside her for her <laughs> hundred seventy. You still got mm-hmm. if you now if you did want to do the put them back on the rally thing, you could take her. But without her, that would still only be eleven seventy. A hundred yeah. flagellants. But I mean, they're kind of garbage. Well, yeah, but they're just there to die. One and wound, then you ju- and yeah. then you just rally them back using those cool new abilities. Well, then you, and you, you can have rally to take pe- her, so... Well, there's the other way. You can you can rally them on a five with that other rule. Right. right. One wound, a six-up save, though, and they got two attacks, fours by fours, no rend, one damage. They're, it's just... It's, God, it's like playing a zombie army. Oh, well, yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. So, is this kind of like... This is kind of like what the zombies do, right? Mm-hmm. When they die and... Yep. They roll and they do mortal wounds and the same thing like squigs, right? It's the no, same. Well, for them, yeah. no, it's whatever they kill. You roll a die and then there's a chance that you're going to get models back because it's a chance you killed them and they came back as zombies, which I love. Don't they do a thing where they drag you down and they, if you kill them, they lash out and do mortal wounds on I don't know. Maybe. Fives? I think that's right. That's possible. Uh, you got the free guild marshal on the griffin. This is the old model, the old model on a griffin, the one that used to be able to do with the two-headed one. You could still do that. Can you still do the two-headed one? Is he in here? I yeah. thought he was. Oh, yeah, because that's the battle mage on Griffin. Because mm-hmm. that's the, and that's the guy who has to take the uh, wild form. I think doesn't he? Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah, because he's a gur. He's a gur wizard. Right. And then, uh, yeah, it mu- if you pick a spell from the lore of Co- collegiate arcane. Now, I suppose if you get more than one spell, like if you pick the spells as your extra enhancement because you had a battalion. Mm-hmm. Then you could pick something other than wild form, but that sure. the one has to be wild form, and he also gets amber spear, right? You know, uh, might as well talk about him first, I guess. Um, but that casts on a seven, eighteen inch range. Draw a straight line between that and the base. Um, roll a die for each unit that had any models passed over it. On a two up, that unit takes D three mortals, or if it's a monster, just straight up three mortals. Yep. So he's got the it's amber spear. That's an old spell, but it's just draw mm-hmm. the line and, and do wounds. Yep. Um the beak, because he's got the two heads. Yeah. The beak starts off doing three damage and, and yeah, goes and, down. But and it explodes on sixes. Yeah, sixes hit. do two yeah. hits. Yeah. Uh plus one damage for the razor claws and twin beaks when he fights monsters. This guy is uh, I mean, he all of his bonuses, special bonuses are against monsters. The yep. the battle yep. mage on the griffin, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. And then he's throwing out wild form. He's got 15 wounds with a four-up save. He's not bad. He's kind of awesome, actually. Yeah. I like him. I don't mind him at all. Free Guild Marshal has to pick a weapon. He's got a bunch of weapons. He's yeah. actually good. I mean, and they're supposed to be. You know, right. these are the best of the best humans. So as we're a lot of, I mean, these guys are threes by threes to hit on just about every weapon. Um. Depending on yeah. which one you pick, it you're just picking between rend and damage. That great hammer, 
two ren three damage is awesome. All the other mm-hmm. ones are one ren two damage, but they uh, some of them have you know a bit of a longer range or more attacks. Mm-hmm. So it's basically what do you like, you know? Yeah, but what they can fly fifteen like? wounds four up save still. Um, uh, if you take the lance, which is one ren two damage on the charge, you re- increase the rend, which is not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. He gets uh, two monstrous rampages, which is awesome. If, if you roar, he gets to, he gets to go against two units. That's which is, super cool. That is great. Yeah. Um. And, oh, and once per battle, he can get two orders instead of one. Each order must be different. Right. But once I again, if you're taking him, I, I just... I, I wish I, he had a better save. I wish he had a three-up save. Uh, yeah, but he's human. Yeah. You're not going to get... I mean, does any... I mean, it's... Only like the really best arm. Talia doesn't have. She's got a four up save. I know. You know he's got a four up save. Now the marshal's got a three up save, and yes. the cavalier marshal's got a three right. up save. These guys, they're heroes. Yeah, I don't um, know why the guy on the griffin doesn't have a three up save. These jokers have a three up save. Uh, probably because the you know the griffin itself isn't as armored. I guess you know that thing can be wounded. These guys are, are smaller targets and heavily armored. Um, this guy comes with the relic envoy. He's in the was pictured in the new box set. I love this unit. Mm-hmm. All right, he's only got five wounds, but like you said, he's got a three up save. Um, he's got pistols. You know, everything he's got has got at least one rend. Can do more damage. You know, uh, start of the hero phase. You have to pick if the relic envoy is going to attend the marshal or deliver a message. Remember, we said that he either stays by the marshal to defend him when the fighting gets close. Yeah, or he gets sent off to deliver his, the 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 marshal's orders. So you got to pick at the start of your hero phase, okay? Um, if he stays with the marshal, you get to do a heroic action with this unit in addition to any other unit that you do a heroic action with. So you get a bonus heroic action, which is mm-hmm. good, right? That's oh yeah, not bad. If you have him deliver a message. Pick a human unit within 12 inches, and until the start of your next hero phase, the next time they get a command, you don't spend a command point on it. So you can basically pick a unit that you have to give a command to, but that's a free command. Right. So you could do the one where you do it three times, and that wouldn't even cost you one. Oh my goodness. Until the start of the next time this unit receives a command. So you could give out two. And yeah. you don't pay for the first two. And then you give out the third one to this unit that he's with. And the one you're supposed to spend, you don't spend. Yeah. It would have to be that, whatever that command was. Was it right. all, all out attack or something? All out attack, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, the designer's note is the relic envoy doesn't count as a model. Yeah. So, like, you put him with the unit to mark. Just put him with the unit that's going to get a free command so that you mark the unit. Mm-hmm. And if he's with your marshal, you can kind of move him wherever he is because he's not really there. So, okay. Uh, once per battle, you can deliver a rousing speech, heroic action with this unit instead of any other heroic action. Okay, yeah. so once per battle, I get to do this one. Pick up to three friendly human units wholly within 18 inches. So once again, the board, basically. Yeah. For each unit, pick roll 2d6. If it's less than or equal to their bravery, until the end of the turn, models in this unit count as two models for contesting objectives. So once per battle, you can make that objective happen. 
by doubling yeah. the, the, your, the count of your guys. Right. So you just move a, you just move, you know, five, five like horses like onto the very edge of a objective. Do this. And now the count is ten. You yep. know, which is cool. Yeah. But uh, but you got to roll less than their bravery on two d six. Yeah. Which that's actually less than or equal to bravery with with this army. That's a little hard. It is because like the. Yeah, because like even the steel helms are a five, the cavaliers are a seven. But. I mean, you could do that thing where you draw a line and all those guys turn into bravery ten. Yeah, then that's true. That unit. I mean, there's well, combos here. Yeah, yes. And they have a if they have a banner, they get plus one bravery. So yeah, okay. Eight. Uh, the cavalier marshal he has uh, seven wounds with yeah. a three up save. Um, now, if you give the finest hour to him. In addition to the normal effect, add three to charge rolls for this unit and friendly free guild cavalier units wholly within 12 inches. Yep. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. If you give him finest hour, he's going to get him and all his guys are going to, they're all, you know, that's a, that's the, the, the Theoden speech from the Lord of the yeah. Rings, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, there you go. Yeah, totally. For Sigmar charge, and they all going to go faster and they're yep. all going to get that cool bonus. Right. It's too bad you can't do that. With like a scout move before, you know what I mean? Yeah, but his other his other his other rule gives him strike first if he made a charge move this turn. Yep. So he's coming in with his attacks and and getting in. Uh, in addition, if you made a charge move in the same turn after you fought the first time, you can pick a cavalier unit wholly within twelve, and they can fight. Mm-hmm. So those friendly free guild cavaliers who just charged with you. Or plus three to their charge rolls. Yeah. You have them charge into that unit with you. You get strike first. You hit before anyone else gets to go. And, oh, they're going to hit you too. So you mm-hmm. get two guys who basically get strike first. Yeah. I mean, that's... that. Am I wrong? Is that good? No, that's good. That's real cool, yeah. I mean, because the, 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 the cavalry... I mean, the, the cavalry kind of hits pretty well in this, yeah. I think. I wish... They, I mean, I wish there was a way you could deliver that more reliably. Yeah, you know, from from like, I mean, plus three to charge is sweet, but it's not as good as you know dropping within seven, right? And then and then adding two inches to your charge. But if you know you're going to be calling your finest hour because something's going to happen. Now here's the thing: if they charge you and you decide you have to use it because you need to use it because you're getting attacked or what, you know, you're going to get attacked. I mean, you got to you you have to be clever with this, right? But I think that isn't that like this whole army, yeah. I mean, all the commands, all this stuff, you have to be near guys. You have to plan out your moves. Yeah. This is, I mean, it's, this is a disciplined, regimented army, and yeah, the this, rules this sort not, of show it. It's a pain to make sure you keep them all where they need to be. Yeah, this is not push it forward. No. But he's, I mean, he's like a buck 20. Mm-hmm. And the Free Guild Cavaliers, I mean, he, the Marshal's 120. How much are the regular Free Guild Cavaliers? Free Guild Steelhelms. How much are the Cavaliers? I'm looking, I'm looking. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-ba. Five for a buck eighty. Mm-hmm. If the general is free guild, they're battle line though. So if yeah. that guy, if that if that cavalier marshal were your general, or one of these other guys were your generals, mm-hmm. so you you can take an all calf army. That's cool. Which makes sense, but you could totally do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the alchemite wards four forger. I, this is a cool model. Oh yeah, it's really neat. This one I'm I'm interested in in getting. Um, 
it, you know, if I were playing this army, I guess because I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not building a new army right now, but <laughs> he's got five. He's a wizard. You know, he can cast one, dispel one. Uh, he has to take transmutation of lead for his first spell, right? Which is once again, that's a great spell. Yeah, unless you're playing an army that's like a low armor save, a, a crappy armor save army. Uh, five wounds, five up save. Start of the hero phase, he can either stoke or extend the power of his runic crucible. Okay, if he stokes the power, plus one to casting rolls for this unit until the end of the phase. If he extends the power, he can't cast any spells, but until the start of your next hero phase, plus one to save rolls for friendly human units wholly within 12. Mm-hmm. So either plus one to cast or I'm not going to cast and plus one to save for all my units. Within 12, the humans. Yeah. Once again, and all of these bonuses for humans, once you start taking this, like, well, I'm, I'm going to start stocking up on human units. Uh, blazing Weapons, he's got this spell that goes off on a 7, 12-inch range. Pick a friendly human unit, uh, and they will have Blazing Weapons while they are, oh, friendly, all, all friendly units, I'm sorry, you don't pick a unit, all friendly units, wholly within 12, have Blazing Weapons. Unmodified 6s. For an attack, cause a mortal wound in addition to any damage it inflicts. Mm-hmm. That's good. So once again, you're going to have one of these guys dropped in the middle of your units. Yeah. I mean, aren't you? Oh, for sure. And you're going to keep him near your units, and you're going to throw transmutation of lead out when you're not in combat, and when you're yeah. getting close to it, you're going to just be like, oh, I'm not going to use my casting spell. I'm going to plus one to save these guys, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to cast blazing weapons... Oh, you can't right. cast blazing weapons though, because you just they're not going to cast any spells. So you either give them the oh, bonus. Yeah. You can give them the bonus in combat, but then like I said, this other one, sixes Ah. I guess it depends on who you're fighting and what your how good your save is, but six is doing mortal wounds on top, especially if he's with like a bunch of like a, a flagellants, you know. I mean, adding adding one to the save roll mm-hmm. for everyone within a foot is really good. I mean that changes the game, doesn't it? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean anytime you add the the save roll, the adding to the save roll is the most altering effect you can have in this game. It really is. It changes the dynamics of so much stuff. You think so? Oh yeah. Oh, and by the way, this bro's ninety points. Right. <laughs> Again, super cheap. I mean, he's only got a five-up save. Yeah, but still. All right. He's going to be in the middle of stuff. He ain't going to be fighting. Right. Now, Battle Mages. They got five wounds and a six-up save. Their bravery is only a six. They cast and dispel one. And Battle Mages, I think, are only 100 points. Yeah, they're 100. Yeah. So a straight-up Battle Mage is 100. Now. All um, the Sylvaneth players are crying. (laughs) (laughs) When you pick this unit. Depending on which of the five different things or six different things or whatever it is you took for your different battle mm-hmm. mages, because you could have mm-hmm. had like five different guys or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you pick this mix, they get different bonuses. Right. And none of them are add two inches to your to someone's charge. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So if you pick that white the white battle mage with the ancient grimoire. Okay. Yeah. If that's the one you put on the field, he's got plus one to cast. Th- mm-hmm. That's his bonus. If you pick the uh, the dude with the Eldritch Hourglass, yeah, that's the Amethyst Battle Mage, right? Yeah, he gets a five up ward mm-hmm. just for being. Yeah, I think you could get. I think the models are such that you can. 
give anybody any of these, isn't it? Yeah, you can kind of mix and match. That's the whole point is you can kind of yeah. put these together depending on how you put them together. I mean, if you look, they've they you know the three of them, the three in the picture from the center all the way to the right. That's yeah. that's basically the same body. I mean, if you yeah, look yeah. at the way the robes are going, yeah. it's just yeah, what yeah. you pick. You know, yeah, it's what head you put on it. Yeah, and, and what their arms are. Um, if you have the the bright mage, you know the Akshi mm-hmm. fire wizard with the uh, enchanted blade, plus two to attacks with his wizard staff. Yeah. Um, Woo-hoo. Okay, but this wizard, I mean, you don't want to get him into combat, but he is threes by threes, one rend d three damage. Yeah, it's not which bad is, for a wizard. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if you take the ensorcelled skull, which is the other one, the bright wizard can have plus one to mm-hmm. unbinding. That's good. If you've got the guy with the realm stone orb, which is that beautiful thing, plus six inches to the range of his spells. Ooh, that's real good too. And if you have the 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 gold mage with the ritual dagger, mm-hmm. once per battle, start of the hero phase, you can draw blood. You take a mortal wound that cannot be negated, and you can cast an extra spell that phase. Yeah. So if you have the dagger, once per battle, you can take a wound to do an extra spell, which may be important, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and if you took the potion, which is that other mage's one, the one that that's, he's holding the potion that's got the smoke cloud in shape of a skull coming out of it. Yeah. Once per battle in the hero phase, you can uncork the potion. Pick an enemy unit within 12 inches, and on a two-up, they take D3 mortals. So these are just bonuses. Yeah, just little De- Depending bonuses. on what he's got. They're all 100 points, but how do you want to play them? Yeah. Which is cool because they're all from these different colleges or from yeah. different places in 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 Sigmar's yeah. realms, and I think the best one is probably Ensorcelled Skull, plus one to Unbinding. Oh yeah, that's not bad. I mean, once again, debuffing your enemies. Mm-hmm. All those plus six mm-hmm. inches to the range of spells. That's real good too. That's is, a that's is, a close second for me. Yeah, because what are the ranges we set on those human spells? Hold on, they're not great. But six inches, I mean, a lot of these are 12 or 18, and then you get mm-hmm. the occasional crazy 24. I mean, so yeah. six inches is a big deal, you know, <laughs> phrasing. So fireball's 18 inches. So now that's a 24. Mystifying miasma is 24 inches. Now it's 30. Okay. and which, that's, is high, which is awesome. Yeah. that yeah. That's reducing um, people's charge and run and stuff. Pall of Doom, Foz Protection. Yeah. Twin-tailed Comet, all 18. Mm-hmm. And then the Reign of Jade, Wild Form, and Transmutational Letter, all 12. Yeah. So the shortest spell, three of them are 12s, so that goes to 18 with that guy. Four of them are at 18, so they're at 24. And if you take that Mystifying Miasma, which or if you remember, that means you cannot run until your next hero phase and minus two to charge, mm-hmm. the range on that is 30. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, the the now you have Battle Mage on the Huracanum and the Battle Mage on the Luminarch, and you've got yeah. the 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 Huracanum and the Luminarch without mages. Yeah. So, so the, the Huracanum. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's pretty much the the, the same thing, other than the one's got a wizard on it, who I guess is a hero on a warm on a thing. And the other yeah. one's just without the hero on the thing. And if you put him in, now he has to take Twin-Tailed Comet. The guy on the mm-hmm. Hurricanum has to take Twin-Tailed Comet as yeah. his first spell. Um, now, so it has two rules, Storm of Shemtech 
the importance of battle. Yes. Now that the those are the rules for the hurricanum. Mm-hmm. Um, in the hero phase, you can pick an enemy with an eighteen on a two up. They take D three mortals. Yeah, that's every hero shem deck. Yeah. And the other one plus one to hit for friendly human units wholly within nine inches. Yeah. And that's from the Hurricanum, whether it's got a guy on it or not. Right. Plus one to hit. That's, again. Pretty good. Yeah. I mean. And it's just a passive thing. You don't have to roll for it. You don't do anything. No, it's just there. Any human unit, including those heroes who are hitting and wounding on threes. Yeah, it's just there. Um, If you do put a wizard on it, he also gets chain lightning. Yeah. So he he's got twin tailed comet, but he gets chain lightning. Um, eighteen inch range cast on a six. Kind of does what you think it does. Yep. And splits off and on a four up. Yeah. Pick an enemy unit D three mortals. It pick another unit within six on a four up D three mortals. Yeah. Not bad. Right. Um, what about the luminarch? What does that one do? The luminarch. Uh, oh, and by the way, these all have four up saves and twelve wounds. Yeah, which shoots. for a mage, <laughs> yeah, you know that's a bonus. Luminarch shoots a beam of light, light cannon. And what does that thing do? Uh, so it is a war machine. These are both, yeah, they're both war machines, which is interesting. interesting. Yeah, I didn't think about Cause that because you, you're actually limited, right, the amount you can have, right. Um, so this thing has two rules, Searing Beam of Light and Aura of Protection. Uh, Searing Beam of Light is basically pick a point on the battlefield within range, range 30, draw a, a straight line between you and that point from the cannon, and then anything on a t- two up takes D3 mortal wounds. Any models. And then Aura of Protection uh, cities of Sigmar human units have a ward of six up while they're wholly within nine of any models with disability. Like all the little buffs and all the little bonuses. Yeah. There's some there's some cool stuff in here. Um, if you put a wizard on it, then he's got to take Foz protection, so he'll yeah. give out Ethereal. Yeah. He's also got Burning Gaze, casts on a six, 18-inch range, pick an enemy unit, D3 mortal wounds, double the number mortal of wounds, if it has 10 or more models, triple it if it has 20 or more models. Yeah. Uh, Oof. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you roll a one, that kind of sucks, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, is it possible to do up to nine mortal yeah, wounds? Yeah, do nine mortal wounds. That's, that's a lot. I mean, that's only on big units, but still. Mm-hmm. I'll take out nine mortal wounds, you know, and especially if you're doing it from a distance shooting, because then that's how you take out flagellants. So they don't yeah. get to use yeah, their Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. But um, that's cool. You know what? Uh, do we want to take a It's been about a half hour. I'm wondering if we want to take a break. How many? We got two. We got three, six, nine, 13 more human units to do. So uh, maybe well, let's do this one more page because this is going to take a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Free Guild Command Corps. Okay. Yeah. So we've been going through a bunch of the heroes and things. The Command Corps is... A let's see, one arch knight, one whisper blade, a great herald, a war surgeon, a soul shepherd, and a mascot gargoylean. Uh, it says what they come with and stuff. Now I think this is one of those things where if you look on the back, they've got funny rules, or uh, like for when you're taking them. Free guild, command core. 
oh no, six models, 170 points. It's a single, so that means you can only take one of them, right? Yeah. Or, or no, that's not unique. It just means that that's considered a single. That's weird. Why is why is it noted as a single with six units or six models in the unit? I don't know. All right, I don't know. They have the totem keyword while the great heralds in the army, or where mm-hmm. while the great heralds in it. Okay, mm-hmm. so. They've all got a bunch of different rules, and this is the thing. You get this, and this is the command core. Uh, it's not listed as a hero, but you can bring these guys in. Do you want to run through some of these uh, rules that all these cool guys have? Sure. And there's just so much. And, guys, I know we're just throwing a lot at you. Um, I know we're not sitting and talking about all this, but I mean, there's all these different things you can do, and you're <laughs> hearing it, and you're thinking of combos in your head already. And it's like yeah. all of this is new, so we just want to let you see all the possibilities that this army has if you're putting all this stuff out onto the table. Yeah, so this is like your free guild marshals uh, command squad, basically. Yes. Right? Yeah. So he has, he has a four plus ward save while he's within three inches of this unit. Yeah, so at the start of the first battle round, if you take one of these, you can pick a marshal and relic envoy and attach them. Mm-hmm. You can't have more than one assigned to you, but yeah. you can take another unit and assign that to another free guild marshal. Sure. Gives him a four-up ward. Yeah, that's cool. Ugh. And that's, it's not even a they can take the wounds for him. He yeah. just gets a four-up ward near them. Yeah. Now, he's a hundo. How much did I say these guys cost? 170 for this. Mm-hmm. But what are the other things they can do? So it's like a lot of the different guys have different rules. Yeah, so so each guy in this thing has a, has a rule. So there's a war surgeon in there. Um, basically, uh, he's within a foot at the command ability. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, it's an ability. You have to have you a war surgeon. At the, end of the, at the end of your hero phase, you can just yep. do this. Yep, pick up to three friendly human units, wholly within a foot. For each unit picked, you can either heal up to D3 wounds allocated to it, or if no wounds have been allocated to it, you can return a number of slain models to it. That have a combined wounds of D3 or less. So, yeah. Yeah, so Sawbones can just D3 three units. Mm-hmm. Works. Uh, what does the Whisper Blade do? So he does Dispatch Spies. So uh, once per turn, when an enemy unit whis- uh, issues a command, you can say that the Whisper Blade will attempt to disrupt it. If you do so, we'll die on a four-up. That command is not received. Command point still counts as having been used, and command point that was spent to issue it is lost. Each time a command is issued, no more than one attempt to disrupt it can be made. So if you have more than one whisper blade, you can still only so, attempt it I was it thinking, of, can, what if you have more than one sawbones? Can you, you can just heal the crap out of some stuff, man? Well, yeah, because each sawbone is going to yeah. be able to do that, right? Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, so... Uses only once per turn, so you can yeah. So no more than one can be done, but you'd be you'd have to buy a whole other unit to do it. You're just you can't double up yeah. on the same thing. Uh, sound the advances for the herald. Yep, you can only use this ability while the unit has a great herald. Add one to run and charge rolls for friendly human units or the holy within a foot of this unit. In addition, uh, human units holy within a foot of any friendly units that have a great herald retreats. You can add D3 inches to that move characteristic of all models in that unit. 
So they can retreat an extra D3 inches if they're within 12 of him, and they get plus one to run in charge if they're within 12 of him. Yeah. That works. What about the Soul Shepherd? So the Soul Shepherd's a little dude with the pipe, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, no, the Soul Shepherd is the guy with the book. The little dude with the pipe has got a, he's a he's a, he's the, um, oh, I forget. Are Soul they together? Shepherd. No, yeah, they are together. Uh, they, they they talked about that in the lore. The guy that dances around him with the little pipes to like okay. to like lead the souls through co- calmly to avoid Nagash. All right, so those guys are together. Um, you can only use this ability while this unit has a soul shepherd. It's in the battle shock phase, and each time a model that would flee a human unit while this has a unit with holy within a foot of this unit roll a die on a four up. The model does not flee. Yeah. So yeah. whatever they, you know, you roll your thing, they run, you got a 50-50 shot to keep each of those guys not running. Yeah. The Gargoylean doesn't do anything, he just fights. Yep. And each uh, model in here has a four-up save and three wounds. Yeah, each yeah each model four-up save, three wounds. Um, the Gargoylean does three attacks, fours by threes, one ran D3 damage. Yeah. Uh, they do have some pretty cool weapons. You know, mm-hmm. most of them have some pretty cool uh, weapons. Uh, that enchanted rapier is only one attack, but it has three rend and D6 damage. Who has that thing? The Whisper Blade. Yeah. This unit can do 29 wounds. Yeah. Potentially, right. yeah. Because there's a lot of D3s and D6s, but it yeah. can potentially do a lot. Yeah. It's just really cool. And I love this. It's once again, it's all the guys that the your, your, your marshal needs yeah. To be issuing commands and getting things done. Yeah, it's a kind of an interesting concept. There's not really anything like this. If no. there's other, if there's anything else like this, it's like a Catacross thing. Or that's like a, what I thought of was Catacross's guys around him do that. But that's all one model. Yeah, and, and this, this is actually isn't. two separate units. So as you're doing this, once this unit who gets does? into combat and starts taking wounds, you have to decide who to allocate the wounds to. So it's like, mm-hmm. which of these guys do you get rid of? Right. What. What ability can I do without right now? Yeah. You know, that's it's just pretty crazy. But mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. I I'd like to see how that plays out on the actual And they're a, they're a unit, so I, I assume they have to they can't like leave like each other. Like the gargoyling can't just go run off and do No, stuff. see that's what I was looking because I was wondering if this was like the one of those uh what are what are the uh like little Griffhound friends no, that no, the Stormcast uh, have? No, the the Grotz, they have that unit that's got all those different guys in it. and they can, Oh, they, the Gabapalooza? Gabapalooza. You have to pick it as one group, but each one kind of counts as his own little unit, and they can go their own way. Yeah. These guys have to stay together. They're one unit, and they ha- you're, you're probably going to connect them to the Free Guild Marshal, because why wouldn't you give but him I a four-up ward? Yep. All right. Um, one more break. And then back, we've got 12 more units. Uh, let's try to, let, especially all the named characters at the end, let's just point out what they do cool and move on because this is getting into yeah. four, yeah. four and a half hours or whatever. And, or no, two. Or th- I, I don't know. But we, it seems like <laughs> we've been doing this forever. I know. There's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Grognards is the place for you. 
They've got board games. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. We're back. Hey. Okay, Steelhelms. This is the guy, these are the core of your army, really. It seems yeah. like. I mean, you can play all cav. You don't have to have these guys. They do have one, two, three, four, five battle line units. Mm-hmm. And then they've got one, two, three, four, five battle line ifs. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Steelhelms, 10 for 100. Yeah. So we're already liking that, you know. That's not yeah. bad. How much did we say the flagellants were? Ten for a hundred as well. Yep. Yep. Ten for a hundred. Okay. These guys have a four up save. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, that it's is the cool. Same, it's the same as a judicator. Same as a liberator. You know what's weird though? Yeah. Is that they have the exact same? Uh, actually, the flagellants have a better attack. Flagellants really? have two attacks, fours by fours, no rend, one damage, mm-hmm. and so do the Steelhelms. But the Flagellants have a two-inch range. Steelhelms yeah, only have a one-inch range. Yes, yeah, so you can stack up the Flagellants, like, yeah, because they're only on 25s. Yes, you can. So they can fight three deep. But the Steelhelms, too, like I said, only one-inch range, but they've got a four-up save. Yeah. And I like that little difference. It's like they got that extra range. Those flagellants are going to get in there and hit at you, and they are climbing. A, they're, they're like a zombie horde, like you said. They are yeah. climbing over each other to get to you, whereas the steel helms are in a steady, regimented unit. Right. Um, okay, so you get a champion, the standard bear, and you have a you can have a battle priest in that unit. Mm-hmm. If you have a battle priest... And you're contesting objective. Uh, wait, at the end of your movement phase, if you have a battle priest and it's contesting an objective you control that is not contested by enemy models, you can consecrate the land. Okay, so that's kind of complicated. You're contesting an objective all alone. You got no enemies near you. You can do this. Roll a die on a three up. That objective is considered by you to be consecrated. Friendly cities of Sigmar human units have a six up ward while they are contesting a, uh, contesting a consecrated objective. If mm-hmm. your opponent gains control of it, it's no longer consecrated. Yeah. So if I'm, I get these guys on an objective, I can just turn that into a six-up ward for us as long as I'm holding it. Right. That's 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 your battle line unit. Your mm-hmm. your basic army dude. As long as you have a battle priest in the unit, can consecrate ground ground so that you can get a six-up ward when the other guys try to get it. I think that's right. pretty cool. Yeah, especially if you like comboed like steel helms and flagellants fighting with each other. 
Yeah. You give all your flagellants six awards. I don't know if you actually don't know if you want that, but. Well, I mean, if they die, they get to do that, and you can try to put them back, but now you don't have to. I'll take a six-up ward on my stupid six-up save. Yeah. Um, every time they get all-out attack, all-out defense, you can pick one other friendly unit with this ability, hold the line. So, okay, it's called hold the line. They get all-out attack or all-out defense. You can pick another unit wholly within 12 that also has hold the line, maybe another unit of steel helms. But Yeah. Uh, that unit receives the same command as this unit. And the sequence ends. So if you give all at attack or all at defense to one unit of steel helms, mm-hmm. you got another one within twelve, which you probably do because you got two units and they're both shielding your heroes who are giving them bonuses. Yeah. And now your hero gives all out attack or all at defense to one. The others just get it. They're near. They're near enough to get it. I. That's. It just it. Uh, this army doesn't seem easy to play. There's a lot of bookkeeping, a lot of command tokens. This is a messy bit of board, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But man, does it seem like they can do a lot of stuff. I just mm-hmm. feel like they're they're like they're like really leaning into the old parent unit detachments concept. Yes, and and the, and the idea of all these extra commands on top of your command points, you've got mm-hmm. command, you got all these extra orders. Right. So you really have to have your army planned out. You have to you have to know how you're going to deploy. But if you know all that, you are just yeah. sitting there and having all those extra orders allows you that flexibility. Yes, I have to pick them ahead of time, so I kind of I kind of have to know, you know, have a plan of what I might need to use. Mm-hmm. But the point is you've got all of that there. It just seems like this is going to constantly be stymieing your opponent. Every yeah. time they think they've got you, you're pulling out extra commands, extra bonuses extra defensive maneuvers on popping into extra units it's just cool yeah you're yeah, moving out of combat into other yeah, into other combats you're doing all kinds of crazy stuff uh the free guild cavaliers are dude these guys are these guys are good are they not like i, I i'm looking at this going these guys seem seem really good for yeah they're pretty neat three units. up three up save two wounds uh seven bravery move 10 um their attacks are good um you know but when they charge, they get plus one damage and plus one rend when they charge. Now these guys are cool. these guys are five for a buck eighty, which seems mm-hmm. pretty good, you know. Yeah. Um. And if your general is a free guild general, these guys are also battle line. So that's where you could take the free guild marshal on a steed and then take these guys as your battle right. line. Right. A three up save with two wounds. That's. They've got staying power. Yeah, they're the same as, like, you know, the Stormcast units. They're like the elite Stormcast units. Yeah. Now, the thing is, they're, they've got, you can take Cavalier weapons, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, three attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage. Plus, it makes it two damage if you made a charge. And it makes and it actually, yeah, two rend, two, two rend, damage. Yeah, yeah. Which is basically. What the champion has, the champion because he gets champion gets, four, an, he gets an extra attack and two rend two damage. Right, but when he charges, he's three rend three damage. No, he's not. He doesn't have cavalier weapons. Oh, he doesn't he have cavalier weapons. No. So oh, when they charge, yep. the cavaliers, yeah, basically get the same rend and damage he has, which yeah, is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like I, said, I like this, I and mean, there's so many. There are so many units and so many options now. Yeah. Like, 
with I guess the you eleven don't different cities, there's something yeah. for every build. I guess you don't have to take the Arch Knight, but why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? He's basically it's it's better in every way than the Cavalier weapons. It's got one more attack, one more rend, one more damage. If you charge, then all yeah. the guys who aren't the champion get the same rend and the same damage, but they still have yeah. one less attack. Right. I, there's no reason not to take it. Yeah. All right, so now we get into the gunners, the fusiliers. Fusiliers, one wound, a four-up save again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the champion gets plus two attacks to their cannon, which is a big deal. Um, or you can give him a brace of pistols, but I don't know why you wouldn't give him this fusil cannon, you know, which yeah. is what they call their big guns. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, they get one plus one bravery for their standard bearer, so that would make it bring them up to a whopping six. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's talk about this fortified stuff because this <laughs> yeah, is yeah, this is kind of interesting. So first of all, at the start of the battle, you're fortified. At the end of your movement phase, if you remain stationary and you was not set up in that phase, so you start off fortified when you set them up, you know, but in the future, I suppose, if you bring them in as reserves or something, mm-hmm. uh, if they haven't moved and were not set up that phase, you can make them fortified. All right. Once you're in a fortified position, it remains so until it moves or is taken off the battlefield. While it's fortified, you can ignore negative modifiers to save rolls for attacks made with missile weapons that target it. So fortified basically holds, gives you a bonus against shooting. Yeah. Okay? Ignore negative modifiers. So every time you shoot with a fusil cannon, if it's fortified, use the fortified uh, characteristics. So normally mm-hmm. you get one attack, fours by fours, one rend, one damage. If you're fortified, your range doubles from one foot to two feet, and you get an extra attack. So you want to stay fortified. Yeah. Which is where that was other thing that we read earlier that says you can you can grant them fortify even that's if they... That's an order, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the orders. That's right here. That's that mm. big deal. Yeah. Um, once per battle at the start of your shooting phase, in the third or subsequent battle rounds, you can resupply this unit. If you do so, reroll hit rolls for attacks made with missile weapons until the end of the phase. So once per battle, you get reroll hit rolls. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, these. I mean, the guns don't do tons of damage, but one rend, not- one damage. It's. I'll take that for for yeah. shooting. Right. You know, I'll take that for shooting. Yeah, the range is good. The fortified position range is 24. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, you get 10 of them for a buck and a half. Okay. For each steel helm unit in your army, you can add a fusilier unit as battle line. Hmm. So they can also be battle. This is like with the, with the, with the realm lords. For yeah. every one of these, you can put in one of these. So there, that's cool. And then you can get this Fusil Major on the Ogre Warhawk. I love this. Eight wounds, three up save. He's got a 24-inch range on his gun from up in the tower there. And he's got like a sniper rifle. Yeah, three attacks, threes by threes, one ren, D3 damage. And you got the mace on the Ogre. Three attacks, mm-hmm. threes by threes, two ren, D3 damage. It's, 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 it, it does the job. Yeah, yeah. You three know? up save is real good. Unmodified hits uh, of six with the long fusil. Uh, if you hit an unmodified, yeah, unmodified hit roll for the is a six. You can say it's a crack shot. 
if, if you do that, after all the attacks have been resolved, roll a die for each crack shot. Each roll that is at least double the wound's characteristic, pick a model from that unit to be slain. So it's kind of complicated. Mm-hmm. If you roll sixes, you put those aside and say those are crack shots. After you're done, roll a dice. Every number that's at least double the wound characteristic, you just kill it. Yeah. So that's not bad against uh, some of these two wound models. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so you would never have a nice do it on three up a, save. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't do it on a one wound model. You'd just you know you do it on something yeah with two or two wounds most likely. Well, if it had one wound, honestly. I mean, if it had a decent save, maybe I don't yes. want to do the one yeah. round against it. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it's D3 yeah, right. damage, but maybe I don't. Maybe I want to hold it and just see if I can roll that four or better. Yeah. You, you die. Yeah, chaos. How many wounds of Chaos Chosen have? Three? I think so. So you need sixes to take them out. You need sixes. Yeah, that might not, you know, once again, once you get up to three wounds, you're really gambling. Yeah. You know? That's where you roll. I only got one six, dude. I'm not going to roll another six with that. I'll just take. I'll just go for the normal I think, attack. I think. I think. I think the six still does a wound if you could still. You can still get to roll on it. To roll no, to wound. No, because uh, it, it says, says if, it's unmodified hit roll attack. Maybe if you attempt six, a crack shot, if you, you do the attack sequence ends. Okay. Yeah. So for the sixes, if you crack shot yeah, it, that yeah, attack yeah, yeah. sequence ends. So no, you don't get it. Yeah. So yeah, but it's still kind of cool. And once mm-hmm. again, it's proving that I'm on top. I've got a good aim, and I've got o- an ogre in front of me. Yeah, I'm going to take out some guys. I think that's pretty neat. This um, was the model that got leaked, right? Yeah, I think like, so. Like way in advance. Yeah, the guy yeah. sitting in the crow's nest on top of the ogre. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, and this also has fortified positions. Yeah. So once again, if you're fortified, um, then... It's uh, ignore negative modifiers for being shot at. I- I'll take mm-hmm. that every day. Yeah, so he increases the range of the uh, the Castellite units, too. Oh, that's right. At the start of your shooting phase, pick one friendly Castellite wholly within 12 inches until the end of the phase. The range of that missile weapon is increased by a number of inches equal to the roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. that's Well, that's great. Yeah, I would I would roll a one every time, but, but yeah, you, that's great. At the start of your shooting phase, <laughs> you pick a cast. So their range, if they're fortified, is twenty four. Mm-hmm. If you roll a d six, yeah, so it goes up twenty five to, to 30. thirty. Yeah, you picture thirty inches. You got some wizard in the back thinking he's all safe, and you're like, these mm-hmm. guys move up. The fusil major gets a boom. Here you go. Yeah, whack yeah. thirty from the <laughs> from a, the distance. Right. That'd be even farther because they could move with an order, right? Or this guy. He can give it to himself, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, yeah. While he's in a fortified position, he ignores negative modifiers. Uh, friendly Castellite units, holy within 12 units, roll a die. So you could pick him. He's Castellite. Sure. And then if you hit from the top, you got a range of 30 inches that you might be hitting sixes and decide to crack shot people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Just, so, you would, so you could order... To move, and uh-huh. then fortify, and then fortify with that one order. You can move and fortify in the right. same order, so you could have an ra- effective range of. He can move up far. five. Yeah, shoot up to only thirty. Five. Yeah, then shoot up to thirty. Yeah, this guy can get you pretty much anywhere on the board. Turn one if he really uses his his abilities the right way, mm-hmm. but you have to have all those things in place to do it. Once again, yes. that's yes. I think that's the biggest. That's going to be the trick with this army. 
Yeah. Is that you can't just push it forward. People have to figure out what they're doing and do it right. Uh, great cannon. Eight yeah. wounds, four up save. Every time you shoot the great cannon, you either do cannonball, armor piercing shell, or grape shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one fortifies as well. So once again, if you're shooting it, it's going to be harder. Uh, let's see. Can, if you pick the cannonball, 24-inch range, two attacks, fours by twos, two rend, D3 plus two damage. So three to five damage. Mm-hmm. If you take the armor-piercing shell, everything is the same except the rend goes up to four. But it's yeah. D6 damage. So this one, you have potential for a lot how, more damage. How many points are these things? Uh, great cannon. Let's see. Great cannon. Uh, buck and a half. Okay. So, what, what do you think about two iron weld great cannons? In, well, knowing you, you're going to take two anyway. You're actually thinking about three, but you don't want to say well, that because I will make a, fun of you. In a stormcast army, you take two. Okay. And you stick the Lord Ordinator next to him. Oh, dear Lord. And he makes him plus one to hit. Can he? Or does it oh, have yeah. to be Stormcast? Is it just nope. any? Oh. For order War Machine, holy within nine, plus they, one to hit. They hit on fours, wound on twos with huge rent. So really, the armor-piercing shell, you get better rend, but your potential damage actually is both higher and lower. Yeah. Because if you get two through, it's D3 plus two, so it's three to five. Yeah. But this This one is, D6 is one to six. So you Mm -hmm. can do a little more, but you can do a lot less. And this thing's also Castellite, so you can increase the range on it with the Fusil Major. Oh, yeah, because he is a, yeah. So now if you pick Grape Shot, you get five attacks, and it hits easier, threes by threes, but it's only one rend and two damage. Yeah. So you stick the the Fusil Major there. Increase the range and a Lord Ordinator. Now you're hitting up to 17 inches with Grape Shot, hitting on twos. So good. It's fun. 18 inches, yeah, with Grape Shot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, you got a Steam Tank. Steam Tank is still good. Yeah. Is the, Iron Weld, is the Iron Weld Great Cannon better than the, the Ballista in Stormcast? I don't remember how good the ballista is in Stormcast, but I think this is. Yeah. It seems better. It at least I'm gives you a saying. few more options. I think it is. So a cell star ballista is 130. Okay, so this is more. Um, it has the same save. I got one extra wound, a okay. little better bravery, moves the same. A cell star ballista has a, you can shoot 36. Okay. One attack, threes to hit, twos wound, rend three, D6 damage. But only one attack. This one, one has one attack. two attacks, fours by twos, one rend D6, right. or four rend D6 damage. Yeah. Or you can shoot the rapid fire, 18 inch range, two D6 attacks, hits on fours, wounds on threes, rend two, one damage. Okay. Well, and we get that short up, that's five attacks only, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. I think it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. I kind of like these better because you have the, the, the third option as well. Yeah. Uh, that's my guess, though. All right, Steam Tank. Um, huh. Steam Tank, it's got a two-up huh. save. <laughs> yeah. 
12 wounds, and you can put a commander in it. You can give him a hero, and if you yeah, take him, hero. I think he makes Steam Tank's battle line, doesn't probably, he? Probably, probably. I think it does something like that. I think it does. Or it does. What does he do? Hold on. Where, Steam Tank commander, leader, behemoth. Where is just the regular Steam Tank? Do, 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 do. Steam Tank. Battle line if your general is a Steam Tank commander. <laughs> so he's 270. Yeah. Your first Steam Tank is 230. So that's mm -hmm. 500. Mm -hmm. Because they're battle line, you don't count against your behemoth totals. Nope. So you can take another. You could take him, mm -hmm. and that that's 500, leaving you 1,500. You could take six more of those. So seven tanks. Eight, because one commander. Oh, eight tanks. One yeah. commander, and then the one steam tanker said was 500. So seven yeah. steam tanks behind a steam tank commander. <laughs> I think we've seen this already. I think we you'd lose, though. I think I think yeah. getting and holding objectives would be a huge pain for you. Yeah. I mean, but it. I mean, okay. Once it charges, it gets it, on a two up. It gets D three mortal wounds, so it's got impact hits. Yeah. In your hero phase, you can overpressure the boiler. Roll two D six. If it's less than the number of wounds currently allocated to the unit, mm -hmm. you take D three mortal wounds. If it's equal or greater than the number of wounds currently allocated to the unit, which in the beginning got none, so you're going to pass it. Mm -hmm. Pick one of the following effects. Run and shoot or charge in the same turn and or charge. Or plus one attacks to the steam cannon and D6 yeah. attacks to the steam gun. So each steam cannon is shooting twice. Yeah. They normally shoot once. Fours by twos, two rend, D3 plus two. Steam gun, two D6, threes by threes. So it'll be three D6, threes by threes, no random yeah. damage. Or is it 2d6 plus 1? No, you add d6 to the oh, attack yeah, of the steam gun. Okay, good. So yeah, so it's 3d6. So the steam tank can, I mean, it's 230 points. It's got an 8-inch movement. It it's grinds okay. the enemies. I, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't build an army like that. I mean, Somebody I think, is going to. I think I, I somebody I, will. I think somebody has in England, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen that army. And basically, if you put the general in it, you get a rule that's called division commander, or the general, the hero in it. Mm -hmm. um, they can issue the same command up to two times in the same phase. If it does, each command must be received by a friendly steam tank. No command point is spent the second time unless you... The, so this is one where you're going to pay for the first one, but then you get a second one. Mm -hmm. But once again, now, now I can give double commands to steam tanks. Yeah. Which I'm going to have a bunch in this army if I put and a commander orders. in it. And orders. Yeah. So you'd probably take, I don't know. I don't know what you'd do with this. I don't know. I mean, you don't have to, but I mean, think about it. They're mm -hmm. behemoth war machines. They've got other things that do bonuses for war machines. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't take an eight steam tank army, but I, yes, I, there I, are I, people I, doing it. I take two steam tanks. You yeah, redundancy. That's your that's your game yeah. plan. Is always been redundancy, right? Right. Wild core hunters. I love these guys, even though they're only one wound apiece and a five up save. Yeah. Uh, and it talks four out of every eleven models has to be one of the dogs. One in eleven is the warden. You know, they kind of list one has to be an arbalester. So you basically, it's you know, like you said, it's that war cry. Yeah. Unit. It's a war cry war band. Um. After deployment, before the first battle round begins, these guys can make a normal move, so it's automatically able to move five. It's not visible to units while it's in cover. It's also not visible while it's more than 12 inches away from the enemy. In addition, 
plus one rend to the to the weapons while they're in cover. By the way, they're they all have these crossbows, two attacks, fours by fours, one rend, one damage. So if you're in cover, it's two damage. Unless you've got the arbalest, which is your two. Yeah. yeah. That two rend, right? Yeah, two, two rend. So that's going to three rend. <laughs> I don't even know what an arbalest is. Is that like a gun on a stick or something like that? I think it's a different type of crossbow, I think. I'm okay. not I am I do I honestly do not know. Yeah. Um but that's cool to me. Yeah. Um, I like I said, I I think that the wild core hunters plus the, there are a lot of the the reclaimed yes. are in there. So I kind of I just kind of like this unit on principle. Um, but it does. They get out there, man. They they're, they're not tough, but man, they get them up on the sides, get them into cover. Yeah, they're. I think they're more. I think they're just to like to go out there and. Grab objectives, grab harass objectives the enemy, real early, pick, off, yeah. pick off guys who have only one or two wounds left. Right. They're, they're a shooting unit, basically. Yeah. They're a, they're a pretty good one. I mean, you know, their hunting weapons aren't aren't that bad either, you know? I mean, they yeah. don't have the rend, but they do everything right. else the same as the crossbows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, just, I just like this unit. Is it great? No, but I just picture it kind of going up. You drop it in a piece of terrain. Okay, nobody can see me. So nobody's shooting at me. I'm yeah. shooting at everybody within 18 inches. You can't mm-hmm. target me. You have to go up and attack them. I put yeah, these guys not, in cover. Because it's not visible. They are not visible to enemy units while it's in cover or more than 12 inches away. So you're 12 inches away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I'm, now I'm nine inches away. I can see you. I can, I can, I, I can attack. Yeah, I know. Right. I can. So, so, so there's seven guys armed with crossbows? Yeah. Okay. Or six guys and the arbalest, because that's the that's the he's the hero, he's the the leader. I think that's no, the the, one is the warden. He's oh, I think the arbalest is that crossbow with the kickstand on it. Oh yeah 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 okay. So you got a hero, you got that guy. So you're gonna have, and that model he gets the ferocious bite because that's the guy that has the dog with him. He gets right. So you got four hounds that have ferocious bites. Mm-hmm. Then you got him who's got another hound with him that's got that ferocious bite. Right. Three attacks, fours by threes, one rend, or no rend, one damage. These are the guys that go for the groin. <laughs> yeah. Three attacks. Yeah. I mean, that's better. Horses are like two, fours by fours. The dogs are threes, fours by threes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we do have Hexbane and Hexbane's Hunters, which is an Underworlds unit. Uh, do yeah. I want this? Is this any good? Uh, nah, I don't know. Okay. Not really? Blap, blap, blap. Uh, Galen Van Denst and Dorelia Van Denst, they came in... What did they come in? Um, were they in the... the, the Silver Tower? N- were they in Silver Tower, or were they some of the people fighting against uh, the 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 vampire Yeah, guys? they were in uh, Curse City. Curse City. Um, they have some cool things. They get double the damage if you're attacking wizards or demons. Mm-hmm. So, they're, I mean... Um and the, the okay these guys are not slouches they both get double the damage against wizards and demons in addition when they fight or cho- shoot you can choose an endless spell to be the target of your attacks mm-hmm. roll a die to see if that attack scores a hit if it does don't make a wound roll or a save roll instead roll two d six and if it's greater than the casting value of the spell you dispel it they literally can shoot endless spells yeah and fight them. So they can just attack them with their broadswords. Okay? The cool thing about them is they're heroes, too. Which is they neat. are heroes, and they're, I mean, they're good. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, his spell banishing pistol has it's only a nine inch range. Three attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage. His broadsword, four attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. And he's doing double damage against wizards and demons. Mm-hmm. So in, in close combat against wizards and demons, he's doing four damage. Yeah. That's, I mean. That's four attacks. With four attacks, yeah. yeah he, he could drop a bloodthirster. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> by the way, at the start of the combat phase, if he's within three inches of Duralia, his, his daughter, mm-hmm. and there's enemy units within three inches of her. Yeah, he gets strike first. He gets a strike first. He runs in yeah. to defend his daughter. Yeah. I mean, wow. These two these two could definitely kill a bloodthirster. Easy. Yeah. Um, they both have a four up save, like I said, a five up ward. Yeah. And she's got weapons of banishment too. She doesn't get the guardian thing for her father. Um, and she does have less attacks. Now her crossbow has a much longer range, but one less attack. Mm-hmm. And it actually has two rend two damage. Twenty four inch range. Man. Mm-hmm. And so she can dispel endless spells at 24 inches if she can hit with these with this. Yeah. And all I mean, two attacks, threes by threes. I need to, I got two attacks. If one of them hits on a three, roll 2d6, banish your stupid spell. Right. Three attacks, threes by threes, one rent. So she has one less attack than her dad. But once again, four damage against wizards, yeah, wizards and demons, and demons yeah. including with her crossbow. Yeah. So she can be taken, picking off wizards from across the board yeah. at four damage apiece. And two mm. rend against a wizard? Most wizards aren't going to get a save. Right. And she's going to do four damage with those two attacks. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. If these characters if yeah. are good. If you're playing a lot of, you're in like, a, your friends are playing a lot of demons, these are the guys. <laughs> and let's see, what is, oh, okay. Th- so they you take them. Single unique. They must be taken as a set, although as a set, each is a separate unit. So it's 160 for the pair. Mm-hmm. 160 for the pair. Wow. That's 80 yeah. points a piece. Right. Some That's, matchups, they'll be awesome. Some, maybe not so much. I don't know. In this game now, with all the with all the yeah. magic happening and all yeah, the extra I guess, spells. Yeah, I guess yeah. In, this, in this GHB, it'd be super useful. 160 and you get two heroes. Um, and if we put them in action, they each get two commands apiece. Or a- Hammerhall action, because they are mm-hmm. heroes. Oh, their order of Azir. Oh, that. what does that even mean? Does that... A sp- uh, that doesn't do anything as far as I know. It doesn't have anything so far, but okay. Oh, that's fine. Um, all right, so we've come to the end of all the new cool units. And like yep. I said... It's a ton, and there's so many numbers, and you're sitting there going, I don't remember. We don't expect you to remember it, okay? Yeah. I always criticize my own self and say, man, you're just throwing numbers. It starts to turn into brain jelly. You know, it's just, I can't mm-hmm. remember. But I'm just, look, each unit individually has so much cool stuff. What combos can you come up with? Go out and buy the book. It's yeah. up for pre-order today. Saturday, yeah. Yeah, because we're releasing this on the day that is due, right. you know, on the day we're allowed to. Um, and... Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, we haven't even talked about the Dwarden. I know you said that there's some cool stuff they can do. Is there anything you... I mean, what can you tell us about this? I don't want to ignore them, but they're the older models, and, you know... I mean, I think... I can't remember their exact rules. I think they're pretty close to the same. Like, the gyrocopters are... I think they have a little bit better save. 
think they have a, like one more attack. If you put so, hammers with the warden king, he gets a four up ward. Yeah, so I like that. Okay. I think they did they have that before? I don't remember. You can pick a grudge against a unit. I don't know if yeah. they did, but they might have. Yeah. You can pick a grudge against the unit with the warden king, and that uh, yeah, sixes, sixes automatically, automatically wound, wound for I that think, unit. Yeah, I, th- I think you could you could play an all dwarven army if you wanted to. You I mean, absolutely I think, could. But I think I just, it would be. I think it would be cool. And, and it, here's the thing: if you just have a lot of dwarven, mm-hmm. maybe you don't have. And you don't. Uh, you know what? I can't afford to buy all this new cities models, but I have these cool dwarven I've been using mm-hmm. with my old city stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You can you can run just this, and I mean, and I and they could, yeah, they could do cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got their own little bits of rules. I just, I don't see that being the case. I don't yeah, see they, a lot of people playing all this. Right. I like I said, you're you're, and the uh, the iron breakers are cool. They have a three up save. Yes, they do because they're they, they're wearing they, Gromroll. They're and covered then they, in it. And then when they That's shield wall, they go to a five up ward. Yeah, so, I mean they're super tough. Oh, oh no! If they form shield, wait. If this unit is picked, oh, they, they got a four up. Yeah, they got four up ward. Four up instead of five. Yeah, I mean it's great. It's good. Oh, form <laughs> shield wall is an order. So yeah. that's an yeah. Right. That's right. That's one of the two orders. So you get a five up ward for whatever unit you get to. This gets a f- three up save, four up ward. They're not going to kill a whole lot, but they're no. going to hold. They're going to defend really well. They're an, they're anvils. Two attacks, mm-hmm. threes by fours, no rend, one damage. Mm-hmm. If they got the pistols, and how many pistols do they get? One unit gets a standard. Just, bear. The, just the champion can take it. Just the champion. So a nine inch range, two attack. Yeah, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they're not that expensive. Like you right. could take it, and maybe you've got. I mean, yeah. Throw an anvil in there. You got all these guys, all of your empire guys, but I need a guys to just sit on something. Make mm-hmm. sure it, it, it holds. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, and how much... But it's see. a far cry from the day when people feared hammerers. You know, remember? Okay. You saw, you saw, you know, 30 hammerers across from you. You're like, oh, man. Hammerers are 10 for a buck 50. Hammerers are still a little... I mean, they're different. They don't have that... Let's see. What are they... They have a four-up save. Two attacks, three threes, rend two, two damage. So they hit hard. Well, every, I mean, all dwarves have, there's no, I mean, everything from Duarden, everything has a three up save except for the Rune Lord uh, and the Longbeards and the Hammerers and the Iron Drakes. So there's four mm-hmm. of the nine have a four up save. The other five have a three up save. Yeah. Hammerers, I mean, I think you should still fear Hammerers. They hit hard. They got a four up save, two attacks, threes by threes, two rend, two damage. Yeah. And then you put them with that Warden King, and now he's and they, got a four-up right, ward. Right, and they fight over each other because they're on 25s, the uh-huh. one-inch reach. Yeah. Oh, how, much, how many is 10? It's, it's probably not that much. No, in fact, here, let's kind of go through their points. Like I said, I mean, I, I love these models, and I love this army, and I suppose you can still play it. It's small. Mm-hmm. Uh, hammerers are 10 for a buck and a half. Yeah. Iron Drakes. Oh, we didn't talk about the Iron Drakes. They're the Iron ten- Drakes are probably the best unit in here. They're 10 for 160. Right. Uh, gyro Bombers are 120. Gyrocopters are 80, but you can take a unit of three for 240. So Yeah, that that's new. The squadron is a new rule. For yeah, them. that's pretty cool. Uh, what about the other... Uh, Cogsmith. Rune Lord is 100 points. Mm-hmm. He increases people's rend. Cogsmith is 90. 
Mm-hmm. And he helps. He helps. He can actually help gyrocopters. He can issue commands to gyrocopters anywhere on the battlefield. Yeah, which iron, is interesting. Iron breakers and long beards. So not your hammers, but your iron breakers and your long beards. They're both ten for a hundred and thirty, and they're both battle line. Mm-hmm. So you could a you can just take all Dwarden, but yeah, if you feel you need an anchor, you could bring one of these in. Iron drakes. Yeah. They've got a four-up save, plus one attack for missile weapons if there's no enemies within three inches and they haven't made a move. Yeah, I mean, if you were to play all Dwarden, you'd basically be playing a horde army. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you would have a lot of guys on the, on the field. You'd have a lot. Uh, so they all come with Drake guns, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the Iron Warden can replace it with a torpedo or a pistol and, a bom- and cinder blast bombs. Mm-hmm. Cinder blast bomb. Uh, if you have, if if this unit has a model with it, once per battle in the shooting phase, you can throw it. Yeah. Uh, pick an enemy within six inches, and on a two up, it does D three mortal wounds. There's mm-hmm. nothing super special about that. But the best thing they do is blaze away. That's their rule. Yeah. Um. Pl- yeah. Plus one attack to the unit's missile weapons. If there's no enemy units within, th- we just yeah we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean that's their best thing. That's what they yeah. do. They just they just have a ton of attacks. So the gun has a 15 inch range normally. Mm-hmm. So if they're not, that goes up to 18. Mm-hmm. The extra attack, two attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage. So their guns are decent. Um, if you give the guy a torpedo, if you give the 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 champion a torpedo, extra three inches range, extra rend, and it's D3 damage. Yeah, I mean, you could. You can you can play a very, actually, it's, I guess it's quite a themey dwarf army. Yeah, I mean, you get within 15 of an Iron Drake unit, you're going to get, you know, there's a unit of 20, and you're going <laughs> to get 40 shots at you. Threes by threes, so you're going to get a lot of hits and a lot of wounds. Not to mention all the other shenanigans you might be dumping onto this unit with. Yeah, I mean, it, prayers it, it, and it does what dwarves whatnot. do. Yeah, it's a lot of high armor saves, and yeah, the Rune Lord can unbind one spell like he's a wizard. He does have a, a special prayer. It goes off on a yeah. four eighteen inches. Pick a Dwarden unit. Their rend goes up by one. Yeah, uh, and it just says improve rend character. Oh, of melee weapons. So yeah, but now okay. So your long beards, mm-hmm. um, they can have either the oh. Your long beards, by the yeah, way, they, mm-hmm. if they take the hammer and shield, which is the way I had them all built because they look cool, they do have a three-up save as well. Yes. If they don't, though, if they take the great axe, yeah, the great axe actually. And here's the thing: Ren two, and the great axe wounds easier too. Mm-hmm. So you get plus one to wound on that one, and plus one to rend on that one if you take yeah. it. Um. And uh, oh, anytime this a uh, model would flee, this one. Yeah. Okay, so anytime a model would flee from a friendly Dwarden unit that's wholly within 12 of this unit or the unit with this ability, on a four-up, that model doesn't flee. Right. So Longbeards, they, they, this was their old rule. It says, I thought Dwarden were made of sterner stuff, but right. it used to be old grumblers. Right. And it used to be if you fail to break check, you get to re-roll it because the, the, you, don't, you don't want the ancient guys in your, in your right. army looking down on you. Right. So, so, but you got, I mean, I think you'd also, this would be like some modeling like things too. Like you could make a really cool 
uh, one of the new iron weld cannons out of this, right? Yeah, where you could use you could use like your old dwarf war machines. Yeah, and you could you could like put like you know like a stone thrower and two organ guns on one base with like fortifications built all around them. Like here's my iron weld cannon. Boom. Oh, you know, yeah, something I like you, you know something that, like yeah. that. You know. But like I said, these long beards. I mean, if you are going to pick Dwarden, honestly, these long beards might have a place in a. Well, no, it only affects Dwarden, but right. if you are taking it, you know, not not having to spend points to avoid battle shock tests. Okay, I took battle shock. I lost four mm-hmm. guys. Now I rolled four dice, and half of them right. don't run. Yeah, that's that's really good. And all the other units within twelve of them. Yeah. So you, string, got, you just string the unit out a little bit. Maybe, yeah. you know, just you know, keeping coherency and whatnot. But yeah. but then you got some hammers next to them or iron drakes or iron breakers. Your iron breakers are already saving on a three up. If they're yeah. within twelve of them, if they lose the if mm-hmm. they lose some models, if they fail their break test. Right. Or their battle shock test. Yeah. I mean I guess you could get you know, if you really wanted to use your old models, you could use like you know, here's my miners. These guys count as free guild, whatever, or, you know, uh, my warrior. Okay, now I'm starting, now you're starting to lose me here. You're pulling you up models. Eh, you could, but, I mean, counts as dwarves for other dwarves. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel well, like no, that's I mean, sometimes count, a frown count, count, Counts as other cities of Sigmar units. Oh, that might be confusing, though. I don't know. No, I mean, honestly, if you told me that your miners were now steel helms, Right, and now I got to remember that they're it, human and they follow all the human rules. I, yeah, I'd be annoyed I, I, with you. Yeah, but I'm people, not gonna lie. We, people do that kind of stuff, you know. And you could, people I mean, do. And if, friendly, you know, friendly it, game. You could. I suppose. Yeah, be if fine. you're doing it a friendly game. I mean, I played against Domus uh, 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 and Meal when they had an army that was literally all minions. Oh yeah. And they had giant placards on the front, so you knew what they were because they literally right. made an all minion army, so right, every right, model right. looked the same. Right. Well, it's similar. Right. Uh, Cogsmith plus one to missile weapons. Yeah, we're, we're for his missile weapons. If he doesn't have a cogdex, plus one to rolls for attacks. If he has the grudge raker, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you, once you said he can issue commands to gyros all over the battlefield, and we talked about the gyros already. Um, mm-hmm. They're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the attacks. You know, threes by threes again. One rend, getting in there, moving around 12 inches, especially if you're playing a Dwarden army. This is the only thing you've got that's got speed. Right. And, yeah, you can have them flying. I mean, they're war machines, so you're limited. But, yeah, you can do a whole Dwarden army. What are you going to do with these? uh, What about the Dark Elves? I don't know. I mean, Is there anything you really want to talk about? We've kind of talked about some of the things that they do. We've mentioned a few of them earlier. Yeah, I I like what the Sorceress does. Yeah. That's really neat. You and said then, you like the Hydra. I like the Hydra, and I like the Blackguard's ability. They get a four-up ward while they're protecting a sorceress. Oh, okay. So, you, oh, so it's another one where you pick them, and then yeah. So wait, they get the ward, or the sorceress they, gets they the ward? They get the ward. They get the ward. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I wish they had taken out the. Uh, oh no, sorceresses get it too. They both get it. If oh, Blackguard yeah. is within yeah, three inches yeah. of a sorceress, they get a four-up yeah. save. If yeah, the sorceress like is near them, that's really good. You mix yeah. those in together. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I wish they'd got rid of the blood sacrifice rule on the sorceress. Yeah. Uh, you don't like that? Yeah, well, because people people break the 
they they do the Kronspine incarnate thing with that. So like the sorceress, you bind her to the Kronspine incarnate. Okay. And then you run it out there, and if you feel like you know you need to, she can just use that rule, kill herself, and then let the Kronspine incarnate go wild. It's kind of stupid. Oh yeah, that's that's oh that was like when they used to six. I remember when even an eighth edition when you could uh, you could explode mm-hmm. if you miscast. Yeah, uh, I did it many times. Well, that's and, and Barnett that, was talking about taking a cheap wizard and running him up and just forcing him to explode. Yeah, yeah, a wizard this is, grenade. Yeah, this is kind of. The, I mean, it's you, you. But there's you just do it. You don't have yeah. to do anything. You're no, just, you just like do it. Yeah, that's well, that's. Like, that's kill lame. My, I kill myself. Okay, just great. so that, that the crown spine incarnate can go crazy. That can go that, wild. Yeah, that doesn't seem to fit the lore of the of those sorceresses, the dark elf sorceresses at all. I don't no. see any of them sacrificing their lives to let the spell go crazy. Nope. Let's talk do, about the hydra though. Let's hit the hydra <laughs> before we wrap up. Okay. Yep. Hydra has twelve wounds, a four up save. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's fire. It's got fiery breath. The attack characteristic is equal to the number of models in the unit to a maximum of 10. Twos by threes, one rend, one damage. That's not bad. Right. Uh, six attacks with its fangs, fours by threes, one rend, three damage. Yeah, flat three. Flat three. Uh, the guys who are goading it on with the whips, they get two attacks, fours by fours, one damage. Uh, where this thing really shines is at the end of the combat phase, heal up to five wounds. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. No. Nope. He's got five wound regen at the end of the combat phase. Yeah. And how much is a war hydra? Probably not enough. He's 180, I think. Uh, where are you, war hydra? I'm just waiting to look in the thing and see that he, not only does he have a war hydra, but he can become battle line if. Could you just make <laughs> that? No. 180, behemoth. Mm-hmm. That's cheap. Yeah. That's cheap. And the cryptus, and the cryptus has a cool rule, too. Oh, what is that one? Uh, enemies can't rally or inspiring presence within 12 inches of him? Yeah. Wow. 12 wounds, 4 up save. Not as damaging. He does have 5 attacks, 4s by 3s, 1 rend with a straight 3, but then everything else he's got has no rend mm-hmm. and only 1 damage. Uh, boy. So I guess there are things you can do with this. You can play. You, I mean, you could do an all dark elf army oh as well. yeah i mean totally i mean dark riders have a cool rule where they can uh they can disrupt command points but see now, right. now now you've got me wanting to put a sorceress in this army because mm-hmm. she does have some really great stuff yeah but if i take a sorceress then i want to want to put some executioners in or not or, the executioner, or the, the black, the black guard, guard, yeah. to give them both a four up ward and give them some lasting power yeah and you've almost convinced me to throw a unit of three up anchor and armor guys, you know, give the two up, you know, because I can get the with the shields or whatever they had. Just yeah. the nonsense. So yeah, maybe I, the other units can be useful. I always wanted to do a uh, like a city guard army that was like a, an option you could take a long time ago in okay. like dark elves. Okay, and you could never really do it. They took the option away, so you, so you could never really do it in the old game. But in the new game. You could totally do a Dark Elf City Guard army with like the Dread Spears up front, the Dark Shards behind them. And now you could just like put like two repeater crossbows or, you know, repeater, uh, the, uh, the big, uh, Dark Elf like, uh, bolt throwers. Yep. You just put, put two of them on a base and, I mean, I guess you've got a Iron Well Great Cannon now. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's nutty. 
right? I mean, it is absolutely nutty the the different stuff that you can do. Yeah. Um, I am not much of a conversion kit basher type of person. I don't have yeah. that sort of creativity. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess but, those kind of ones I don't mind because it's like, what else could it possibly be? As long as it's what else can it possibly be, I don't have a problem yeah. with it. Like, uh, what is that? You have two dark elf repeater bolt throwers on one base. Like, what is that? Oh, it's an iron weld great cannon. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and it's yeah, on, and it's on, can, and it's on that, that huge base. It's on that yeah. huge base. It's like, okay. I, like, yeah, what, I suppose you could do that. What else could it possibly be? You know, I don't know. Right. Um. I, okay. Is that it? Have we hit it? I think we've hit it. We're at I about so. four. We're at about four and a half. We're getting close to five hours. Are I you serious? Think, yeah, close God. to. Okay. I mean, you know, we add in the commercials and the little bits of readings, and yeah, we're pushing five on this. So I think okay. I think we've done it justice. We've really dived into this. Yeah. Um, I think the units really do mostly play to the lore. I there's mean, a couple things here and there that we wish were different, but there's a couple things here that you wish were different. Well, I wish like the Talia Vedra character. Her, like, I wish her weapons actually did something different. You know, where you've got to pick. Yeah, something. but once she's got she's got a full page of rules. See what I'm yeah. saying? I understand yeah. what you're saying, but I also yeah. look at that and said, you know what? She's got like three. There's uh, the the weapon even array is long. Yeah. Making four other ones, and what are you going to do? <laughs> Say every turn she has to pick which weapon she's using. I don't know. You'd ha- I mean, it would. That's just. Yeah. I mean, in an army full of uh, obvious, massive amounts of bookkeeping, I can right. see why they don't have that. Yeah, I'm just, I get. It. Me I get personally, it. yeah, yes. But it would have been. Cool. <sighs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not complaining. There's so many creative ideas in this army, and so many cool units and new, great, amazing models in this army. I cannot complain. Mm-hmm. at all i just i love it like i said i did have one complaint and it's that the elves and the dark elves they are useful but man it's just it does it feels out of place mm. especially when you got all these cool cities you can pick where you can bring in new armies yeah bring in lumineth realm lords bring in caradron overlords you you mm-hmm. literally mentioned bring in your sylvaneth bring in your stormcast yeah you've covered the only thing they didn't mention from order that i can think of was seraphon and fire slayers. Oh, they did not mention the fire slayers either. Oh, and they didn't mm. mention who are this. I forget who they are. What uh, the um, the deepkin? Oh yeah, they are. They didn't mention them either. Yeah, yeah. Because no cities really ally with those factions. Yeah. So. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're not like integral to their. But they city. do say even in the book that this, you know some of these cities you'd see fire slayers walking around on the street, so they're there. Yeah. There's just nothing. Yeah. Right. I mean, they've got enough special rules and special things. You, I mean, I suppose there's no need to go through and force a pick. Plus, I don't think Deepkin would ever really show up too much. They're, I mean, they're in order, and I suppose they're allies, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're not going to see them anyway. Right. But I could see one of the places, especially Aksha, why not let them have some Fire Slayer bonus, you know? I right. mean, that's, yeah. that's the place. Yeah, I mean, there's a magma hold, like, right there. Exactly. All right. Um, I think we're done. Yeah. Uh, do you have it all together? Are you ready? Yep. All right, good. Uh, we still want to thank our sponsors, Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards. We want to thank our Patreon patrons, the associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, Old Man Yeti, executive producers, Scotty Milne and George Stradone, and our newest patron, Fear the Squirrels. Yeah. Uh, thank you all 
for everything you do that makes us want to sit here over the course of a day and a half and record <laughs> five hours of show. Uh, we do this for you, but you guys do so much for us that we can't thank you enough. So, Chris, yeah, uh, what a marathon! I'm so I'm dead. I'm, <laughs> I I'm beat. But there's some cool stuff. Um, what's coming in in a couple weeks, man? I don't even know what we're doing next at this point. Mm-hmm. But I got a lot of hobby to talk about, and I got some Garage Gamer to put out for uh, other stuff. So there's cool. gonna there's a lot coming. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot coming. We still have to go over some of this cool stuff for, uh, I mean, we talked about how to play um, Path to Glory, but now we got to go through and start compiling some of this cool stuff so you can kind of see some of the neat things you can do. So there's plenty on the horizon, all right? Uh, But until that time, folks, only the faithful will be triumphant, only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful will know no despair except in failure. Or Sigmore! I'm sorry, Father. I had hoped to write you with gladder tidings, but this must be my last missive. As like as not, it shall never reach you. Perhaps none of my letters have made it home. I must put such thoughts from my mind, lest they drive me to despair. Three days ago, we reached our destination, a valley of rich volcanic soil overlooked on each side by two soaring basalt columns, the wise kings we named them. Now they shall bear witness to the last stand of the 89th Regiment of the Leaden Bulls and the end of the Heartfire Crusade. At Hakon's Rise, we thought we had broken the skin eaters. We were fools. That was nothing more than a raiding host. Ten days ago, the true fury of the barbarians fell upon us. As far as the distant horizon, the ground was hidden by the sea of invaders hurling towards our gun walls. Our strong points of basaltum was no more than half-constructed cluster of domiciles and a pair of cog forts, for the enemy had come upon us far more swiftly than seemed possible. At least our artillery batteries were well sighted. Located atop the metalists we had unloaded only days earlier, they rained murder upon the foe, filling the skies with screaming trails of fire. Our gunners know their craft well, and even the sightless men could not have missed his mark, so vast was the horde bearing down upon us. Explosions blossomed along the valley as the ground we had fought so hard to conquer was transformed into a fire-blasted vision of ruin. For all the fury of our cannonades, they made only a dent in the horde. We fusiliers rushed forward to fill the gaps in the fortification and surrounded the Nexus Siphon. It's here we remain, while the enemy hurl themselves against our shields again and again. Aim and fire, bayonet thrust, retract, and load shot anew. The butchery becomes as mechanical as an iron weld forge press. Every now and then the enemy breaches our line, running amok and claiming the heads of whatever luckless sootbacks they can get their hands on. Saskia fell on the second day, Garrett on the fourth. Hellbreath no more than an hour ago, beheaded. I cannot explain to you the horror, the rivers of blood, the screams, so many comrades torn to pieces. One cannot imagine such things. You have to witness them to understand. We have no respite, save for those brief desperate hours when our collegiate spellsmiths summon a wall of arcane force to separate us from the snarling fiends all around. No more than a dozen paces from our gun walls, savages snarl and pace, their skin smeared with the blood of our fallen and marked with jagged runes that make us sick to look upon. 
We watch as they collect the heads of the slain donors, piling them into gruesome pyramids, and indulge in sickening rituals of bloodletting that open ragged wounds in the very earth. The wheel pilgrim keep up their chance to bolster our spirits, and Maester Porus and the metallurgians rework their wards, ensuring that when battle recommences, the first foes to charge us will be roasted by arcs of molten lead. It won't be enough. We all know it. Our losses are crippling. The enemy's number's too great. We're down to our last carriage of ammunition. Before the last ball is fired, we will be overrun. General Montaigne promises that reinforcements are on the march and that we only need hold out till dawn. He's a good man and a leader worthy of respect, but he's a poor liar. The barrier maintained by the Nexus siphon shimmers and begins to peel away as if melting in the face of some unnatural heat. I can hear terrible sounds out there, terrible, eager sounds. It's a strange thing to face one's doom. You might think it would drain the will from a soldier, rendering them nothing more than a sobbing wreck. Yet in truth, I find there's a strange freedom in it. One makes peace with the choices they've made and finds meaning amidst tragedy. Do not grieve, Father, for the great wheel ever turns. Even as I write this, a new generation of dawners is taking up the coin malleus, embarking upon the same journey that I did so many seasons ago. Perhaps little Jara will one day stand upon this same spot with fusil in hand and triumph where her mother could not. Our sacrifice paves the way for their victory. One day, this battlefield will fade from memory. The sounds of death and horror replaced by music, laughter, and joy. That is a dream worth dying for. I must stand now and take my place at the line alongside my friends, the brothers and sisters alongside whom I have endured so much. Against much comradeship, how can darkness hope to triumph? Farewell, Papa. Take care of my daughter and tell her how her mother fought until the end. Edmira. <laughs>